I am going to get a cushion to sit on. I'm going to get a hemorrhoid if we do this for too long. Well, welcome everybody to another episode of the RF Generation Collector Cast. Uh, as uh, as usual, hey, I'm your host Duke Togo, and uh, joining me is a man that um, that is totally lost in time. Um, Wild Bill, Bill. Oh, I didn't know who you're going with. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't <laughs> figure that out intro. either. <laughs> I thought for sure that was Krabby's intro. <laughs> no, no, he's I gonna guess, be lost in something else. Well, it's, <laughs> we. We uh, we did play Arkham Horror a couple weeks ago, and I was almost lost in time and space. So I guess that could totally fit. Yeah, yeah. Then, uh, and the man that uh, did a little dance as soon as he heard that Ben Affleck was the new Batman, <laughs> Crab Crabby Crabmaster. Oh, wasn't ha- it wasn't a happy <laughs> dance. <laughs> no, not no, a fan. Not a, not a fan of that casting. I, I think Daredevil I, was awesome. I think the internet in general needs to calm down a little bit and reserve judgment until you see the thing. Remember how everyone went insane when they found out Heath Ledger was the Joker? And then you saw that first scene and you were like, well, I'm an idiot. <laughs> I don't have as much faith in the director, too, though, to go along with it. So it's kind of double whammy, not just the Ben Affleck thing. Right. No, yeah, it's. Uh, I said something on my Facebook page and someone said... Uh, uh, you know, the ire really should be directed at Zack Snyder and Hollywood and not directly at Ben Affleck. But yeah, I, oh, I yeah. Like, if, if I was offered the job too, I would make a horrible Batman, but I would have taken it. <laughs> <laughs> I think you would be the best Batman. Doesn't it always seem like you get like a good Batman and then you get a bad Batman and then, okay, now it's a good Batman yeah. again. Yeah, kind of like Star Trek movies. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Do we even get that many good ones? I don't. You know, you're the like, I don't, you're the only one I know. Who's down on the new ones? I, the first one wasn't bad. The second one, it was bad. <laughs> I thought they were both it was good. very good. It was very good. Um, so that concludes the Star Trek portion of the yeah, yeah, Generation well. Collector Cast. <laughs> sorry, we, sorry, Trekkies. We had to, uh, we had to stomp on that. Uh, all right, all right. So, Bill, uh, you know, not that I'm trying to do um, step into another spoiler cast or something, but I, I finished up. Far Cry Three here recently. Right? I know and you I played heard about that, one, that. Right? Yeah, I love Far Cry Three. Okay, now I'm not going to spoil anything here at all, but I just want to say, at the end, uh, did you did you kind of pick like the good ending or the the not so good ending? Uh, I picked the good one um, for the same reason that uh, I've heard Krabby say before. Um, I find I find it hard to make decisions that I wouldn't personally make. Um, I don't tend to do like the bad things just to you know because I can or to see what happens. So I uh, I picked the good. I you know I chose the bad just to see what would happen. <laughs> have you seen what happens? I have not. No, I haven't. Even, like I, I I did my ending, and then the the world kind of stays open. You can continue to go do stuff. I right. I didn't reload a save file. I didn't YouTube what the other one is. I I, you should, I don't know. You should you should YouTube what the other <laughs> one is. <laughs> it's. I was kind of a little shocked, honestly, how it yeah. all went down. But Maybe I'll uh, give it a look. I mean, yeah, because the, the thing is, I almost wonder if that's the ending they expected you to pick, because that's kind of like the road you had been going down like for most of right, the game. Right, right. Um, so uh, if you don't pick that, it's kind of like, 
oh, the clouds open up and everything's mostly okay. So I kind of feel like it's like the fake ending to Blade Runner in that, like, yeah, it's happy, but it's not the real ending. So... Yeah, you should watch it. That's all I've got to say. <laughs> okay. And now I'm I'm uh, hip deep in um, Blood Dragon. So. Oh man, I I can't wait to talk about the ending sequence to that game. Like <laughs> the the combination of the music they choose to play, um, the uh, dialogue that is happening during. Uh oh, so uh, I. I I gotta play through Blood Dragon again. It's, I'm I'm uh, working on another right now, but uh, I gotta go back and do it again. It doesn't seem to be like um, that long, so it's that's not. Good. It's it's not, but uh, um, I will tell you, like uh, when I when you get to a new area, I kind of clear out that it, like all the VHS tapes, the TVs, like you know all the new enemies in that area. Um, I didn't do any story missions, and it took me a good you know, like seven ten hours, and then I said, okay, now I'm gonna go do the story missions. And like two hours later, I was done with the game. So if you just follow the story, there's really not a ton to it. If you explore every little bit of the island, you get a good seven to ten out of it. That's good. That's yeah. good. And Krabby, you've been really busy putting the store together, right? Yeah, this week's been insane dealing with like insurance and security and leases and internet hookups and yeah, you know, <laughs> liquor license. Yeah, you get your topless stripper license <laughs> goes with that nice I saw the pole. Other, yeah you got that nice stripper pole yeah. right there right in the middle of the place that's that's the uh, arcade pole that is yeah <laughs> so um you know i've seen a couple of pictures but you're really having to learn kind of the whole ropes of of being an entrepreneur all at once right yeah they they don't make it easy they don't streamline it you got to go all over the place to like put everything together of course <laughs> they're government they don't yeah. care it's pretty nuts. They, that, and then for some reason, for a while, they were like holding up my business license, and I was getting really worried because it's getting close to opening time. Mm-mm. I kind of need that, yeah. And and then I called the the lady who's in charge of this finally and get a hold of her and figure out why. And it's it's like the stupidest reason. So it's, it's <laughs> we got it all worked out now within a day. So you didn't okay. dot your eye. No, it's basically I I had I have these shelving units, and she's so worried that they're not mounted on the wall that they're gonna fall over and kill someone. <laughs> Yeah, really, really. Yeah, very, mm. we we have a very fragile people. <laughs> we we were planning on everybody coming and sticking their infants right under the yes. shelves. <laughs> Are those ceiling tiles secure? They look like they're just gonna fall right out of there. Oh no! We we have every third one in like weighted so we it can fall at any moment. <laughs> yeah. It could be like a video game, right? Like to find yeah. the traps. Yeah, and, it's, uh, it's like a cubert or something. Yeah. yeah. When I worked at a Funko Land years ago, and uh, uh, we turned it was really hot one day, so we turned the air conditioning up, um, and then we and then it's after a little while it got, it got cold, and after a little while it got warmer. So like the manager came in like the next day, and uh, we told him, and he was like, "Oh, you can't turn the air conditioning any down any further. That's like as cold as it'll get before it freezes." So oh. like I guess the condenser or something had frozen, which is why it wasn't uh, you know putting out any more cool air so then we just had to turn the air conditioner off so then Ew. for the next day or two as it de- <laughs> as it thawed out it dripped water onto the ceiling tiles which then started to bow which then eventually just <laughs> crumbled and fell <laughs> and uh there is no easy way to pick up like the remnants of ceiling of wet crumbled ceiling tile <laughs> out of carpet so <laughs> yeah. nice so th- this will be my my probably my last 
recording where I'm not actually running the store, so it'll be kind of interesting next time, hopefully. I'll have some stories to tell, I hope. Yeah, yeah. and I, I I don't know if you've really shared all the details too much on the show, so, I mean, do you want to say, like, the name of your store and all that? Sure. Um, it's going to be up here in Prince George, where I live, British Columbia, and the store's called Game Quest, and it's going to be awesome. What else do you need to know? Yeah, well, you guys can find... Game Quest on Facebook, so if you're going to happen to be in that neck of the woods for some reason, you want to stop in and say hi to Krabby and buy some crud, Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure he'd be happy. Absolutely. Let me know if you're out of town. I'll hook you up. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful. So um, make sure you go in there, and if if if, you, if you're in that area, make sure you let him know that um, you know he, he's doing a good job up there. I, I would love to come see the Tell me if I'm doing a crappy job, time. too, then I can fix it, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually. Hopefully you're not I haven't done this before. Job. I'm bound to do some stupid things. I'm sure. Every time I go to like a conference for work now, uh, I'm gonna suggest like you know where we should have our next conference. Prince George, <laughs> capital Man, of Prince the North. George. If you beautiful you Prince George, you haven't lived until you visited Paddle Wheel Park, <laughs> or or maybe you... Cottonwood Island Nat- Nature Park. Uh, like that's really where you want to have a convention. Yeah. You haven't lived until you've been to the crime capital of British <laughs> Columbia. We're not we're like number one anymore. Apparently Kelowna's taken our crown. They're still in B oh. they're still in B C but they're a little ways away. <laughs> well what a shame. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm very excited. I'm excited for you. We're moving up in the world. <laughs> so have you had any time to play anything then, Crabby? Um, I played a little bit of Wario Land Shake It with my son and it turns oh, out okay. it's really awesome. Really liked it. Oh, okay. Which that's one is Wii? That's on the Wii. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, it is a blast. Which one? Cool. Well, um, let's go over a few of the formalities, so places people can find us. So, um, Krabby, where can where can people locate us? My new favorite, Facebook. That's your new <laughs> favorite. Yeah, I'm, on, yeah. I'm on Facebook now. He's he's been uh, really active on there lately. Actually, like uh, my wife will say, like, did you see what Krabby like said on your post? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's pretty good. Pretty good. Um, uh, where else, Bill? Where can people get a hold of us? I'm going to go with the low-hanging fruit, but the easiest one, collectorcast.com. Is easy. And, oh, boy, don't guys, don't let me forget. I've got to re-up our uh, domain, domain name <laughs> here soon so we don't, we don't lose that. Yeah. Not that I think anybody wants to steal yeah. it. But. Collectorcast.com uh, conveniently takes you to uh, this site is not available. It's just a joke. Just refresh that like in a week, and then it'll be back. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll do. It. I think we're doing October. I've just got a pony pony up to do it. <laughs> um, and uh, you know what? Place where we get a lot of conversation going on is Twitter. Right? Yeah, lately we've had Twitter's some been uh, blowing up. Yeah, some good. I mean, obviously with the uh, 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 gamer sense, uh, you know, uh, uh, via Twitter conversation, got into this you know Bioshock conversation. Uh, I've been chatting with a couple of people about the topic we're about to talk about. So yeah, it's been a, it's been a good uh, good spot for chat lately. Yeah, yeah, definitely follow us over there. Um, we're just Collector Cast on both Facebook and Twitter. And um, now, if they actually want to get the show besides Collector Cast, um, you know, you can find us um, on um, the. I'm going to take it this time. The podcast pickle. <laughs> we are, we are I there. Knew, I knew you were going to take it. You never. Take it. <laughs> Uh, where else can people find us, Krabby? We said the YouTube yet? No, haven't taken the YouTube yet. Yeah, the old, the old, the dethroned crown, Krabby's old favorite. Yeah. Please, please watch us on the on the YouTube. That's where I watch all the videos or all the uh, the podcasts. 
Wonderful, wonderful. And um, Bill, I think there's a little more left out there. Gotta get on the iTunes. Oh yeah, iTunes. and iTunes has this new feature. Um, I think it's you might have to update your software for this feature to work. It's like it's just hit update on your thing, but you can leave a review for a podcast and the review that would be so nice the review helps us uh, uh you know helps other people locate us who might have the same interests as you because you know you guys are all cool should be listening to the same cool stuff so a quick little review would be awesome positive reviews you can do them right on itunes negative reviews just send us a pm and let us know <laughs> what's happening and we'll do our best yes uh, something like that anyway and then i'm thinking of one last magical place where we can be found oh did zune finally approve us <laughs> Zune and Xbox music wants nothing to do with us. We will, yeah, and that's and you and I'm just gonna put it out there to the rest of the you know podcast distribution uh, houses out there. This is a fact. <laughs> we submitted our podcast to Zune. Zune denied, the, rejected our podcast to go on their thing. Never even, no, they never okay, got they, around. They, 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 they ignored. They ignored it. <laughs> there you go. And then. Out of business. <laughs> that there, uh, what coincidence? Direct, I don't think di- so. Yeah, direct connection. <laughs> we could have saved them. We had a chance. We yeah. could have saved them. Too bad. But one place we have made sure that won't go out of business is Stitcher, right? That Stitcher's got us. Yep. And we got that promo code RF Generation. Enter that promo code, and you will be entered to win something. Nothing. <laughs> nothing, nothing. Maybe. At all. <laughs> No, no. I think if you enter that promo code, you're entered to win a download of the podcast. Oh, okay. Just one special, um, yeah, download just for you. (laughs) (laughs) And then lastly, people can definitely come and see us at rfgeneration.com. They can chit-chat about the show, um, talk with some of the other people you hear about in the small scores. You could put your small scores in there so that we can chit-chat about them because we love this stuff. Um, I want to say a couple thanks real quick uh, at the top of the show here. So I want to thank Mr. Rusley Mann. Uh, he was kind enough to donate to the show. So, um, what a guy. You know, if somebody, if somebody else wanted to donate to the show, <laughs> you know, just I'm going to throw that out there. I think they would, I, I think they would have to contact I, Rusley Mann to, to find out how. No, no. <laughs> how did you do this, Rusley Mann? I, I think if it really is important to you, you know, I've got to, got to pay bills. I've got to re-up a domain name. So if you want to mm. kick in a few bucks, you know, hey, that'd be great. Um, you can just go to collectorcast.com. There's a PayPal donate button right there. Um, I'm not above begging a little bit. <laughs> and, 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 and honestly, just, just so you know, everybody knows, uh, I mean, literally zero of the dollars are pocketed. Uh, <laughs> no, negative of the dollars. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we – yeah. That's I'm just you know I, I used to listen to podcasts when I was young and naive and think like they want me to donate like pay them to buy new microphones and stuff. Why would nope. I do that? Nope we we buy we buy that stuff. So this just well, kind of op- makes it sting a little bit less. Crabby, you still operate on the on the uh, rock rock band Guitar Hero mic? Yeah, whatever. I'm playing Guitar Hero right now. Yeah, I I really can't believe how good <laughs> Crabby sounds. I am pretty yeah. on that mic. Like I'm like I'm using like a hundred dollar uh, USB studio condenser mic, and uh, I think Crabby sounds better. This this is the first gen Guitar Hero mic too. The ones that came with World Tour in the big boxes. <laughs> Makes you wonder what you're paying for, right? Um, but wait, one of these days, maybe we can get Krabby to upgrade. If his show, if it, I'm sorry, if his store takes off. Yeah. Then, um, if, 
talking when, son. Oh, right, right. One when month from now, first... I will have a gold-plated <laughs> Guitar Hero microphone. I, I imagine Krabby like uh, Matt Stone in uh, basketball when he shows up the game with <laughs> like, the, the tub, crown. Yeah. <laughs> and, like the scepter and gold yep. chains. Yeah. <laughs> Best movie ever. Take the grill out. <laughs> <laughs> I would just say when you make your first million, Krabby, you know, just remember where it all got started. Canada. <laughs> <laughs> right. But but seriously, though, thank you very much, Russ Lehman. We certainly appreciate that. And um, he is a big supporter of the show. He really talks us up and, and spreads the love, and we really we really appreciate that a lot. Um, also want to give some thanks to um, Addicted from RF Gen, right? Uh, Addicted uh, hooked a couple of us up, right? Yeah, almost all of us. Uh, two-thirds of the show, <laughs> I think. 66.67? Something like that. Yeah. So, uh, cool. Yeah, he. Uh, um, I was actually in the market for a Dreamcast uh, AV cable. Um, he had, uh, uh, you know, shot me a message saying like, "Yeah, I got something to send to you." Um, you know, took got my address and everything. Um, so on top of like the nice little gift that he sent, uh, uh, which was a mysterious CDR, uh, the contents <laughs> will be revealed shortly. Um, so on top of that, he just threw in a Dreamcast AV cable, which was really awesome of him. That way, I uh, and the first thing I played with it was NHL '98. And I know, oh. Duke, and I know, Duke has a uh, hockey joke up his sleeve, so I'm gonna beat him to it. <laughs> it um, sucks. Sorry, that's easily. All I can, no joke. <laughs> easily, I said the other day, quite possibly, but I can't. I can't sugarcoat it. It is easily the worst hockey game I've ever played. And no, I, sorry, I shouldn't say that. It's because and it's on '98, and the PlayStation was good. This is the worst port of a sports game I've ever played. I really, I'm gonna do a blog entry on it. It's that bad. But uh, thank you for letting me play it with the cable. <laughs> I, I keep um, trying to find some way that I can work into the conversation a what the puck. <laughs> just, just, to, you just got to keep it in the holster and then the opportunity I, will yeah, should no, present itself. We get, it's a family show. That's as close as I can get. Yeah. So so then on the, on the CDR, um, I may have made a mention on the show at some point before that I really would like to you know go back and read some of those old Nintendo powers. And he sent me pretty much looks like the entire digital collection of Nintendo Power magazines, which was awfully nice of him. And uh, Duke, I think you had some stuff on your disc as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, he had, like, in the past already, like, sent me some Nintendo Powers and, and some other odds and ends on a, on a burned disc, which was very kind of him. I appreciate it. And then he sent me another big disc, and then he also sent some, um, like, some game music tracks to use on the show, like, for some, you know, some of our intro music and... and the interstitial stuff so really appreciate that that was awesome very cool i'm glad i love it when the listeners get involved any any good tunes on there yeah i mean there was like um i think like the like these famicom there was like these music selection cds that came out so there's some of those that are on there there's just some other miscellaneous like some uh, i mean just this whole smattering of all sorts of different not just like nes so I mean, you'll probably hear some of that throughout some of these shows yeah. going up. Yeah. You had you had Duke at Famicom. <laughs> <laughs> you really that's the correct answer. But um but seriously, thank you very much. And um and thanks really for all the listeners for taking the time to uh, listen to the show and we get a lot of positive feedback here lately and I don't know about you guys, but that really makes me feel like this is more than worthwhile. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah. I haven't heard any of the uh the criticism in a while. It's been nice. <laughs> <laughs> definitely definitely um well very good and uh well we'll just go ahead and get on with the show
So we got a lot of exciting stuff to talk about in this month's Small Scores. It's been a little while since we had like the um, the spoiler cast kind of mixed in there, so we have like a lot of stuff. Um, so we may have had to trim a few things <laughs> down a little bit. Yeah, we say that every month, though, don't we? Yeah, I, I feel like we've. I, I definitely know that I've said that the last few months that you know we may miss uh, certain things that you know previous months we would have mentioned. Um, you know, we're doing it for time constraints and to try to get the, uh, you know, the really exceptional stuff in there. So as always, if we missed you, we apologize, uh, get better stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's get right into it. Um, we've got the ever lovable Zagnorch. That's the best way. To, that's the best way to describe him. He's something I'm, you know, <laughs> something. Um, but he picked up, I think one of my favorite things, um, right off the bat was this beautiful complete in box speak and spell. Did you guys <laughs> yep. have these as kids? Absolutely. My neighbor did. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Did, did the Canadian, did the Canadian version have an accent? Yeah. <laughs> it only spoke in French too. <laughs> yeah, I, like, I love the spell this thing. frog. And did you guys that have it? Did you guys have it before or after ET? We called it the speak and yell up here though. Just yelled French um, at you. I don't remember if it was before or after. But there was like two versions, right? There was like the membrane version, and there was the button version. And I had like the membrane version. Me too. I think that's what we had too. And I had, did you remember that they had like expansion cartridges that you could like pop in the battery? And I had an expansion cart in mine. Never heard of that. The title screen looks way better with that cart. (laughs) (laughs) High res, right? Yep. Oh man, I used to play with that thing so ungodly much. Yeah, that, I never that's... speak in math. I never had speak in math or speak in read. Yeah, I never Did touched the rest that? of the series. No, just always speak and spell. Because mm-hmm. of ET, right? Obviously, yeah. So that was pretty cool. And then up, uh, he got some. Oh, oh. All right, Bill, I know you put these in here, so go ahead. <laughs> yeah, he's getting ready for that uh, 1.5 HD remix, which is not weird or confusing at all. Uh, he got some uh, Kingdom Hearts guys, almost all of them, um, for Kingdom Hearts 1, 2, 358 over two days, and Birth by Sleep. Oh, I think the only one he's missing is the Dream Drop Drist- Dristance. The 3D? Yes. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. And I don't know if they made a guide for Coded. That was a mobile game originally, and I think that's it's only in this new collection in like the cinematics. But uh, haters gone hate. Good job on those guides. <laughs> And we come to uh, one of our main themes for this uh, month or so, uh, month and a half or so, it seems. Lots of Resident Evil foreshadowing. Brains. So, um, and uh, Zag starts. I don't think it's it foreshadowing off. if you just say it. No, yeah. no, no, no. It's, it's, it still works. It still works. Um, so Zag starts off with easily the best game in the series. Yes, I'm no. Resident no. Evil Survivor for the PlayStation. Yeah. No. Not really. The gun games are not really very good. Um, it's crappy. Yes, let's favorite. move on, shall we? It, it shall is we better on? than some other ones that will remain nameless. <laughs> Except for anyone who's heard the show before. That's right. Yes. Now, now, yes, have you guys know. seen this Xbox Game Manager that he picked up? Never, never heard of it. I've never heard Honestly. of this thing. It looks like a CD changer. That you pl- like, and now I can't tell. Do you plug this thing into your Xbox and play multiple discs off it, or do you plug it into like your computer and store data with it? I got no clue <laughs> by looking at the thing. Yeah. What on earth? I, I'd, I'd I love, just like I'd love to hear huh? from Zag. It looks like it's made by APC, which is the power company, um, American Power Company. They make the UPSs and everything. Um, right. I'd love some info from Zag on exactly what this thing is, how it works, because if it if it does what I think it does, then 
it uh, you know plugs into your system with pr probably one of the uh, you know controller ports because I think those are just modified USBs. So um, I think you can run you know it's like a disc changer for your Xbox. I don't I don't know how that would work, but um, we'll I see. don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, next thing you got though is I think is really good. Uh, no more heroes two. Um, I know you guys have never gotten around to playing that. Uh, yes, I know. Uh -huh. uh, yes, because well. it's very good, and you should play it. You gonna grab Thank Killers you. Dead right away here? Um, I'm gonna pick it up when it is going down in price a little bit. I've already got a guy lined up that wants to sell off the um, the music CD and the art book that came with it. Oh, nice! So I'm, I'm gonna try to pick those up now and then wait for the game to get cheap. Good idea. That's, that's yeah. That's that's really great. This uh, industry depends on that kind of. <laughs> business <laughs> on cheapskates like me <laughs> <laughs> like us come on like us <laughs> okay yeah okay hey there's only one way to support this habit is to do it cheap <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh up next now what do you guys like grandia right i threw in grandia because i oh, I've, oh I've, i'm sorry i feel like it's uh, uh maybe it's is it lutess yeah, <laughs> I feel like it's a high enough profile uh, RPG that enough people are excited about to feel good for Mr. Ziggity Zag. Grand Grandia 2, which is the, the DC one, right? Right. Yeah. Um, we never it was, it was ever on, it got... Was on, it was on PlayStation 2 also, right? Was it? Yeah. Yeah, I think 2 and I 3 think I... were both on the PlayStation 2, were they not? But there was Grandia 2 on oh, yeah. Dreamcast, yeah. right? Yes, that's, that's, I think that's, where yeah, my, that's... that's my copy. Yeah, it's version I. I think it came out there first, and then eventually made it to PS2. Yeah, yeah. Well, and we never got over here the original version of Grandia on Saturn for some reason. I mean, we got like a PlayStation port later, but mm -hmm. everybody always said that the Saturn version is so much better. So that's kind of a shame, right? That we never got that one. When people say Poor that, Saturn. is that ever true about the Saturn? <laughs> the Saturn is awesome. Stop it. No, I'm not saying like I love the Saturn. I think the Saturn's <laughs> great. But I've never, I can't think of a specific example where something is better on the Saturn than on another system. Whoa, whoa, back the truck up. <laughs> and, and, uh, I know you're going to say, what are you going to say, Mortal Kombat 2? Like all the Capcom fighting games. Yeah, they're really good. Oh, no, yeah, I wasn't thinking of those. I was thinking of NHL 98 in, in particular. And the SNK fighting games? Besides fighting games. Um, I think the Saturn version of Symphony of the Night is actually pretty cool. Yeah, no, so Nocturne, Nan So yeah. Nan and a Boo Boo. That's right. Nocturne in my moonlight. Yeah, because it has like the extra playable character and everything. Yeah. Uh, no, you're okay. Sonic 3D Blast better than the Genesis one. All right. And, and speaking of, let's move on. To. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I just said it to wake you guys up. So um, up next, oh boy, Bill, I, you tell me about this one. Uh, that the best, well, okay. I know you guys aren't into the PC stuff, but uh, uh, there were a lot of great Star Wars games in what they call like the golden era of PC gaming, like when the uh, TIE Fighter and X-Wing, uh, like all those flight sims came out. So this collection of the best of the Star Wars games is actually pretty cool. Um, I think it comes up into some of the more modern ones, which you know aren't as universally loved, I don't think. Um, as much as Battlefront's a cool game, I don't think it uh, had the impact that like some of those older ones had, but still a cool game to have in your PC collection if uh, you like that kind of stuff. Oh, you remember those Jedi Knight games? Yes, the well, those the, yeah, the Doom clones. Yes, based on the Doom engine. Yeah, the first one, terrible. I, first one I didn't <laughs> think was that bad. The second one kind of lost me. 
Uh, I never, I mean, I never played them, but I had a friend that was into PC games at the time, and he played like all those bad ones. Like he, he was so ha- he was so excited when Diketonic came out. Oh god, that game! Like, <laughs> there's a guy who has five sealed copies of that at the flea market I go to every week. I don't even know what he's asking for them, and I know he's asking too much because he's like, "Oh, a sealed PC game," and I'm like, "Dude, that is just, that's like it's like a, anyone who buys that, it's as a gag." So. Yes, exactly. That's funny. Uh, and Krabby, you probably know the next, right? I'll let you take, yeah, take that one. it looks like he combined two of his favorite things. Uh, he found mm-hmm. that Skylanders-themed Nerf gun, didn't he? Uh, like Trigger Happy has, the, the Skylander. Yeah, Isn't I didn't know this thing, was, uh, uh, this thing was big. I've, Cross-promotion. Yeah. If, if it made Slurpees, it'd be like his dream item. <laughs> <laughs> Foreshadowing. <laughs> Oh, very good. And then um, picked up um, speaking earlier, right, of the Dreamcast? Yep. Right. It's It Got seems to... like, I don't know if it's quite the Keith Courage of the Dreamcast, but NFL 2K is pretty close to the game that you see with, like, almost every single Dreamcast. Choo Choo Rocket oh, yeah. for me. Was... Oh, really? I've actually yeah. never come across that game, and I love that game. I've seen a bazillion of them. Love that game. It's, it's great, huh. frantic fun with four people. Um, that really... Did I send you... A copy? Of, no, I didn't send you a copy of Choo no, did I? No, it's, it's on my hit list, but yeah, I still haven't come across one. Okay, that's it. I knew you were looking at someone. Well, something yeah. like that. It's it's yeah. one of those, it's one of those odd, like, my brother, my sister, and myself, we all enjoy, you know, the odd game here and there, but we rarely like the same stuff. That's one of the games that, at any point, I could knock on, like, both their bedroom doors growing up and say, yo, Choo Choo, and they were all like, do it. So... <laughs> That's a fun one. Um, he also picked up some GBA carts. Um, pretty much uh, the Mario's, you know, Mario Advanced, uh, uh, Advanced One, Three, Four, uh, you know, the the regular stuff. Um, Dark Alliance Two. That's one of my favorite PS2 games, and he got it for fifty Isn't that great? cents. That's awesome. Have you have you played? Uh, uh, have you only played it on the PS2? Uh, no, I've played it on the PS2 and the Xbox. I played the first one on the GameCube and the PS2, beat it with everyone, even the secret characters, and then I did the same thing with the two systems on two. Oh, wow. I loved it. I didn't know you loved that game. I should uh, mental note that. Yeah, it's awesome. And my most, uh, one of my most jealous pieces that he got, uh, I'm still looking myself for one of those uh, really awesome boxed Game Boys, and he came away with a super nice looking one mm-hmm. with like the laser beams and the grid uh, <laughs> oh. look to it. Yeah, and like the Tron hands or whatever. Yes. Right? You know, I don't, you guys know I don't love cardboard that much. I would love to have one of those just because, I mean, I got like Game Boy, you know, that year it came out for Christmas, and I would just, it'd be just kind of fun to have that again. Yeah. Right. Game Boy, awesome. Yeah, so pretty pretty nice all-around month for Ziggity. Yeah, yeah, pretty good. I'm sure you had time to flip flip a bit of that, make a few bucks. Buy a few slurpees. <laughs> some Nerf guns. Send out some snacks. And then uh, up nor up next. See, I want to do it again. Right? <laughs> up Norch. <laughs> up Norch, we got. Uh... I'm, I'm telling you. And then we've got. Uh, well, he's down south, actually. Yes. Um, Mr. Single Banana. Right. What? What? A, what guy, a guy! He cleaned up. I've been what talking. a guy! Oh, that one post. Yeah. It's just. I mean, just. Sometimes you just kind of go, well, and, man, and I, I think, just decided to break the bank. And this was on the page that we started. You know, that we ended small scores on last time. I remember we stopped <laughs> recording. And then I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> Look at what Banana just posted. And it was like, oh, we, we can't. We have to, we don't even have time to talk about that stuff. Just some of the, some of the carts that people dream about finding. 
Yeah. So um, what? There's a Lolo Three. There's Jim Fire. There's Wayne's World. Wayne's World. That's a boy. That's a toughie. Yes. Right there. Yeah. Hard, getting Cowboy. harder and harder to find. Cowboy Kid, just looking for that one, aren't you, Krabby? No, I got Cowboy Kid. Wayne's World and Wacky uh, Races are the two that I uh, was really jealous of in this one. I, oh, yeah. Let me ask you, though. do you, Krabby, do you have Wack Races? <laughs> uh, no. That game no. is whack. It's <laughs> whack to try to find that game. It's a tough one to find, is Wack Races. <laughs> That's all I need. I, I just need that cart, and then I got that complete joint, and then I can pay for college. <laughs> there there you go. Right? And then uh, go. Uh, let's not leave out uh, the Ninja Turtles Tournament Fighters. Which, yeah, I was uh, jealous of that one. Yeah, a lot of I mean, a lot of people hate on this game. Um, I actually really like this game on the Genesis. Uh, it's it's one of the first. Uh, it's one of the Genesis games I remember getting for Christmas and just you know not knowing any better, like what other great fighting games were out there. I fell in love with this game, similar to what I did with Masters of Tarascasi. I just didn't know any better. Um, but yeah, this it's it's a cool game. I love Krabby's uh, completion video of this. Uh, <laughs> he does the Ralph Blanca move. <laughs> I, I like it too. I'm a big Turtles fan though, so I'm kind of skewed. Yeah, I remember. I remember that one because I had to give Krabby crap because he didn't get the right ending and he had to do it again. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> played on hard mode. I, I still thought you did play one. it on. Oh, the one I saw was on hard. Oh, I, for, I uploaded mm-hmm. one first that uh, Duke mentioned. I didn't get the credit roll, so I had to like delete it off of YouTube and then re-upload the hard mode. <laughs> oh one. wow, I didn't know that. I yeah. saw the one where you went to hard mode. And he he called me on it pretty quick. I got it. Yeah. I got it. it was only up for a couple of days. It's like what a jerk. <laughs> That Duke Toe guy is a jerk. Uh, but anyway, though, if, if anybody has an extra tournament fighter sitting around for NES, you just just feel like donating. You feel good when nice guys find cool things. Yeah, bananas and, great. And then when like people who you don't like or aren't friends with or don't care about find it, you're like, what a jerk. I can't believe that <laughs> no. jerk found that game. <laughs> Bana, Banana definitely deserves it. He's, yeah. he's a good guy. So, definitely. So yeah, that was and, and, he, probably, and he wasn't done. No, he wasn't no. even done, right? So he picks up... Uh, now, what's this next one? Is it an Atari one? I actually don't... Like, I don't know what this is. I, 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 threw, think... I, I threw it in there because, like, right after he posted it, like, five people were like, that's awesome. And I, so I figured, oh, well, this must be one of those, you know, 70s things that I'm not familiar with. I think it's an Atari 2600 game is what the deal is. Killer Satellites? Um, I think, remember that, we kind of talked about it before, that um, that supercharger thing that used, like, cassette games. Mm-hmm. And you would load them into a cart, and then you could play them. I think this is one of those cassette games. Now, I don't know how hard that is to find. I'm not an Atari guy, but congratulations. Yeah, and then um, the, I remember uh, I remember how excited you were, Duke. I was on Skype with you when you like unboxed your package with your Chippendale too. <laughs> yeah. So I, I always apply that same excitement to like whenever anyone else gets a Chippendale too. Uh, childish glee. Is yeah. That, is that kind of the way it goes? <laughs> it's like, oh, look what I got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a man. That's a good, another good one. And then this next one, boy, you know, how many pinballs does he have now? I think he cycles through like five or six, and then when he gets a new one, he sells one off, and he has like two or three that he keeps that won't move, but... Yeah, I I found that most, like now that I'm getting a little bit more into the the pin and the arcade scene, I found that that's what most people do. Like some people are lucky enough to have 15 machines in their basement. Most people have a half dozen that they cycle through, refurb a little bit, sell, buy another one. So I actually, I asked him for some pricing 
info on a one that I might be interested in. He said, well, I sold one about a year ago for this amount, but, you know, they fluctuate. So I think he buys and sells a lot. Yeah. Gotcha. Did you see pictures of this next one, this Barracora that he got? Yeah, I mean, like it the, looks. The, I'm not familiar, but it looks really cool. Yeah, like the fish lady, mm-hmm. kind of on the front, with like barracudas coming out of her head. Yeah, and <laughs> isn't this the one that uh, Shadow commented on? I don't remember. I, th- I, th- I think he said that uh, he rec- like because uh, uh, Banana put like a play video up of it, and Shadow was like, "Oh, like I recognize some of these sounds." Like he could pick out like the company that they like took the sounds from, and they chatted about it for a bit. So. I, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not as familiar with them as uh, as they are, but uh, he was excited to get it. Yeah. And then um, back to the NES again. Get another, another tricky one, one to find, I'm jealous right? of yet. Uh, Mario's Time Machine. Yeah, don't be that wow. jealous. It's not, it's not that great. 12, 12 to <laughs> go jealous. for Banana. Yeah, 12 more licensed games, and he's got all of them. Yeah, 12 more of the real games. Hey! <laughs> Wait a minute. Hey, only real collectors go for the full set. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, though, congrats. Very awesome. Yeah, seriously. That's a, uh, 12 is a great number to be down to. Yeah. And then up next, back to the theme again, right? Yeah. We got uh, 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 some more Resident Evil uh, starting off with number one. Got number two. Picked up Dead Aim, another shooter, uh, and then uh, three. So uh, some of the, you know, some of the original guys. Now... I- I played like all these, but like from all the original series on PlayStation, are you guys with me? Like two, I think was like by and just head and shoulders above the other ones. On the PlayStation, yeah, I agree. That is definitely my favorite. Me too. Um, I enjoyed one director's cut. Um, I didn't play you know it before it hit that director's cut mark. Um, and I actually played it after two. Two was the first one I played. Um, I thought two was just, I mean, two is my favorite in the series and I know people, you know, argue about which one they like. It's just for me, you picked the right that, one. Yeah. That, that was the one where <laughs> I just wanted to keep playing it. All the other ones, like they were cool for a little bit, but I could put them down. Yeah. Yeah. I, I beat them all, but I just, I enjoyed two, the story yeah. and everything was, was fun. It was pretty yeah. cool. And th- there are parts of three, like when Nemesis is chasing you and like, you feel like you're going to die in like a half second. Like there's some cool actiony parts to it, but it didn't feel the same. I didn't feel like I was, you know, exploring and solving a mystery. I felt like I was running from nine foot tall guy. <laughs> <laughs> stars. That's all I just remember from that one. Him just stars. Yeah. 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 Always. And then he picked up some pretty awesome Famicom carts. Um, one of these I, I don't have. I would like to find at some point in time. But he picked up Samurai Pizza Cats. That's one of the few Famicom games I want to get just because I loved that show when I was a kid. I used to watch it constantly. <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to be a pretty fun game too. I've, I've not had a chance to play it, but I definitely want to try. This, this next um, one is a cart that everybody wants. It's just because it's pretty. It's right? beautiful. Salamander? Salamander! Yeah. That's a salad. Saladmander? Saladmander before the typo got changed. <laughs> no, no, it was a different Saladmander that I had changed. <laughs> oh, that's right. There's a diff- That's yeah. right. There's a couple Saladmanders in this uh, this month. And I know we've talked uh, um, maybe too much before about differences between Salamander and Life Force and Gradius, but so we'll just say, hey, it's Salamander. It looks awesome. Yes. It's it. pretty cool. And then he got the Zelda 1 cart. Um, from Japan because it was out originally on disc and then actually came out on cart later. So he, mm. he picked up the cart version of that. And then uh, lastly, ended off with another pinball. And oh, I have seen this I pinball. I love before. the theme on this. It's Did, awesome. 
Oh, this one creeps me out. I don't like it. Exactly. That's what's so cool. It's like this weird. Ah, it's really creepy. Alien embryo like hatching, and it's got this really creepy dark sci-fi vibe to it. It looks awesome. Yeah, embryon, right? Yeah. You, oh, like, Krab, Krabby, like you probably like the theme of the Space Invaders pin. It's It's got a really oh, there, alien one, There is a guy just a few blocks from my new store that has a Space Invaders pin that he will not ever sell because apparently he's had it since he was like five. Oh, it's wow. so ugly. You don't like the Space Invaders pin? Oh, no. I like uh, it. I think wow. it looks pretty cool. But oh, but I like no. the Embryon one a little better. It looks very interesting. No. I think Duke's just afraid. <laughs> just you know, I love the pinballs that have all the curvy women on them. That's awesome to sit and stare at. Um, giant nasty monsters. That's nah, okay. I'll pass. Don't really need that staring at me. <laughs> but uh, congratulations, Banana. It looks like yes, you had a send all your angry anti-sci-fi uh, PMs to Duke Togo. Yes, or send all of your hey curvy beautiful women are awesome <laughs> messages to me as well. Uh, thanks. And up next, we have the uh, Evil Ash, right? Krabby, are these your favorite Super Nintendo carts? I really do like Mega Man Soccer. I, th- I thought I've heard you say that before. Mega Man Soccer. It's fun. One. I've never... I've actually seen... Like, lo- like there's like a like a local Facebook group. Uh, Connecticut, like, game <laughs> Connecticut uh, traders Mega Man or whatever. Soccer group? Yeah, like, <laughs> some kids started it, like, uh... uh not the Mega Man Soccer Group, the Connecticut <laughs> Game Traders one. It's like Connecticut Retro Game Traders, and I just joined it, just you know, figuring it'd be cool to meet some other local collectors. And it's it kind of just ends up being a place where you can brag about your scores. Um, so like some kid like uh, started this group and put up like an Earthbound, and it was like, oh well, I guess he wins. Like like uh, uh but like yeah, then the next kid. Uh, so I've actually seen two or three kids come up with Mega Man Soccer around here. Um, I don't know if this one you need to get a league going. I know. Get, like oh, a, get, get a tourney. <laughs> so, so besides, uh, so you like the game crab? I do. Yeah. Is it your favorite soccer game? Uh, those are the kind of sports games I like. The ones that are like ridiculously unrealistic. Oh, like Mario Strikers? Yeah, like Mario Strikers, Megman Soccer, Crash and the Boys, those kind of things. Nice. So, how's yeah. the game play? Like, do you just kill everyone on the field in your way and absorb their powers? Uh, it's been a long time. I don't think there's any power absorbing. I think you just have all the different <laughs> players have different special type moves. Do they have those spiky balls that if you touch, you die? It's been too long. Have you guys ever seen the the dorkly? You guys ever watch those little dorkly videos? I don't know what that means. I don't means. think so. No, what's wrong with you people? <laughs> All right. Go on YouTube. I like dorkly. sci-fi. They, they put out a bunch of funny, like, video game, funny, you know, little YouTube videos. But anyway. Do they have any embryonic have... aliens? I only watch <laughs> those kind of YouTube videos. I don't think so. <laughs> but, there's, but there's one where it's like Mega Man's tutor or whatever, right? So Mega Man's there, and there's this tutor's going through these books and, like, trying to teach him all this crap. And he's, you know, just, like, getting a headache or whatever. And then he just kind of looks his hand, and he just shoots him, of course, and blows <laughs> up, and it absorbs the uh, the power. So <laughs> that's pretty Very good. Very nice. And then so, uh, you got some others, right? Yeah, on top of Mega Man Soccer, um, got some Clay Fighter 2. Uh, cart action and a link to the past which is always a, a solid card to pick up um a little bit later on he gets one of my one of my fate you know one of my top scores personally that i really like for this month he got a gold japanese n64 um uh, and a super nintendo i think the super nintendo it was from the same guy but i think the super is an american um but he also got like a half dozen or like a dozen 
Japanese N64 carts. And you can kind of tell from the, you know, the pictures on the carts what the games are because they kind of look, you know, very similar to the, you know, the box art that we have over here. It's just, it's just, it's just cool seeing some of the, uh, you know, the foreign variants. Yeah. Um, and also that gold Japanese N64 also had a gold controller. So that's just a really nice looking N64 setup. And there is one cart that I'd really like to get at some point in time. There's a version of Mario 64 that has rumble support that came out over there. Really? Oh, cool. That would be interesting. That would be a little fun. Yeah. Yeah. With your, like, six yeah. batteries in that thing that you plug in there? <laughs> yeah, like, triple A, too. Like, just, let me just use one D. <laughs> just hook, the, hook, the, hook the nuclear power plant yeah. up to it, and away we'll you go, fit. right? So on top of all those great, and the, most of the Japanese games are, are you know pretty pretty cool. Like I think there was a Mario sixty four in there, Mario Kart, some Pokemon Stadium stuff, um, and then on the American side for the Super Nintendo, excuse me, um, got the the standard you know good solid titles: Mario All Stars World, Donkey Kong Country, Street Fighter Two, Tetris Doctor Mario, and I think the whole lot he said was like thirty five dollars. So that's awesome. Awesome, sweet um, deal. A little while later, got a real good deal. I think he said he talked this uh, uh, local seller down. With like a trade or maybe some other stuff to like forty bucks for this really nice looking Virtual Boy. Mm-hmm. Virtual Boy, great system. I still <laughs> do not understand why on system. earth the Virtual Boy games are not on Virtual Console for 3DS. Anybody seem weird? Anybody? I mean, I, why? We, we've talked before about how there there seem to be moves where it's like. Don't don't these companies like money? Like they have this stuff, like it'll sell, but it's you know we're not in charge. So, well, speaking of while we're talking about 3ds, um, <laughs> so the the big hubbub <laughs> before right before recording was this 2ds stuff, right? Yep. I don't want to I don't want to talk about it. Uh, and we're not going to slam the 2ds, Bill. Don't worry, not going to slam the 2ds. I don't like all the negativity. Just I just want to. Reiterate for everybody how much that that April Fool's joke from a couple of years ago really got picked up by a lot of the mainstream press about years that. Years ago, yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, that's that's I didn't I didn't realize I I'd forgotten about that, and then like I saw it uh, posted on some one of the bigger news sites, and I was like, oh hey, look at that, RF Gen. Yeah, so I, I guess Dan had done that that mock up, and God, I forgot because it's been you know a couple of years it's ago, like two and a half years. It was an April Fool's joke, yeah. wasn't it? I think yeah. it was, I think the post was in 2011. So yeah, yeah, that's funny. But man, really got a lot of attention for the site for for doing that because I mean, everybody really picked it up and ran with it. Well, obviously, he did a great job. It was a good so Photoshop job on that. Does one. that just go to show you that uh, he was sent back by John Connor to <laughs> to help Nintendo? I think it had something to do with Time Cop. <laughs> actually, John Jean Claude Van Damme. Yeah. Um, yeah. Something if we like see, if we see Dan doing splits in the kitchen like on the counter, then we'll know. I think it was I think it was the Lutises. <laughs> <laughs> Are they called that in another reality? <laughs> they could be. <laughs> I'm so, just going to do yeah, that so, now on purpose constantly. <laughs> so 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 Evil Ash, uh, uh, all around good month. Uh, we're gonna try to uh, pick up the pace a little bit, even though Techie is making it very difficult on us by pretty much buying all the stuff in the state that he lives in. Uh, he uh, went ahead and cleaned out yet another game store, because that's what he does. Like, on the weekends, he just finds <laughs> one and he cleans them out. I think he said in the thread that this was a buddy of his or someone he knows that wanted to clean out some of the stuff that maybe, you know, was cool but wasn't really selling. Um, so he ended up with a whole bunch of cool stuff. Um, some NES carts. He got a Gunsmoke, which is one of the slightly, you know, less common uh, uh, Capcom carts. 
You got a Bart versus Radioactive Man. Um, and now that Ugh. I think about it, I haven't seen one of those. I don't think ever. It's, it's my favorite to play Bart versus game. Mm. It's an. I think that's the most uncommon of the group, right? Yeah. Right. I mean, you, you you see Bart versus the world everywhere. Also yeah, yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um. So and then also you got to, uh literally he got a ton of big box uh, PC games, which I can understand. I mean, like you know, if you have these in a in a retro game store, like these aren't big sellers. These are very niche collectible things. So got some really good ones. You got the a whole bunch of the uh, pretty much all the Space, Space Quest, Quest games. You got that's one, awesome. one, three, four, five. He got the Lord of the Rings Riders of Rohan. He got Silent Steel, which I had to look this up because I was so convinced that this is related to Silent Service because it is a submarine game. <laughs> it is not related. I'm going to go with Spiritual Successor. Uh, but yeah, uh, also picked up uh, two that I've contacted him about because right in this post he said, if anyone wants anything... Just let me know. And I must have missed this when it first uh, posted, but he's got a TIE Fighter and Mortal Kombat 3 big box PC. And I am very interested in those. Those are really cool. Um, both both good games and good looking. Um, and Command & Conquer Red Alert. So those are some of the, the cool uh, PC games he picked up. And uh, Crab, did you see uh, the uh, some of the loose Ninja Turtle figures he grabbed? Crang! Yeah. You got Krang. <laughs> <laughs> There's also like a Splinter and like a handful of other loose guys thrown in. There's nothing better... Well, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> it's awesome to have action figures on your desk at work as an adult. <laughs> There's nothing better when you have a meeting or someone comes down and they're like, yeah, good for you, Krang. <laughs> and, uh, you're, uh, you're fired. Yeah. <laughs> uh, by the way, clean out your Our desk. Yeah, desk. By the end of the day. the Krang. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. mine um, now. So, um, uh, box now, uh, Duke, you're kind of a, uh, accessory guy. You pretty, you grab yeah. accessory, like weird little accessories you don't have. Are you a color collector, like a variant color collector? Unfortunately, yes. I have uh, a whole lot of different colored N64 controllers. Uh, unfortunately, because there's so many or because so expensive or both? No, just because I'm not a big N64 guy, but, um, mm. I get a lot of N64s. So <laughs> every time I come across a new controller color, I just hold on to it. Gotcha. So I've got a lot of them. I got a lot of them. Yeah. So we got a boxed uh, N64 green controller, which uh, I thought the green only shipped with the Donkey Kong system. Guess I was wrong. No. Yeah. Um, you could get yeah. green. But yeah, I'm not, again, yeah, not not an N64 guy, so I just I just didn't know. Um, also got a box Rumble Pack. You got a box like Nintendo RF uh, N64 RF adapter, and I threw this game in here even though no one else likes it. <laughs> You guys know me in Extreme G and all those like you know fast uh, you know sound barrier breaking racing games. I was really excited when Quantum Redshift came out, and I know I'm the only one. I know no one else likes this game. I just I really like this game. You can probably find it for like a dollar wherever you go. Just if you like fast paced F Zero Extreme G ish type racing games, it's worth a buck of yours. Crickets. <laughs> yeah, well, no, just on you guys. Everyone else in Radio Land is like, yeah. <laughs> all, all three of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Which is Zag, uh, Banana. <laughs> it's just it's just the two. You of can't them. even name a yeah. third. And actually, yeah. and actually, actually, no, <laughs> and no, because you, you're listening. Yeah, to and me. <laughs> well, no, because since we've read their scores, they're out. Yeah, yeah they're, okay. they're yeah, long gone. <laughs> now, what's what's this next one? Nature, <laughs> yeah, nature. Um, so um, uh, this is one uh, on the the next uh, post that uh, Techie put up. Uh, he and he does this a lot. He lives. Uh, I don't know if he wants me telling people where he lives, but he lives in a very beautiful area. Um, and uh, he posted a picture of like you know the view from like the top of some mountain that he hiked up. 
Uh, and he does this uh, quite a bit. And actually, Zag has done this a little bit too. It's just uh, the, uh, Techie's got some awesome nature near where he lives. So he scored some wait, nature. Wait, 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 wait. Geeks plus outdoor? I don't Sounds, yeah. Sounds like allergies. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, need, I need Techie's card. He's yeah. kicked out of the club. Sounds like sunburn and freckles. Wheezing. Turn in your pocket protector at the door. Thank you, sir. <laughs> but yeah, he good day, just, sir. Get some beautiful nature up there. Um, so also, I'm curious. Um, he got a copy of Wind Waker, uh, a box copy of Wind Waker for uh, GameCube, obviously, and it's got a little sticker on it that says like bonus, and I couldn't quite make out what it was. And I was wondering if you guys remember what bonuses were offered with Wind Waker. Mm, it's the yeah, soundtrack CD. I don't remember because it's a small circular sticker that says bonus. It might be soundtrack CD. Um, I don't think they were talking about like that promo disc because that was like a whole separate case that yeah. they gave to you. Um, so I'm be, I'd be curious to find out. Maybe from it was just what an that, offer to get that case or something. It's very possible. Yeah. Um, he also Could picked be. up two of uh, Krabby's favorite overpowered, ridiculous sports games. <laughs> they got power tennis and Mario strikers. See that time I didn't announce the foreshadowing was coming. <laughs> I just let it happen. Uh, and he also grabbed the best portable Sega system. <laughs> out, of, out of the two? <laughs> out of the out of the two, and then the licensed clone. Wait, are you including uh, the CDX? Because that's a CD player; it's portable. Um, you know what? That's actually lost a couple of spaces on my uh, on my ranking because what? of I've I I found out recently that uh, the audio output on it is significantly worse than the standard systems. Model 1, high-definition graphics for the win, baby. Can't take yep. your Model 1 on the road with you when you're rollerblading, though. That's correct, but when you do <laughs> take it on the road with you with your leg warmers and rollerblades, the sound Spandex. is... Uh, like, seriously, like, uh, 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 dude, can we post the link to the sound comparison from uh, Bob's uh, uh, site, RetroRGB.com, in the show thread? I will try to do that. You, you guys will be amazed at the sound difference um i'll actually i'll send it to uh i'll send you the youtube video i'm talking about yep yep um yeah you gotta go with the old school original non-tmss genesis model one that's the way to go totally much that's the one that i just uh modded um yeah he also picked up a uh uh i'm sorry I, i i i think i mixed myself up earlier uh he did pick up the zelda promo like that four game promo disc and then on top of that, he picked up Wind Waker that has that like little bonus sticker on it. Uh, yeah, so that's where I yeah and confused myself. So, so Krabby, like this next one that's up here, right? So you know you're opening your store, and then you have any colored N64s for sale? You got a grape one kicking around. There you go, right? Yeah, grape, grape's nice. Dicky uh, didn't it, find it, grape though, did he? Well, I want the Pikachu one. <laughs> You'll find one. I'm you, sure. you and yeah, you and everybody. Now, now, was it called grape? I thought it was called atomic purple. Um, yeah, I think it technically I think is atomic there's purple. Two different yeah. ones. Atomic purple is different than the grape one. Really? Okay. Was atomic purple the clear one, and grape was opaque? They're both clear, but they're different okay. shades, I believe. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm gonna. Well, check Techie that found right the now. ice blue. That's one fun, of fun my fantastic. favorites. I I love the jungle green. Um, I really like the ice blue as well. Yeah, that's pretty. And then um, he got a complete in box NES challenge set. Oh, it's a great. I love the challenge. The challenge and the power. The challenge I mean, besides- is the one I want the most. Yeah, I love that. 
I mean, I've, I've got a deluxe, which I, I count myself very lucky to have it, but I really would like a challenge and a power. I, I know it's really snobby, but like I see action, like I see action sets and I just don't even walk over to them. I don't even ask well, people. They do. <laughs> I know, like I, it sounds really bad because like I should just, you know, be into it for being into it. But I see those and I'm like, I'm so turned my nose up at it. I'm really ashamed of it. Like, I don't even need that thing. I know. Like, what is that? Action set? (laughs) Grape, anatomic, purple are different purples. Okay, thanks. Ah, There you go. We have confirmation. And then, last but not least, he picked up one of the second runs of Dragonleaf that we talked about before, right? Yep. This, this, I really feel like most of these sales are because of you. You're welcome, everybody. (laughs) Unfortunately, didn't have quite the same effect with Action 53. (laughs) No, we'll which will foreshadowing, <laughs> which I'm going to have to scold some RF Jenners on that one, but we'll keep going. We'll keep going. And then we get to Bare Metal. He's pretty He's pretty new to the site, which we're really glad to have him over there, right? I, I, I just want to clarify for people who can't see his name. It's Bear as in like Grizzly, not Bare Metal as in like Exposed Metal. <laughs> yeah, like, That's very, yeah, he, yeah he, he's not a careless uh, electrical engineer just with bare metal lying around. We're talking raw metal. A, a bear made of metal. <laughs> yeah, a metal bear is, is more accurate. <laughs> exactly. Um, and he picked up um, well, a nice little um, PlayStation RPG, One right? My favorites Krabby, of all time. Cra- I was just going to say, I really? wanted your review of this. Yeah. Lunar 2 is a must-have. For everybody, really? no matter what. For everybody. <laughs> you, you wouldn't say that it would be okay to trade that away for some other Not stuff? Not a chance. I'd say you got ripped you wouldn't off. Tra- <laughs> where, do you, where do you put Lunar 1 versus Lunar 2? Two? 2's better. No, I, well, I assume it's, that's it's what you meant because blue. one of the best, but are you? is it head and shoulders above yes. or is it close? Oh, really? Okay. One's really good still. Don't get me wrong. Two's just okay. so good. And is uh, the PlayStation the place to play it? Um, yeah, I think so. You get the little bit of extra junk on there, yeah. and the packaging no, yeah, but, uh, is really cool. That working designs box with like the medallion and the map and the little characters mm. and the awesome. It's book. not that cool. Just trade it away. <laughs> <laughs> no, Bare Metal got a very nice complete copy of Lunar Two. Uh, and then he kind of went uh, in the way back in time machine, picked up a pretty nice looking 2600 lot, um, a, a loose system, and a whole bunch of games. Yeah! Sorry, 2600. <laughs> I mean, just. Um, I, I've yeah, been no. kind of going crazy with, like, you know, researching mods lately. So I actually bought most of this stuff to do my uh, 2600 S video mod. So I'll let you guys know how that goes once it's done. Listen to you. I might have to be start bugging Bill to do some mods for me here at some hey, point. I, I I will mod for games. <laughs> Listen to this guy. <laughs> what kind of joker is this? Um, and then he um, well he he picked up a lot of Genesis sports games. Then yeah, huh? I, I I didn't read the details of where these all came from, but I like it's like seven images of like every Genesis sports game. I'm just, I mean, like, you name a sports game, he's got it. Uh, the Genesis Maddens, does. the basketballs, the Joe Montana, like, what is it, Joe Montana Sports Talk? Oh. Uh, all of them. Yeah, believe it or not, like, uh, my, the guy, uh, Chris, who runs uh, Retro Games Plus, um, I asked him one day, I was like, does anyone ever, because I collect the old hockey games, I said, does anyone ever come in for, like, you know, Madden 93 or 95, or, you know, the one they remember playing when they were a kid? And he said, no one does. He said, but you'd be shocked. How many people come in here for Joe Montana Sports Talk Football? Yeah! Really? 
Yes. He said uh, people are always looking for that game. I'm, I'm telling you, I think uh, I added it later on. We'll we'll see another Joe Montana Sports Talk football. But <laughs> I'm telling you, I played the crap out of some Joe Montana Sports Talk football. <laughs> I'd play it again. It's, uh, we used to get together and uh, have a few beers and uh, and play a lot of sports talk football. It was really good. Yeah, so we got... I, yeah, and just, I know I'm all alone, yeah, but... Football's not a <laughs> yeah, thing no, we, here, so it's we, really weird to me. You know, you know what's weird is, I mean, like, we're not too far apart in age, but I'm, I'm a little bit younger, but all of our, like, you know, Thanksgiving football video game tournaments were usually Tecmo Super Bowl. Yeah, we played that one, but man, once we got sports talk football, <laughs> yeah, oh man, no it was back. over. It was like over. once, yeah, it's weird. Once we got to Genesis, I mean, again, me being a hockey guy, once like NHL '94 hit, I didn't play any of their sports games uh, after that, like in the 16-bit days. But uh, so yeah, after all the Genesis scores, um, got some pretty cool, uh, pretty cool little arrangements. He got uh, Donkey Kong uh, Country complete, a very nice uh, copy. He got a loose GameCube. He got a Genesis Three system. Um, two of the you know, redheaded stepchildren <laughs> of the square worlds. Um, description. I really forget that this game exists until I see it, and then I remember how terrible this name is. Infinite Undiscovery. Did, did somebody, anyone play this game? Did somebody just throw up in a thesaurus? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how on earth do you choose that? And like, do, don't, like Last Remnant, it's got a really cool cover, too. Yeah, yeah, it's got an amazing, but but unlike the Last Remnant, Last Remnant actually has a pretty cool name. Uh, I didn't play Infinite, so I couldn't tell you gameplay wise, but I do remember like a month after it came out, it was on sale at Best Buy for like ten dollars, and all the employees bought it. And I was like, "You guys all are getting fooled." Like <laughs> this, look at the timeline: sixty, ten. That's not a good game. My brother bought it <laughs> right when he got his 360, and he played a lot of it, and I've never heard him talk about it. I don't know. <laughs> don't know anything about we it. Don't, yeah, we don't go to Ravenholm anymore. <laughs> That's I've funny. got it, and, but I've never played it. And then uh, and then he went to a couple of uh, uh, pretty decent uh, games. Uh, um, I'm a big, big Metroid Prime 1 fan. Um, mm-hmm. I actually haven't played 3 yet because I'm still, like, I got halfway through 2, and I kind of got sidetracked, and I want to go back and finish 2 first. But yeah, I got Metroid Prime 1 and 3, the GameCube uh, versions. Yeah. Um, and well, then, the first... And then, oh, sorry. What's this, ne- what's this next one? <laughs> they, they, they yeah, this is, a, this is a, a typo that I kept in there because that's what, <laughs> that's what real, real typers do. <laughs> Zind Waker! <laughs> that's, that's the uh, that's a Zelda variant, right? <laughs> yeah, that's what you the, actually play as... You play as Tetra, spoiler alert, Zelda in this version. <laughs> And uh, and Smash Melee, and I mean, who doesn't love Smash Melee except for people who just aren't into it? I'm never any good at any. I have no idea what I'm, I'm doing I'm in those so games. I'm so bad. But, I'm so uh, bad at all those games where you put two to four guys on a screen and everything explodes for ten minutes until no one's left on the screen. Like I'm I just, the, I, the, I just the only one that I come close so with is though. like is Power Stone. Mash buttons. That's all I do. And I right. play and I play fighters, but those right. kind of fighters, no, just mash buttons. Yeah, and I, and I know Power Stone's different, but it's it's a similar type of okay. It's a level. Everyone's you know together, but like you're not all trying to murder each other until someone flies off the edge of the world. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, you can't you can't argue with the popularity of Smash. I just you know, I'm, it's not for me. It's a blast. It's so much fun. <laughs> now it now, is crowd, fun to get a bunch of guys together and play. Yeah, you don't have to be so, good at it to have fun with it. No, so, it's fun. So, quick question, Crab. Uh, if you're if you're getting together for a Smash Melee, 
which what is the definitive version you mean which smash brothers and which console right like like is it like i love the series so much i don't care as long as one of them's around i'm good with any of them is are there people who will show up and are like oh you're playing the gamecube one peace i I think from my understanding melee on the gamecube that's the like hardcore one okay i i went to a little while ago and played brawl with some guys but they had this weird hack they like inserted into the wii that made it Mm -hmm. melee like movements and then they had okay. characters that had some moves changed and all their speeds were balanced and stuff. Like, it was really weird. They made Brawl more like Melee. Okay. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. It's 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 always interesting to see, like, people still, you know, like a mod community for, uh, you know, for just random games that's still pretty active. I always like that. Tech Mobile? Yup. Every uh, year NHL. there's a new hack. NHL 94. I mean, I, I did one uh, a couple of years ago. I'm probably going to do one again this year. Oh, that reminds me. I heard um, that isn't the new NHL game has a yes, uh, NHL the, 94 mode in it, right? Yes, it's it's not. I mean, it's very cool. Um, it's a uh, uh, so it's an NHL 94 mode. So it's kind of a hybrid of because they've they've included NHL 94 controls forever, where you can just have like a turbo, a pass, and a shoot. Um, but it's been the current game engine. So this NHL 94 mode. Uh, as far as I can, as, no one's played it, but as far as I can tell, almost all of the sounds are from the the Genesis uh, game. So like the Zamboni, the uh, uh, you know the organ, like in the uh, in the place, all the hitting sounds, like the Ugh! like everything's classic. Um, there's like an eight bit star around your guy to denote like you know which player <laughs> you're controlling. But um, but everything else, like the graphics engine, the players, everything is in the current you know t- t- uh, HD. 1080p like you know xbox 360 or ps3 engine it's just the controls and like a lot of the audio and a lot of the feel of the game um is uh is a little bit different so uh, i'd love to you know i'm excited to play it i'm definitely going to get it um it's it's not it's not like a hundred percent in the genesis engine which i kind of thought would have been cool which is what all these modders do every year uh but uh, yeah it's definitely a, a cool way to uh you know a little throwback for the old guys yeah fun easter egg right yeah so yeah well, moving on, we've got Razor Knuckles, right? Yeah, he got that SNES Mini, and if he doesn't need it, I'm in the market. <laughs> you he really want to take that though. one and mod that? Why do you want to mod that one so much instead of just going with a one chip? Oh, well, the, the Mini, um, uh, uh, Bob said on his site uh, is his favorite for RGB. He said it's got the well, the, the the one chip is the best Super Nintendo, like uh, out of all the the, the Super Nintendo one model. Once you get to like best Super Nintendo all together for RGB, uh, he says it's the mini. His his site's not a like t- too super clear on that because when you first read it, he says the SNES one chip is the best. Or sorry, I said SNES. I'm sorry. He said the Super <laughs> Nintendo one chip is the best of the Super Nintendos. He's not including the mini in that because when you go to the mini page, he's like the mini is the best overall. Uh, but it does require a slight internal mod, just three wires and three resistors. So um, I'd love to uh, do a comparison of my own once I get a few up and running. But uh, and but on top of that, I kind of like having one of each system, so I don't have a mini yet. Yeah, yeah, don't 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 blame you. And then um, picked up a couple games to go with, right? What's R type? Is that like a shooter, Duke? <laughs> R type is the awesome. <laughs> it's fun. I don't. I don't know if I would say it's the Super Nintendo's the best version ever, but well, it's like R-Type 2 or whatever on Super Nintendo. What's that but, shooter? Um, I'm sorry to get off track. What's that shooter? Type. What's the shooter you played in Philly in the hotel room? 
That you say you play like all the time. Dag on it. Uh, Space Megaforce. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what it says at the front of the game. It's it the does. Credits. It's just like Joe Montana Sports Talk. Yes, R-type. basically. It is. Yeah. Space Megaforce is the is the game that no one ever seems to know. It's a compile shooter, and it's freaking fantastic for Super yeah. Nintendo. Everyone should go find a copy, but it's not cheap. Nope. It, it's it's very pretty to watch. I mean, I'm not good at, at shmups, but uh, uh, Duke had a pretty, pretty... When I say pretty, I mean like gorgeous. Like you had a Com- pretty run. Yeah, on you've it. sold me Compile on compile shooters. Great. Yeah, after playing Zanuck and Gunnack, I'm sold. They're awesome. Uh, okay, then there's the next one. Pick up Space Megaforce. Done. <laughs> um, unless you're gonna start branching out into Master System or some something else. I, I will eventually. Super Nintendo, I can do right now though. If you guys yeah. tried Fantasy Zone, it's a pretty hardcore side-scrolling shooter. Oh, hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, going back though, he picked up Yoshi's Island, right? Super Mario Bro- Super Mario I, World Two. Isn't that weird? Yeah. They threw that on there. On I the see title? this cart a lot. I've actually never played this game. Oh no, no. I've I've heard it's good. It's fun. It's it's, it's not crying too typical Mario, Mario game. Yeah, it's quite a bit different, but it's it's a lot of fun. It's yeah. a Yoshi game, really yeah. more than a Mario yeah. game. But it does some pretty neat things with the FX chip, like some really cool two D effects with it. So. The DS remakes are, are worth checking out too. They add some stuff to the original one. Yeah. Um, picked up a couple other odds and ends, right? So I see a Super Mario RPG, uh, Super Mario World, Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong Country 2, Donkey Kong Country 3. You got the whole trilogy in there. So Yeah, he, yeah, he did good. I, th- I think there's a couple of not the best labels in there, but pff, that's, that's eh, fine. Games are great. Games are playing games anyway, right? Yep. Yeah, I mean, it's, cool. it's 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 nice to have nice copies, but for me, if I'm not flip, I'm to the point where like, I, you know, the games that I'm coming down to are not inexpensive. So if they're in decent, sh- if you know, if they work, <laughs> and if the outer box doesn't look bad, it doesn't bother me anymore. Yeah, I'm starting to think for some of these latter NES titles, <laughs> I'm going to have to go with some ugly copies. <laughs> I, 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 I found a, months ago, I found a copy of uh, Flintstones Surprise at Dino Peak on Craigslist. And I looked at the picture of it and I was like, oh, this thing is fake for a mile. It had like a printed out label that didn't even cover like the whole portion that the label was supposed to cover. Oh. And um, I emailed the guy and I'm like, hey, I'm just curious, like, uh, I don't, you know, I'm not going to, you know, rat you out or anything. I'm just curious, like, is this a fake? Do you know it's a fake? Uh, what? And then he emailed me back. He's like, dude, it's totally legit. He sent me pictures of the inside and everything. Uh, he said, I'm just selling it for cheap because like it's got no like it's got a, you know, it had no label when I found it. Uh, so he made this repro label. So I actually emailed him back and I was like, yeah, I'll take it for that. And he's like, oh, it already sold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember you showed so I us that. I, I'm glad he changed the label. Like you could tell right away because the end label wasn't gold like it's supposed to be. It was like white or something. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah I think he ended up selling it for, uh, I can't remember. It was somewhere it was like between bucks, like. Wasn't it or close to yeah, it? it was like between 150 and 250, somewhere yeah. in there. I'd be in the market for something like that if it had like no label or next to no label. I mean, just to get it off the list, honestly. Totally. Um, and then we have the uh, ever wonderful Sir Psycho coming up. Yeah, I haven't heard I mean, as much from Psycho lately. Well, Sir Psycho helped me out uh, with uh, one of my scores later on, so you'll you'll hear a bit from him uh, there. Um, the the main thing that had me throw this in here. Um, I'm a big big fan of the uh, uh, Xbox, and I think it was on PS2 also. The Criterion game Black, the shooter. Um, I think most people would know Criterion from Burnout and from, uh, more recently, some of the Need for Speed games. 
uh, black is kind of what they broke off with to like you know try a different genre, and it actually received I think like across the board po- very positive reviews. I've heard just a lot to, of people love black. Yeah, black's a really good game, and it's really pretty. Like for the time, if you if you load up you know the the Xbox or the PS2 version, I mean obviously compared to now it's not great, but when you compare it to some of the other games that were out at the time, it's really good looking. Uh, and also, uh, he also picked up a, f- a couple of Far Cry games, uh, Instincts and Evolution, which are definitely not the strongest in the series. But I, you know, we've had a lot of fun with Far Cry Three and Blood Dragon recently, so I just thought I'd throw some Far Cry love in there. Mm. Far Cry Three and, and Blood Dragon are so good. Oh man, they're so good. <laughs> they're so good. I kind of want to hang up right now and just go play them again. Yeah, Krabby, I know you don't like these games. I, I've they're actually really good. Uh, no comment because I've never actually played a Far Cry game. They, they don't just play any of them but three. Yeah. Just go right to they three. Look Seriously. appealing to me, so I just don't touch them. Go to three. Um, just this perfect open world. Oh, man. Uh, don't even great. talk about it, because I'll go play it. <laughs> so All right, good. then we'll move on to um, Angle. All right. Yep. Uh, now, this is... I, I, I mentioned earlier my last favorite score. One of them was that uh, you know Japanese N64 lot from earlier. Uh, I've never seen this uh, uh, Japanese N64 box before. This is a really nice looking box. You guys see the picture? I think it's on 775. Yeah, for small know. scores, it's got uh, um, it's al- it's almost like neon. Like the box is like like the controller in the box is like glowing on it. It's Whoa. almost yeah, it like a black like light. Black. Yeah, yeah that's, it's I think got that's, like a black light. It's really cool looking. Um, yeah, like I just, think that's just the original N64 box that they got over there. Like, I, I'm not a, I'm not a, you know, foreign box collector at all. This, I would totally display this in any room where I have games. Cut the front out, frame it, and stick it on the wall. Seriously, it's really. I think it'd be easier looking. to maybe make a make a, a copy of the, of the yeah. front instead of just cutting then it. Then it wouldn't be and authentic. He said, <laughs> and I think he said that he, uh, I mean, he won it from eBay. And he was amazed that it got here already. So I don't know if it actually came from Japan or not, or if it just you know came from this country. And it was a fast uh, ship, a fast shipper. Um, but uh, he said also Did... in the box was an Ultra N sixty four adapter cart. Oh, so you could play like foreign games and stuff yep. in there. Yeah, I I used to have one of those actually when I picked up Star Fox. I imported it and it came with one of those, and it was it just like a little adapter, no big deal. Mm. You know what I want somebody to make. That they haven't made. You know, like the little jewels on the front of the N64? Yes. You know, I want somebody to make an Ultra 64 jewel <laughs> that I can stick on there. Why is no one doing that? I, you know what? With all the, because with all the, the you know, the mod community, like remember with the original Xbox, that jewel on the top, there's like Optimus Primes. There's, yeah. there's all sorts of replacement jewels. I'm surprised no one has done that uh, little front sticker for the 64. Yeah, I want the Ultra 64, you know, the original mock-up thing there that would be right. awesome so somebody get on that well yeah I, w- I wonder who you would go to to do that that's now you got me thinking i don't know somebody just needs to do it and sell me one <laughs> <laughs> uh moving on though he picked up some just some odds and ends right all over the place yeah yeah a lot of odds and ends uh a 3do controller bill you still yeah. looking for a six button i just uh, uh i really feel bad but someone a while ago like pm'd me Oh, you need a six button? And I said, yeah, yeah, I do. And then life got in the way and we haven't talked since then. Oh, so no. I, I'm not sure who it was. It might have been Highwind. Uh, I'm really sorry if I forgot who it was. But yeah, I am still in the market for a six button just to you know play some or, of the... Or you uh, can PM me instead. I'll get back to you. <laughs> <laughs> I could just PM you. <laughs> so yeah, on top of that 3DO controller, then he 
backpedals over to a copy of Sonic CD. Sonic which, CD uh, is the best. It's so good. It's it the great. Sonic. I still think Sonic and 2 is my favorite, but CD is no. a close, close second. I, I think 2 and 3, we've talked about like you know playing the game at your most impressionable, and 2 and 3 and Knuckles is kind of when I was in like the, the like the depth of my Sega fanboyness. And then by the time like Sonic so CD, like, came, like I didn't play, ago? I didn't, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't play Sonic CD until years later. Uh, uh, like all the other Sonics I played when they came out, um, but yeah, Sonic CD is I think mostly universally you know accepted as probably the best. Well, one. I, my mom gave me like an old box of like my old school work and like doodles I did around the house and stuff a little while ago. I was looking through my old books, and on every page I either drew a Ninja Turtle. Or the Metal Sonic from Sonic CD. I was just obsessed <laughs> with drawing that guy. That's funny. So, uh, and then another another Super Smash for GameCube before we get yeah. right back to Ikaruga. Also a great yeah. GameCube game. Yeah, funny. We'll be we'll be maybe talking about that one a little later, yeah, right? Uh, I think we'll, I think that might get a mention. Yeah. Um, I don't know if Crash Bandicoot 2 for the PlayStation will get a mention, even though no. that did receive a PSN release. I'm pretty sure no is the answer. <laughs> it's worthless. Foreshadowing, <laughs> the answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> it's not foreshadowing if you say it. <laughs> and then uh, someone needs to explain this calculator Dorito Crumb combo package. Um... I, I didn't read know. any text, but my my heart tells me Zag had something yeah, to do with this. <laughs> if it's got to do with text instruments calculators, I really wish. I like. I, I know that Zag has a lot of bromances out there, and I feel really great that there's so much love happening. I do feel kind of left out of the Dorito Crumb <laughs> calculator uh, 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 Reddit group it's that they probably have going. That subthread. <laughs> the Bronies wish they had a Zag Norch. <laughs> yeah, they probably do. Um, and then he moved on to some complete and box Famicom games, some really and, pretty and system. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but another salamander yeah, was in there. This, right? this was the salamander. Yeah. <laughs> this was the one, not that other one. Salamander. That other one was a lizard. This one was a, a vegetable. Which uh, what dressings do you have tonight? Cool ranch. <laughs> cool ranch salamander. <laughs> Zelda one and two got an ocarina, got a Majora mask. Now is the uh, uh, the box super that was a mini, right? Yeah, the, he got it. It looked yeah. like the box was a little beat up, but mm. I mean, it's it was all there, so it still counts. Yeah, there you go. I'll allow it. And this next one, Bill, I think you're still on the hunt for this one, right? Uh, I would really like to get a copy of Mortal Kombat Gold. Um, not because I think it's like you know one of the best or most playable versions. Um. It's more of a nostalgia thing for me with uh, how much I love the Dreamcast launch. I maintain it's the best launch ever. Uh, and I, this was one of the games that I came home with on the first day and I played a lot of. So actually, when I was talking to uh, Isred about this one at Too Many Games in June, um, he was telling me about how a lot of the launch copies were found to be like unplayable. Um, so that's why you got to find the one that says like hot new, like that, like kind of green, like embossed uh, text that says like, you know, hot new game or something on the front of it. He mm-hmm. said, cause the ones that don't have that are much more likely to just not work because of like a bad early press. Wow. Okay. So I didn't know that, but I'll have to look into that. Interesting trivia. You would know. Yeah. yeah. He's the MK yeah, guy. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
He, he told me the other day, he said, uh, uh, he said, I counted up the amount of money I spent on Mortal Kombat <laughs> stuff last year, and oh, I don't no. even want to talk about yeah. it. Oh, I'd be curious. I really want to know. <laughs> I, uh, PM let's, leave, let's leave him alone. <laughs> and then back to Resident Evil again, right? It's your favorite, Krabby. It's your favorite Resident hey, don't, Evil. Hey, don't, don't instigate him. Krabby has been so positive. I'm, I'm just pretending positive. it's Resident Evil 2 twice. <laughs> he got two copies of Resident Evil yeah. 2. I, I can get behind that. There you go. Which equals Resident Evil 4, but it's not Resident Evil 4. It's no, two copies something of 2. Like, yeah, no, it is Resident Evil 4, but anyway. Uh, and, and then the... I, yeah. I, like this, I like this game. Duke gives me a little bit of crap when I talk about liking it's, this game. Okay, I'm just saying it's not the best one. It's not bad. And it's all, you know. Yeah, but there's the two good, versions, and he got the cardboard version. Mm-hmm. Um, That's the one I have. I got the I get the plastic one. Yeah, I've got the I've got the plastic clamshell. I think it's the better one. You know, of course you do. <laughs> it's the one you have. <laughs> I think everybody, Athletic everybody World is the, the better shell. version. <laughs> no, um, the uh, it's a good game. It's just kind of odd. I mean, it's really. You know, until you get to the N64 games, it's like the odd man out, right? Sure, yeah. I thought the N64 one was the odd man we out. We said until you oh, get there. That's the really odd one out, but... <laughs> yeah, that's the, odd, that's the odd one straight out. Just, no. <laughs> are, 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 we, are we ready for, like... Are we ready for the next one? Uh, John? yeah. Uh, well, I mean, boy, this is going to be a little bittersweet, I think. No, 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 no. I feel like Johnny Nintendo dropped the mic. Okay, all right. Bring I mean, it up. He, he, Bring it up. He didn't have he didn't have a ton this month, or at least he didn't have a ton that we wrote down. But I feel, but to, so you walk in, you grab a complete, really nice looking Xenoblade Chronicles for ten bucks, yeah. and then whether or not you like these next games or not, they look really good on the shelf, and a lot of them are good. You know, depending on your opinion of the games, you pay two bucks each for an Eco, Final Fantasy X two, Shining Tears, Resident Evil four, which is two, <laughs> twice two. Resident Evil Code Veronica, Resident Evil Outbreak, a lot of Resident Evil, Devil May Cry 1, 2, 3, drop the mic, I'm out. That's a, that's a good little pickup. Yeah, for what, the like 20 bucks he spent? Yeah, you can't go wrong. Yeah, like like he could have paid 20 for just Xenoblade. He paid, he paid 10 for Xenoblade and then like the rest of it was filled out with just, oh, here's some PS2 fillers for your collection, out. So I'm kind of curious how he's going to feel about our topic a little bit later. Well, he yeah, um, he does. Wrong. He, wrong. he does. He does have some stuff that you know could possibly be on a downslope. Like you don't yeah. know. You're gonna have to wait. You have to find yeah. out. Maybe, maybe. Um, and then we've got Grey Ghost, right? Grey Ghost. He joined the Do Togo Club. Yeah, he picked up a Vita. Maybe he'll turn his on. I don't. I don't, <laughs> I don't then there will be seven online. So, yeah, I know. And, you know, and mine maybe, is pretty much set in the box. And then maybe he'll put that SD card in it. Oh, oh. <laughs> no! You gotta buy the seven million dollar uh, special card for it. No, it's okay. They dropped the price. Now the thirty-two gig card is only eighty dollars. <laughs> Holy cow! <laughs> God, Why does the it sell? I mean, they, they they had that announcement at, what was it, Gamescom or something, oh. where they said, like, yeah, guys, like, we're sorry, we know, we're going to put some cool stuff on it. All the memory prices are coming down, the system prices are coming down. It's like, oh, good. Oh, they know. They know what the problem is. This is going to be so great. <laughs> and then they drop the memory prices, like, 5 10 15 $20. It's like, oh, it's yeah. still $70 for yeah. a 16-giga card. It's kind of like, oh, and hey, hey, consumers, yeah, screw you. Mm. Still. 
But I mean, it, like honestly, like for for a hundred bucks, I'd probably be in the market at a hundred bucks too. I mean, like there's probably some. Uh, what do you got? Gravity Rush. That's probably a, a decent one to play, and you're gonna get some good stuff eventually, right? Um, the new Tempest two thousand ish, whatever Tempest uh, XK or whatever he's calling it right now. That'll be eventually coming out. So that'll be freaking awesome. Dragon's Crown mm-hmm. on there too. Dragon's Crown is on. That yeah. I'm waiting for a price drop. I'll probably I've heard it good up things that. about that. Yeah. Yo, uh-huh. what's that? What's that game like? Fifteen bucks? No, right, not right Dragon's now. It's still like, it's like full price. Yeah. Like thirty. Oh, yeah. it's a retail. Oh, I thought it was uh, yeah. like a fifteen or twenty, or I didn't realize it was a full guy. No. Um. And I think gosh, there's something else that's coming out for it too. Off, I can't remember off the top of my head that I want to take a look at. But just, just, yeah. oh, just man. finally, just buy Gravity Rush and oh. play it, and let me know how it is. <laughs> if I find it cheap, <laughs> I haven't found it. I've not found it cheap. And, so, and then, um, and then moving on, we have. Uh, I don't know if we had influence on this. This might have been before the cast came out, but got another Bioshock Infinite buyer over here with Grey Ghost awesome. still. Picked Very up awesome. uh, a lot of Dragon Ball Z stuff. Um, I, I I can't even name. What are all the? You got Budokai. Budokai you got, yeah, it's you got Infinite Undiscovery Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> you got the last remnant of Dragon Ball Z. Um, picked up Rebel Strike, which uh, I mean. I just meant I just mentioned that one because I feel like the the Rogue Squadron games have kind of taken like weird inconsistent turns since the first one to kind of where they ended and I just wanted to I was just wondering real quick if the two of you care at all if another Rogue Squadron like strictly flight combat game ever came out again would you care about I it I would be interested depending who developed it very right. interested Do I get to do I get to plug something in so the title screen looks better <laughs> Uh, wouldn't that be amazing? <laughs> that would be. I don't know like, if they have that planned. Do you think there will be a two megabyte RAM pack for the Xbox One? Uh, I think they have enough gigas. Um, it would be really nice. That, like, I mean, I just have to get attached to the cloud, and then it'll look better. <laughs> Everything is better in the cloud. Good point. So yeah, so Rebel Strikes, another one Grey Ghost got, and then I actually I grabbed uh, these two games. I figured that this was a good pair for Duke and Krabby because you have Dragon Age Awakening. And mm. dot hack outbreak. I really so we like have something Dragon for Age. everyone in there. I haven't played any of the Dragon Age. It's a lot of crap. And I, and I think the Dragon uh, Age Awakening was the the like the ultimate that had uh, you know the both uh, co- you know like the original game yeah. plus Awakening. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I want to give that another playthrough. I, I get do ready, too. Get I'll, ready for Inquisition next year. Yeah, I do too. Awakening actually, I never played Awakening, and I hear it's got a lot of content. Yeah. Um, that just reminds me, I mean, just as a really quick aside, and I won't spend too long on this, but um, BioWare just put out a note because people are kind of worried about, you know, how you're going to transfer saves into Inquisition next year because it's on a different console, and they've answered that. They're putting out a thing called The Keep where you basically can log in all of your decisions in that online system and then transfer them all into the new game. So, very cool. Awesome. So you so you have to do it manually? Yes, yeah, it's not so, an automatic So you have to go system, into the but... keep and like it's like a, you know, X question survey that you fill out. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, you would say okay. like, "Oh, did you, you know, what did you do in this situation?" And it and right. it's all it's all I, error, I it's all error proof, if you so meant you can't, like a Yeah, you, know, you can't pick something that couldn't happen, yeah, you know, right? So I mean, right. it 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 guides you through the processes. I just get, didn't know if you meant yours. it was like a like you know like how EA has origin so yeah. I didn't know if it was a thing where, like, you know, just log, log in service with and... Origin, and then when you log in with Origin on the new thing, then it syncs up your stuff. But, I mean, I guess it's, you know, this this works too. 
Bioware did say they are looking at it. They haven't said mm. no yet. There's they're looking at it. Um, right. but if nothing else, there'll still be a way to get your decisions into Dragon Age Inquisition. So still, nice. that's still pretty cool for them to do that. They didn't have to do that, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, because because Mass Effect two and three, if you just start fresh, they ask you right in the game, right? Right. Right. And so this one, you can you know bring your game straight in. So very cool. I like that. Um. Moving back, then he picked up. Um, boy, he is really big into these these really niche JRPGs games. Yeah, and he picked up some pretty good ones, right? Some Shin Megami Tensei. Yeah, digital. How's Devil everyone Saga. liking that? You're talking about the 3DS one. Yes, I really want it. It looks so good. Mm. I've not really played the Mega Ten games a lot, so. I've only played a handful of them, and I've been very impressed with all of them so far. Um, he picked up the R. Tonelico games, like the first one, second one, I, I right? I played those either, but usually NIS, same thing with uh, like Atlas. They're, they're mostly decent. Very few misses for me in there. Um, and then he also got Hoshigami for the original PlayStation. So I, I think I've got a couple of ho- copy of Hoshigami. I don't think it was that expensive. I don't really know what it is much. I played it was cheap. <laughs> so um, maybe it'd be interesting to see kind of what, what that's all about at some point. But um, Gregos needs to get busy. I'm still expecting new episodes of his podcast. Uh, still waiting. Tick, tick. <laughs> Any if, you need help, if, if you need help editing the show, just PM. Just ask Bill. Just Duke. ask Bill. And just, I'll give, PM me and I'll give Bill. you his A drive account. You should have put in the Bill. subject as uh, six button 3DO controller. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get back to you right away. Right, Zing. right. <laughs> and then uh, who we got up next? The Greer. <laughs> he, um, he picked up a couple pretty neat little odds and ends. He stick with a the theme. So what, what did he get? He did. He must, he must have ha- got the memo. Um, well, first he got Fire Emblem, which I don't know where he's, you know, that that's not any kind of theme. It is one of my favorite GameCube games. It's so amazing. Right. We, no, we talked about this not because when I heard all the Fire Emblem craze, I thought everyone was talking about the GBA, but the more people I talked to talk about the GameCube one and how good that, that is. GameCube and the Wii one were just unbelievably good. Uh, and actually, I didn't even notice this theme, but we also have a mini Super Smash <laughs> Brothers theme going on this it's month. It's all With an... With another copy of the GameCube Smash uh, yeah. Smash game, um, and then he he really gets on the ball, picks up Resident Evil Zero, The Reckoning, <laughs> stars, and then, Re- and then Resident Evil for GameCube, The Reckoning. That one was um, is that the remake one? Yeah, also, that's awesome. yes, so good. Yeah, I, I'm I'm starting to any remake I add The Reckoning onto. I just feel like it fits in any instance. <laughs> NHL 13, classic mode, The Reckoning. How about uh, Electric Boogaloo? I think that's probably... <laughs> if that's not a Reckoning, I don't even know what is anymore. I uh, also picked up uh, Phantom Hourglass, uh, one of the... Uh, uh, I think the first... That was the uh, first DS, DS one, right? Zelda yeah. one, because after that was Spirit Track, right? Sounds right. Yep, so yeah, picked up a Phantom so. Hourglass, which I actually like this game, uh, except for having to go through the same temple 30 times. <laughs> I didn't um, play it. Like, and you got like, well, you got like, there was like a main temple and like you were timed. So like once you got enough sand, and they, like, so you got like 60 seconds worth of sand in the hourglass. So you had like 60 seconds to get down to the, the first level. Then you would do a whole bunch of other stuff. And then you came back to that temple. Now you had like 90 or 120 seconds. But 
you couldn't just skip to where you got to before. You had to do like the same, you had to do level one, then one and two, then one, two and three, then one, two, three, four. So like every time you went back to it, you're like, oh, geez, this first, you know, one, two, three, four, like I've already done these. Can I just skip to where I am? But that was the only thing that bothered me about it. Other than that, it was good. Was there a water temple in that one? <laughs> you know what? I didn't actually finish it because I just got like, when I got back to the temple and it was like, okay, you have to get five floors down. I was like, nope, I'm, I just, I don't want to play the same thing over and over <laughs> again. So if there was a water temple, that would have been the next place where I shut it down. You need to play more NES yeah. games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. Uh, and then that's well, the it shorter. for the crew, right? That's, there's nothing else. Oh, come on, you nothing got the, the player. That's nothing. a sweet oh, pickup. Sorry, yes. Game, okay, Game Boy Player disc uh and the case and that's yeah. it he, nothing else he didn't have he didn't have the uh i'm not you know poking fun at the gray but he didn't have that sleeve that oh, you yeah, know, cardboard paper sleeve. sleeve that goes over it which seems to be one of those elusive pieces I that uh, i tell you if i ever saw this at like a flea market i would just, like you know if he wouldn't sell like you know the whole thing for a decent price i'd say well Can I have how about a buck for this paper sleeve <laughs> And uh, Duke's trying to be a funny guy. He's trying to make it seem like he didn't also score a copy of Extreme G3. The Reckoning. Uh, the Reckoning. Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> the high speed. I'm with you. Sound I'm with you, I don't mind Extreme reckoning. G. They're, they're pretty fun if you got anybody to play with. Do you remember the first time you played Extreme G2 and you broke the sound barrier? And then, like, it was silence because you're going faster than sound. And then when you slowed down, you sonic boomed back into sound. That's, like, one of my favorite gaming I moments. don't because we played it. My, my friend had this really weird setup where the TV with the game systems was in his parents' bedroom so that they couldn't play it with the parents without them knowing. <laughs> so okay. we, we went to go play Nintendo in his mom's room, like, on, sitting on their bed. It was really creepy. And so we had the sound down With pretty sound low, off. yeah. So oh. I don't remember a lot of the the sound. I, I was going to say something really like mean and trolly, but it's not true. So now I can't say it. <laughs> I thought it was like Extreme G was like a poor man's wipeout. Uh I you know I, I I'd like to defend <laughs> it against wipeout. I honestly haven't played that much wipeout, so I, I really couldn't say. You know, if wipeout maybe lasted a little bit longer. <laughs> I, I, I think, and I think wipe, Wipeout is like a poor man's F Zero. That's kind of how Ugh. I felt with Extreme G. Yeah, it's like the poor man's F Zero, but less. I really, less crashing I really like cars. it. I'm, I'm, well, you know, like I'm not saying it's a better game. I'm just like, you know, how like there's games that you like that maybe not as many other people like as much. I just really yeah. liked Extreme G too. I'm not saying a terrible game either. It's well, just not quite as polished. We're just trolling you, Bill. It's okay. Yeah. Well, it's okay. If you were if you were better at the game, you probably would like it a bit more. <laughs> Maybe. I, I would admit that I do suck at the racing games. <laughs> so, moving on. And then, uh, boy, Shiboni really cleaned up this month, right? I mean, he just got everything. <laughs> he he actually, uh, Duke's being a funny guy again. Shiboni actually did have a whole bunch of stuff. But again, in in the interest of, you know, really trying to keep it, uh, you know, streamlined and, and themed. Bill just um, hates this Pokemon is the cards, too. Yeah, this is the only thing I wrote down because it stuck out to me. The Seventh Guest, Big Box PC. I really love this game. It is the prequel to the Eleventh Hour, uh, and this is actually um, uh, a a third game in this series has been kind of rumored forever. Uh, they just recently, like Trilobite Software or like the people who ran the software company who made it, they just recently uh, announced. Um, that they're going to be making a third game. It's called the Thirteenth Doll. Really? Um, it's it's one of the Steam uh, Greenlight games. If you're not familiar uh, with uh, the Greenlight, so I can't program. get it on a disc. 
Uh, you know what? I'm not sure. I think that might be a goal of theirs. A stretch goal? Um, uh, yeah, but it's, it's not a Kickstarter, so I'm not sure. I have to look into it more. But it was just announced like very recently. Um, so it's it's Steam Greenlight, which so I think Greenlight is like you pitch your game to Steam. Steam shows the crowd, and the crowd votes on like like which one of these games would you you know be most interested in if it came to Steam. So it was recently Steam Greenlit, so they're developing it now. And I think depending on the sales, the digital version, that's going to kind of push where they go from there. Um, but uh, it's it's going to be very creepy exploring you know adventure style um with uh, i mean the previous games had lots of murder oh, lots yeah. of mystery lots of puzzles um but yeah shaboni came away with a real nice copy of a uh, big box the seventh guest so crappy you play that seventh guest on cdi yet uh not on cdi no I, I played that one when i was a kid on on the pc actually so i haven't felt the need to revisit a cdi version of it yeah. i can't imagine <laughs> they've done fantastic out. things on the cdi it it is a very like after playing Tetris and Space Ace, I I don't have a lot of faith in CDI ports. I'm gonna have to play some original CDI games like Strip Poker Live or something. Backgammon, Voyeur, buddy, Voyeur. Voyeur. Yeah, I just still need to stick in Voyeur. You do. Uh, and then so the awesome, mighty Retro Rage. Um. So so uh so Retro Rage got probably the greatest gift of all. Probably the gift of. <laughs> Of love. Of marriage and love. Of love. And a shirt. <laughs> I love looking at this shirt and then looking at Retro Rage's avatar. <laughs> and just thinking that that's what he's going to look like on his wedding day. <laughs> like heads sticking out of a limo, smiling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the uh, Dumb and Dumber pick, right? Yeah. So so uh, this is a really cool shirt. And I wish that P- this would be like mass produced by uh, whoever made it. Wink, wink. But it's a nice it little that. shirt describing his um, end of life marriage thing. I right? thought this was an aliens T-shirt, embryon T-shirt, based <laughs> on the So you have a you have a, a couple of eight bit. Uh, you have an eight bit bride and an eight bit bridegroom, and underneath that, game over for retro rage <laughs> custom personalized. Zag Nort's original T-shirt. That's that was really cool. Hey, like them apples. I bet that's going to be under the tuxedo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure his wife loved that one. I love the uh, the the text that went with it. So Retro writes. So this afternoon I was minding my own business, sitting on the computer in my underwear, when I hear a knock on the door. He's <laughs> <laughs> got set the stage, does, isn't it? Yeah, he's uh, he's giving me the. The whole picture. That's right. He's got to. He's got to paint the image in your mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got it. <laughs> and then, um, you know, speaking of CDI earlier, right? Yeah. Followed it up with a CDI. He, <laughs> yeah, and he got one of those. I think the later model ones where it looks kind of sleek. It's not that ungodly front-loading crazy mechanism. Yeah, mine looks one, right? like an oversized VCR. His looks more like a gaming <laughs> console. Yeah, I think towards the end, uh, Phillips kind of went, "Oh crap, we got to do something." And it didn't work, but <laughs> nice try. It looks better, at least. It reminds me of like the redesigned 3DO. Yeah, it's like that same same kind of styling yeah. to it. No, yeah. Now that you say that, I can see it. Or the redesigned, redesigned, redesigned PS3. <laughs> uh, no, it's 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 the it's the re-re PS3, right? Because uh, I it can't was done keep once. track anymore. Yeah, no, yeah it's re-re because I mean the first one was when it shrunk. 
And I mean, there's been a couple different, you know, size, like different hard drive sizes, but this is the second re, so it's the re re PS3, right? Okay. Yeah, they all look kind of similar. I mean, you could like that was like the genesis of that idea, I think. So. Right. God, that's. Do ugly. you mean Do you mean the beginning <laughs> or the Sega Genesis? No, I mean the in the beginning. Oh, okay. God created the CDI and 3DO <laughs> top loaders, and God looked down and said, "These are not." Good. <laughs> But hey, PlayStation ran with it, so there you go. Have you guys played one of those re-redesigned PS3s? No. no. The lid is like this really weird, like fast, like snapback sort of thing to it. It's my brother has troll, one. Not to troll, but I don't really play oh. the one that I've had for years. It's a great Blu-ray player. Uh, it it guess, is. Guess what's got more play at my house? My 360 or my 3DO? It plays all of the Blu-rays that I put in it, so I guess that's pretty good. I haven't found one yet that doesn't play. Yeah, after I like after it? I update the firmware five times, <laughs> <laughs> I've actually. I mean, yeah, I haven't. Uh, I've, I mean, I've only ever had the one. Like, I, I have the the first re the the slim two fifty. Um, it's always been fine. I've got my launch monster, so it still works. It hasn't died on me yet. I, cool. I guess I haven't turned it on in probably nine months. I'd like to get one of those I'm sure it's, I'm sure again, it's fine. so I can just get rid of the PS2 under my my gaming cabinet. I've played way more PS2 on it than anything else. Uh, crap! I don't know if you know this. Uh, the uh, uh, the the Metal Gear Four 80 gigabyte bundle was the last one with backward compatibility, so you can actually get one all the way up through that. Good to know. Keep your eye out. One more to keep on the list. You guys have a Metal Gear bundle up there, or was that just Oh, US? yeah, I know I saw them up here all the time. I, I okay. just I don't have any desire to play Metal Gear, so I just look past it. Exactly. Yeah, I don't either, so that's, that's that's why I mentioned, you know, just uh, in case you see that box, like whether or not you care about the gotcha. game, that's a backward-compatible model. No, that's good to know. I did not actually know that. I remember I was, I, was, I, was, I was working at Best Buy, and we got it, like, in the employee news, it said, like... Uh, you know, like the kind of communication employees that said, like, you know, FYI, like as a selling point, after this model, we were being told that backer compatibility will not be in any future shipping. So that's how, like, you know, one of our selling points. Right. Looks like up next we've got Santa Payne and uh, Bill. It looks like he happened to grab one of your favorites, right? But yeah, Blades of Steel. It's uh, uh, the original uh, cu- uh, box, not the uh, red label. Um, both equally awesome, exact same game, uh, both versions. Uh, it's just it's just great. This is one of those ones that I have one of those uh, kind of you know connections to with uh, when I was a kid. My uncle used to babysit us, and he would bring his whole Nintendo over with Blades of Steel if we didn't have one yet. <laughs> and I remember we used to get to the shootout, and I always used to beat him by one goal. And uh, to this day, I don't know if it was because I was that good or because he let me. Uh, so it's <laughs> one of those things that every time like I see my uncle, we talk about you know. It's like the one video game we talk about. So uh, on top of being a hockey game, it's also cool for me. Yeah, we used to play it. uh, We'd play like a normal game until the last period. Then we'd make sure it was a tie so we could always go to the shootout. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) That's where the real game was. And uh, it wasn't, you know, it was years later that you saw the... I actually would like to research this. Um, I remember the first time I booted up a game. It was NHL 93 or 94. And like one of the gameplay modes was shootout. Because they realized that people like doing this so much, so you could just go to it from the front, uh, from the menu. So I'll, I'll look into that and I'll see what the first uh, legit shootout mode was. <laughs> awesome. And then up next, um, something a little bit more modern, right? Oh man, I love something this. But, but, your style, but yeah. equally awesome. Yeah. Hey, hey, oh. me, it's this is one of my favorite games. 
Yeah, yeah. It's crabby. You're just wrong. It's Skyrim. Oh, I haven't actually played it. I got nothing to say about it. Ah! <laughs> Have I you did... played any other Elder Scrolls games? I didn't like Oblivion. I, I will... I will... I'm going to back Krabby on this. I'm not saying Oblivion was bad. I did not like Oblivion the way I like Skyrim. Yeah. Um, I think Morrowind was pretty cool. Oblivion was a little eh, And then, yeah, Skyrim's awesome. Yeah. Um, and then he picked up an awesome Jeff Rovin title, right? <laughs> there, there, is there a non-awesome Jeff Rovin title? <laughs> uh, probably not. Probably not. But he, he found uh, Conquering Super Nintendo games, right? Yeah, I this is a... Uh, I, you know, it's, you know, you know what I'd say. Like when it rains, it pours. Um, yeah. I found my, uh, uh, I had a trade that I got one of the How to Win at Nintendo books in in a trade, and then I found one for like fifty cents at the flea market like the next week. So I figured, nice. oh, I'm gonna get like number two, like no time. And of course, it's been like six months and nothing. So <laughs> crickets. I'll still looking out for that one, but yeah, Jeff Rovin has become a uh, uh, a major lookout point for a lot of people. Ah, <laughs> uh, eBay. They're not that expensive, thankfully. I I know, but I really. What would Jeff say about that? I know, like I real like I've believe me, I've bought plenty of stuff off eBay lately, especially like in like the you know one to five dollar range. I'm like, well, it's super easy. That's what I want to pay, and I can get it now. But I don't know something about those Roven books. I really want to find them. <laughs> oh, there's a lot of copies sold, so I don't think you'll probably have too much trouble. <laughs> yeah. And then he got the special version of Athletic World, right? The is, original? Is, is that the Series 1 mark on it? And yes. the Family Fun Fitness, right? Yeah. It's amazing how some of these are, you know, to some folks, they're really going under the radar and selling for, like, normal prices. And other people Absolutely. are kind of really looking out for them, right? Yeah, yeah I, was, I was thinking the same thing. I mean, you can you can find these selling for, you know, the same as the as the others. Um, but then, you know, you, when you see someone kind of brand, like, uh, call out the fact that this is the... Uh, you know, less common version, the one that was uh, uh, kind of the original. Uh, I think we, I've said this on, a sh- on an earlier show is I sold one of these for like twenty five, thirty dollars. Um, when I mean, and they were selling, you know, five, ten, fifteen bucks. Uh, you know, when people didn't, you know, call out what they were. So mm-hmm. there's a, it, but it is it is weird because you'll see these really range depending on like who's looking for it and how they brand the uh, the auction. Yeah, yeah, definitely got to keep your eye out. I think. When I sent Krabby your cup, I think I like picked that up for like a buck or something like that. Yeah, I remember that. I still got it. Yeah, it was a good deal. And uh, up next, some Final Fantasy guides. Yeah, I got a few for a couple of them. I think it was like seven, eight, nine. That's not too bad. Yeah. I think that's when it's starting to get into the range of time where like lots of different companies doing guides, though, right? Because like before, yeah. it was always just like a certain <clears throat> authorized one, and then they started doing all kinds of crazy ones, right? Yeah. yeah, there's there's a fantastic article. I can't remember exactly who wrote it. I want to say it was Ben Kachera for uh, might have been Penny Arcade Report. I can't remember exactly who, um, but there was a great article from uh, like a whistleblower in the uh, the strategy guide uh, uh, market. <laughs> um, yeah, I I I'm gonna I, bring I, it all down. Exactly. Yeah, and they talked about like how these old unauthorized guides used to be. Um, and, uh, like it was literally like if you published an unauthorized guide, they like blacklisted the author, the publisher, like they drove these unauthorized guides out of the market, which is why they don't exist anymore. Wow. That's, that's pretty <laughs> cool. Throw world of video game guides. <laughs> I know, yeah. I mean, if I can dig up the article, I'll show you, but it was really interesting. Yeah. I've got a couple of like the versus books guides for mm-hmm. like Final Fantasy seven and Metal Gear. Do you guys remember the versus guides that they did for a while? No, I remember I the Metal Gear guide had some amazing artwork in it. If you're into that kind of stuff. Yeah, Versus Books did like a couple different guides back when, and those are pretty cool. I like those. 
And then up next is Fear of the both the Fear Effect games. Did either of you play Fear Effect? I recently picked up Fear Effect 2. I've never played either, though. Yeah, I always see two, but I don't want to play it until I play one first, so I just don't come across that one. Oh, man, I played it with a buddy of mine a long time ago, like when, you know, obviously they just came out on PlayStation, so I'm trying to remember back. Um, but I remember it's kind of like this very stylized, yeah, low-res cool. poly, but, I mean, it, it played, from what I remember, pretty well. And I remember, of course, you know, there's a, you know, a female lead character, and, of course, that's... Not the too tomb, common tomb raider time, time right yeah. and <laughs> so well the, and and the press around uh fear effect 2 was that there was a female on female relationship and uh it's i remember the game like when it first came out like you couldn't find a single review that talked about like how good the game was it was all just <laughs> the controversy on like because when you look at the first game it doesn't really have any of that going it's got the female characters but then the the cover of the second game there's low cut there's cleavage like it it, <sighs> all, it really switched from 1 to 2 and I, I just remember, like, uh, the rumors of, like, there's a girl-on-girl -girl scene in number two. And uh, I just kind of saw that as, like, marketing. So I just ignored it because I was like, well, if your game's not that good, then, you know, I'm not going to play it. But uh, so actually, you could baby. seriously think like that when you were, what, like, 14 or 15 when that game came out? I'm a very mature individual. Yeah, man, I would have been, like, a <laughs> cleavage job. <laughs> Only 60 bucks? What a steal. Yeah. No, I, 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 <laughs> I did. I did feel that way about uh, Dead or Alive Beach Volleyball. <laughs> I was like, I love volleyball. Sure. <laughs> uh, and then to round it out, he picked up a classic. Right. Uh, speaking of Final Fantasy earlier, uh, yeah. of course, yeah. Uh, it's so Final Fantasy VII. Um, I actually hung out. Uh, I had a retro game night at my house last night, and one of the kids who came over, he has never played any Final Fantasies, and he never owned a PlayStation. Wow. So he just bought a PlayStation. He's playing Final Fantasy VII right now, and he says the graphics are kind of off-putting um, be <laughs> because he did play Final Fantasy three slash six, and so uh, and uh, you know really enjoyed it, and then just some you know just never made the jump. So he's uh, it's interesting to talk to a person who's playing it for the first time now, who's also a fan of the series, which is rare. I have to wonder. They just recently released that on Steam. Is yes. the is the, at least the resolution a little bit better on that? Yeah, version? but that doesn't really help. Um, it's <laughs> it's uh, you, you know how like if uh, it's like when you look at stuff that was designed for really low res and you put it on like nineteen twenty by ten eighty, uh, and it's it's it it it, may, it accentuates the ugliness. I see. <laughs> it's, it, do, it doesn't right? make the yeah, good yeah. stuff look better. It just makes everything look bad. So the stuff that was good is okay, and the stuff that was bad is terrible. Oh, gotcha. I gotcha. Well, you know, it's still pretty cool. That a lot of people can probably pick it up cheap on Steam. Right. So. Yeah. I mean, like, if you can, like, like throw an S video into your computer to, like, a TV, like, an old CRT, you're golden. Um, but, yeah, like, on a, on a, you know, high-def monitor, I don't think the game looks great. Uh, well, I'm sure one of these days they'll they'll remake it eventually. Yeah. There's enough people are clamoring for it. So, um, next we'll move on to Red McKnight. Yep. Red, I haven't heard a lot from Red. I think lately he kind of comes and goes. We hear a lot about him, and then he disappears <laughs> for a couple months, and he comes back with his power glove and, and he disappears <laughs> again. Yep. I think he gets busy playing and not yeah. posting, and then he kind of comes back after like a like a session in the cave or something. But <laughs> he got um, the new. Um, Shin Megami Tensei game, right? Yeah, number four. It looks awesome. I, I watched a review on it, and I can't wait till I find a copy. Looks so so that's that's going in the 3DS for you soon? As soon as you yeah, that one and Fire Emblem, I'm really 
jones and poor i might break down and grab one of them soon here and they got that deal you know if you grab them both you get the 30 e-shot bucks if it was real bucks i would have grabbed them already but mm. yeah who needs that crazy virtual currency right? exactly and and it's too bad they don't give you like like uh like a gift card number that you have to redeem because then you could sell that number for actual money yeah uh, it's i think it's yeah. just like linked to your account so there's no way to trade it yeah oh uh, yeah that sucks I have um I've been doing that home pass stuff so I can do street passes at home mm-hmm. and I had a lot of people playing uh, SMT4 I can tell you that a lot nice. of people nice um and then uh what's this up next uh man it's freaking rock band I love rock band <laughs> yeah it's it, I, I mean it's I haven't played it quite as often as I I used to play it like minimum once a week now it's kind of like you know at least once a month I'll pop it in for a couple hours uh. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, uh, it's, you're starting to see, like, kind of like those warehouses of, like, sealed instruments start to, like, unload and say, well, <laughs> we're never going to sell these things. Let's just, like, put them on clearance. So, uh, yeah. picked up a, a Rock Band 3 keyboard, also known as the Clavier. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's very nice. And, uh, I, I, uh, I had one of these when it first came out and ended up not being a fan of the way that the, you know the keyboard scrolling works, so yeah, I, think I ended up uh, that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I ended up getting rid of mine. But uh, uh, for the people who but enjoy, now you it, got the miracle piano to replace it. I do. I just got to figure out that's MIDI. Got to figure out a, how to yeah make that cable connection. Now there's a MIDI adapter for uh, Rock Band. Yeah, actually, one. with with that, uh, at the, yeah, they used to re- they retail for what like forty bucks. Yeah, I think now you probably get a whole lot cheaper now. I think yeah, when I bought mine, it was clearanced. It was real cheap. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. I mean, any MIDI keyboard with that adapter. Oh, man, that would be an ultimate video right there. The NES <laughs> the Miracle, Miracle Keyboard, keyboard on, Rock Band on Rock Band 3. <laughs> you if, wear well, I'll try to make that happen. And a laser scope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm loving it. Well, good job, Red. And then up to, um, man, our wonderful one of our wonderful donators, um, Rustly Man, right? Yep. Mm. Now, now I don't know if I've heard of this first game that he picked up. <laughs> uh, this this is probably me. So this is my. I don't I don't know if we're keeping track of uh uh what do you call it uh, typo so far. He picked up You're a complete <laughs> a complete in box Mickey Mouse Capage. <laughs> it is a cage fighting wrestling Mickey game. I would buy that. That would be awesome. Well, I mean, Russ already has it. He can let you borrow it if you want. Oh, okay. There you go. <laughs> have you guys seen any of the new Mickey Mouse cartoons that they kind of have that have like this old kind of throwback style to them? No, no, not yet. Well, I've got a four-year-old in my house, so. Um, um, yeah, I've watched lots of throwback shows too with my son, but not uh, none of the Disney stuff really yet. It's in, you know, it's a, it's in that Ren and Stimpy, you know, artwork style that's oh, that's popular. It's really I good. It. I really like it. They're fun to watch with my daughter. That's so, cool. yeah, speaking of Mickey, but um, anyway. Moving back to NES games, he got some more, right? Some cardboard bill. Yeah, got uh, uh, so after the mouse page, I uh, got a Commando, <laughs> uh, Ikari One and Two, uh, Dragon Warrior, um, some pretty good, uh, pretty good Nintendo stuff. Yeah, not too bad, right? And then, um, <laughs> and then, well, what's up next? <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't like you want me to read it myself. Well, yeah, I, yeah, I'm not, I don't I'm not sure I understand, and you can tell the listeners what a Super Battleship Frankenstein <laughs> Sega CD1 is. <laughs> well, a uh, uh, now you guys are aware that there was a Sega Genesis 1, Sega Genesis 2, Sega CD 1, Sega CD 2, 
And then, of course, just unfortunately only one model of the 32X available. What a shame. Uh, So um, uh, the the Super Battleship is the combination of the Genesis, Sega CD, and 32X. So normally I uh, denote these as uh, it's like it's either a Super Battleship 1, you know, because it's the Genesis 1, Sega CD 1 on the 32X, or a Super Battleship 2, or, or I also call the Mega Battleship, which is the Sega CD 2, Genesis 2, 32X. When you mix Genesis <laughs> 1, Sega CD 2, Sega CD 2, Genesis 1, that is a Frankenstein. You have Frankenstein those uh, Sega systems together. <laughs> so since they don't match, I call it the Frankenstein Super Battleship. Right. I didn't realize you could even hook a Genesis 2 up to a Sega CD 1. Absolutely. It's the same expansion port, so it doesn't uh, fill all that ground, I mean, obviously, since the uh, uh, Sega CD 1 is physically larger. Was there um, a spacer or something you could buy for it? Uh, there, there wasn't a spacer for if doing it that way. There is a spacer, however, for the Sega CD2 that just gives you some additional footprint because the Genesis 1 would have hung off the side. Right. So what, but like the original mounting plate for the Genesis 1 for the Sega CD1, do you have to get a different mounting plate for the Genesis 2? There is a different mounting plate. You don't need it. Holy um, cow. Actually, yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, well, that's why like, uh, when, like when I, I was doing some searching for a, a Sega CD a plate a while back, and I didn't even know Duke had one. I ended up getting yeah, one from uh, my still. local store. Um, uh, you, you can tell by looking at them, uh, cause obviously the, the size is different. Uh, but, uh, uh, it's actually it's not necessary. Um, the main the main the main thing what it does is it kind of hooks into the bottom of your system. Has another hook that goes into the Sega CD to just kind of uh, give it some uh, some hold so that the expansion port's not the only thing holding it in there. Because if you were to you know you wouldn't really want to do it, but if you were to hold the Sega CD and flip it upside down, <laughs> the, gen- the the weight of the Genesis could break that expansion port off of well, the I, Sega CD. And I think it so, grounds the two together, right? Uh you know what? I don't actually see any place where. No, you're right because there is a there's a little metal clip uh, that yeah. it, uh, that it wants to sn- uh, snip onto. So yeah, yeah, I think you get common ground that way too. Mm-hmm. So so you don't zap something accidentally. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so uh, so Super Battleship Frankenstein model, so it's pr- pretty nice. Uh, and he also <laughs> picked cool. up some staying on the Sega train. Got a nice Dreamcast bundle um, with some of the uh, some of the nice go to games: Tony Hawk Two, Sonic Adventure, um, and uh, it looks like <laughs> and- someone threw him a Lethal Enforcer's poster. <laughs> yeah, okay, sort of just a little missing a space, but uh, yeah, a poster. No, of it's, not, it's not a typo. It's not a typo. It's, no, it's Lethal Enforcer's just... poster. How about a poster? Lethal Enforced poster. And then moving on, man, he is really is a king of like custom painting things, right? Yeah, he does that himself. Um, we've uh, 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 he actually sold a Mega Man, a custom painted Mega Man, uh, to Retro Games Plus, and they had that on sale there for a little bit. Um, and he's this. I actually, this is one of my favorite things he's done. This uh, these custom uh, GameCube and Wavebird in the Metroid style. Mm, yeah, I like it. You even got like the the that Samus kind of symbol thing mm-hmm. on there and everything. It was pretty yep. cool. Yeah, definitely did a good job with that. And then if you've got to get a cake, what kind of <laughs> cake would you want? Uh, are you talking flavor or style? Mm, I think design. Like if you had to design your own cake, right? What kind of cake would you want? You got to have a game cake, right? Sure. And and if you had to get a game cake, what would be the best? game cake to get slam city featuring scotty pippen what would be the second best game <laughs> cake? uh i don't think there was a slam city 2 
That would be the NES cake, I think, <laughs> is what I'm trying to get to, is that uh, you'd want a really cool Nintendo cake. And, uh, yeah, got that. It's pretty cool, right? I mean, I could I eat, sleep, and breathe Nintendo, so that would work perfectly. <laughs> you could literally es- eat it. There. Especially the eating part. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> I'm down for it. Let's have one. And Try then, and uh, breathe it, too. It might not was that, work was too that, well. Uh, uh, I think that I, was that an engagement... I know, I know that Russ is engaged. I don't know if that was like from an engagement party or something like that. I was already engaged. Right, but I mean, you get engaged and then you have a party later. Didn't that guy save the princess years ago? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's he has the princess. So She's keeps, waiting keeps to be saved. Uh, okay. okay. Uh, and then um, he got an NES action set, right? Yeah, the it was box the, the, the box goodies with the, in it. Yeah, Some, box with the styro. Bill would turn his nose up and walk right past it. Uh, uh, it's just an action set. Action set. Styrofoam. Uh, <laughs> it's no deluxe set. It's not a deluxe set. You're absolutely right. No rub, no dice. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's my next T-shirt. Uh, and then moving on, he got the second best Mega Man the game. Best one. The best. No, and Mega the Man dust cover. That he got, I think he said his friend sent it to him. It looks awesome. It's yeah. really cool. And then he saved the best for last, certainly, right? Always. He got to join the Cool Kids Club. Now has the complete inbox silent service. Uh, he's now two-thirds cooler than me because I've only got a loose one. Oh, oh Krabby, I, I, I think I've got two. I'm going <laughs> to show you all up and get like a 100-graded VGA copy of silent service in my house. Does five exist. bucks, I think, is probably run you about five dollars. <laughs> well, the grading service, I think, is like twenty. So yeah, twenty five. Great, the grading costs you more than the game. And, and then no, that but it'll be like worth the, two thousand though. Would it be oh. great if like the the customs guy opens it and is like, oh, I listen <laughs> to the collector cast, and they say this thing's worth like five grand. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Yeah. Not gonna happen, but hilarious. Ah, oh, well, thanks very much, Rusty Man. And then we are on to Silver. Silver eighty did not have. A ton of stuff to talk about this month, but he got uh, a big lot, right? Yeah, you don't see box 2600 games too often, so they're no, the common yeah, ones are pretty cool when you get them. Yeah, and a lot of times when you do, the boxes, I mean, are in they're you know greatly pretty. varying condition. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I remember, you know, when they were clearing this stuff out, you'd see this stuff everywhere. The play stores couldn't get rid of it, but yeah, mm. it's just, it's been long enough. I just don't see this stuff in nice shape anymore, so. Awesome, just a nice big lot of some twenty six hundred stuff. So yeah. very cool. Very are good. there what are, what are your go to twenty six hundred games that uh, that like if someone's getting a twenty six hundred and says, Hey, I just need like a like a half dozen games to get me started, just fun games to play that are cheap. What are the ones you always tell people to look for? Mm-hmm. Banana got me hooked on Phoenix a couple years ago when we did that little contest. Mm-hmm. Love that game now, and it's dirt cheap. It's so much fun. And uh, Frostbite's when I used to play when I was a kid, so those are my two, I'd say. Because everyone knows, you know, like Combat and Space Invaders. Everyone already knows about those ones, so I always say Frostbite and Phoenix are mine. Hmm. I would say Missile Command and Defender. Dirt okay. cheap, really fun. Lots of fun. Yeah, I got, you, a friend, I, got a, I got a friend who was a big believer in Kaboom. Oh, Kaboom uh, is fantastic. And yeah, I had, I had never played it, so that's one of the ones that was in that small Atari lot that I picked up when I got my system not too long ago, and that's nice. the only game I've played so far. <laughs> it's great, isn't it? Yeah, it just hasn't come out of the system since, uh, since I, I you know, got playing around with it. It's really cool. 
Yeah. Now you're going to mod your 2600, Bill? Uh, I am. I've got a couple other mods in the queue. I've, ac- I've actually got one for uh, uh, one of our members uh, coming in soon. Uh, and uh, But yeah, as soon as I uh, kind of clear some space on the workbench, I'll be... Uh, and I have to order a, uh, a small PCB because there's actually like some resistors and it's like a whole whole kit, so... Cool. Be yeah. interested to hear hear how that turns out. Oh, yeah, maybe I'll nice. do a little blog post if anyone cares. Yeah, yeah, I think it'd be great. And uh, moving on, we've got disloyal head. I don't know what's a what what must happen to your head for it to be disloyal. <laughs> Leave your body? I don't know. Have you Not seen sure. that? Seen that one in Zombie Nation? That's kind of yeah. like a picture, like mm, spitting point. eyeballs and barfing all <laughs> over the place. Good point. Well, he picked up, um, I noticed it was a Game Boy Advance and then really just a bunch of Pokemon. I mean, like, he got a bunch of Pokemon. All over, yeah. Blue, red, yellow, gold, silver, crystal. Yeah, yeah like, basically, like, all the Game Boy-compatible titles, right? Yeah. yeah. It, it still surprises me how many people, like, you would imagine Pokemon's, you know, will retain its value somewhat because it's collectible and Pokemon's, like, popular and everything. But I'm amazed at how many people still play these just because of the disparity between the price of what these go for when the save battery still works versus the save battery doesn't work like people (laughs) want to play these yeah ah yeah it's crazy huh they are i know they got the like kitty vibe to them that everyone seems to think but they are really solid games there's a market for you, Bill. Start doing um, battery replacements on Pokemon and making yeah, some flipping up I, for I, cash. It wouldn't be wouldn't be a bad thing. We actually, uh, uh, I, I had to buy a whole bunch of uh, those CR twenty thirty twos too because mm. we like needed them for like the remote start and the battery uh, for the car. Mm. And we were on vacation. Like the only place that had them had like a thirty pack. So <laughs> I've got a whole bunch of them. <laughs> Get busy. Of, that's a lot of Pokemon you can save. <laughs> Saving Thousands. Pokemon since twenty thirteen. Very good. And then up next we have Mech Blue, another little newer uh, user to the side, and yeah, he's, he's actually stuck help, with a he's thing. actually helping me out with uh, oh. helping me out with a couple of um uh, uh I've uh, by following some schematics from some previous smarter people than me, um <laughs> I figured out how to make uh, reproduction uh, miracle piano cables, um mm-hmm. and he's uh, one of the guys who's uh, donating and we're doing a trade. Uh, he's sending me a whole bunch of. Uh, uh, you know, like donor, like broken slash donor carts that I'm going to make miracle cables from. So awesome. Very yeah. cool. Well, he was sticking with the Resident Evil theme, right? Yeah. I think that one of the evil, one of the best ones to collect that long box one on the PS1. Yeah. That art in the front where the dude is just like bloody and yeah. like looks like he's yes. just here to just kick just butt, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Love it. Yeah. That's good. And then, um, Man, kind my of went wife, the other way. Yeah, my wife loves Bust a Move, and so we picked up Bust a Move for. Um, man, I I don't know what that game is, but you don't like Bust a Move? Oh, it's so fun. They're not bad, but I mean, she will just sit and play it. It's I like, mean, it's and like, she doesn't play games. Yeah. Next it's to cool. Tetris, I think it's like the most addictive puzzle game. Mm, I, I think that's I think that's like the super boldest statement I've ever heard you make. Next I mean, it's, to it's Tetris, a, I it's could, a it's yeah, a I'll really solid puzzle game. I don't know if I'd say Tetris One Bust a Move Two, but yeah, it's a really good puzzle game. Yeah. I I just get lost, like I lose hours playing that game. Really? Oh wow! Yeah, Clax is, is number one, right? Clax. <laughs> Hatchers. Uh, so, Cra- Crabby, I'm curious. So specifically for you, just like all the Bust a Moves? Yeah, I played on everything. It's it's pretty much always good, other than like the weird touch screen. Like I tried it on an iOS type thing. 
Yeah. I don't like that. Yeah, like, I, need, no, I, I need a controller and a button. Ex- exactly. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So, some games are designed for touch, but I don't like I don't like almost any game with virtual touchpad or buttons. Yeah. So did you play the AES? Do you have the AES version of that? I can't afford AES games. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> You're a big time store owner now. What do you well, think? You got, you, got, you got the four slot. I figured you had a few bucks. <laughs> uh, it's coming. It's coming. I got I got a guy bugging me to to stick uh, Last Blade Two in there. He really wants Last Blade Two. Oh, well, there you go. Earn some quarters. Yeah. Speaking of fighting, though, up next we've got a tougher tougher NES card to find, right? Especially, yeah. I don't have I don't have that one yet. Yeah, you do. Were, oh, were I you, do. Were you, yeah. Were, Sorry. Were you, were you gonna? To me were you gonna ago. say especially up in Canada? No, I was gonna say especially complete in box, but then I noticed it, that belonged to the next thing on the list. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Which is arguably harder. Yeah, we don't like karate in Canada. <laughs> it's too violent. Too yeah. violent. Yeah. Is there a martial art that's based on handshakes? It's best of the best tea party up here. <laughs> God save the queen. Yeah. Edition. <laughs> um, but that complete in box game he did get was Mega Man X, right? Yeah, that's an awesome one. Yeah, I'm now. Now this is probably discussion for a different time, but Krabby, I'm really curious to hear your thoughts about uh, Mighty Number no. Nine. Mighty Number no. Nine. Oh, he Ooh. hasn't heard yet. You oh, haven't heard oh, yet. The, the spiritual uh, Mega Man thing. Pretty, yeah, pre- pretty much the new Mega Man game. Unless yeah. they release it on a disc, I have no thoughts on it. Re- so okay, so your thoughts aren't? I'm really upset that this currently isn't disc available. No, I just I just kind of ignore games now unless okay. they're on a disc. Yeah, doesn't, so they just don't exist. exist to me. La la la! Okay. Got my ears closed, like fingers <laughs> in them. I bet if not, you not, kicked in a couple hundred grand to the Kickstarter, they'd make an NES version for you. Wow! But then I'd have to sell my silent service. It's a tough oh! choice. <laughs> tough choice. Yeah. So so crab real quick. Um, what if some point between now and twenty eight days from now, at the point of recording, they add a stretch goal? that adds the physical disc to that box version that they're offering for $50 right now. Are you on board? Oh, yeah. I'd, I'd easily pay. I'd pay like 80, 90 bucks for new like Mega Man style games, not just 60. Like, I, I want them. Nice. Yeah, I mean, mm. so uh, maybe that, that page might be worth, uh, you know, keeping an eye out because if they add that, you want to get in on that. As soon as but... I heard about that Capcom's Essential Collection that was going to have Mega Man in it, mm-hmm. I, what was it, 9 or 10? I can't even remember now. I think it was 10. I was so psyched. I, I kept watching this. I'm like, please come on the disc. Don't be a download code. And it was a download code, so yeah. I don't want to. J- just, just like the uh, what's it called? Uh, um, uh, the down the Ducktales remaster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the PlayStation physical version had a download uh, code, and I was I, like, I'm, oh, he was so close. I'm waiting for people to. Uh, to, to win that contest and get their gold cards and slap them up on eBay. And uh, I'm going to take yeah. a stab at the first one that comes out. I'm going to see if I can, if I can grab one because those are pretty nice. cool. Uh, I, I entered a contest to win one, but I didn't hear anything. So I'm guessing, eh, sorry, uh, didn't win. Did you, uh, are you singing the song? Like, are you doing the, the official Capcom one there? I, I didn't know I did the art. I submitted oh, okay. some art. I did. I thought it was open until the 11th or something. Well, it's it, possible. It, 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 yeah, they're doing one. I think they said they're doing one a day until like around the 11th. So they're they're picking one a day. Okay. I, th- I thought they were taking submissions until that and then they were just letting the winners know. All right. I don't know. I haven't heard yet. So Yeah, let me know yeah. if you see one on eBay though. I want to I wanna take a run at it. Oh, I can guarantee <laughs> there'll be some on eBay soon. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't let me know. Worry. I don't, yeah. don't want to like, miss like, it though. 
Yeah, like how many did they give away? That's how many will be on eBay. There was like a hundred, <laughs> weren't there? Oh, a couple people uh, keep them, right? There's 150 produced. 150? So. Okay. You'll you'll have your shot. No worries. Yeah. You'll just be up against some big guns, I have no doubt. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm anticipating it to be like that Mega Man 9 press kit. Yeah. Well, I, I anticipate it to be worse than that. Because this is an actual playable actual game. game. Yeah. Even true. though it's basically just a spray-painted DuckTales cart. It's yeah. got a new I wonder, label, I wonder if, too. Yeah. I wonder if it's a donor Zelda cart. <laughs> uh, I bet they just took old DuckTale games and just spray-painted yeah, the Yeah, took things. the label off, painted them, slapped a new one on. Yeah, probably. Yes, let's make lots of cash. Um, and then up next uh, was, man, you know, Illusions of Gaia is... Um, I'm kind of surprised that some of these Super Nintendo RPGs that didn't used to be that big are really kind of... You know, becoming a bit more popular, right? Oh yeah, right across the board. Yeah, and I, this one I've I've never even played it. Have you either played that? Years ago when I was a kid, it's been so long. I didn't play yeah. it. I've been surprised. It, yeah, but man, I, pl- all I, pl- these I play I played the I played the next like every other game that he's that he's got in the score, but never uh, never Gaia. I've seen it, um, actually quite a bit. I didn't realize it was uh, starting to get popular. That was the thing that got me. Like, I mean, back at I, you know, back when they came out, I mean, I had Luffy, I had Lufia too, and I didn't know anybody else that ever had those games. And then they're like, "Whoa, it's Lufia!" <laughs> okay, you know, nobody was playing them back then. So, I actually I ran into a guy at the flea market uh, this past Sunday. It was a total bust. I didn't get anything, and I was kind of mad at him, even though he's a friend of mine. But uh, as I walked up to him, like, "Hey, how you doing?" And he was purchasing like a complete Nintendo game that I didn't have. So I was like, "Oh, mother!" But uh, but he he I he told me that he bought some. Uh, one of the resellers who he's friends with, he pays extra money to get in before anybody else, which is a thing no. they do. Uh, and everyone <laughs> nice. can do it. It's just like, you know. I got to start greasing pay. some palms up here. I didn't know about that. Oh, so yeah. So our, our flea market opens at 7 a.m. and it's $2 general admission. If you want to get in at 6 a.m., it's $20. So you can pay 20 bucks and go through it before anybody else does. No, I mean, so, I, I mean, I got the store now. People need to come to me and <laughs> yeah. get in no, half hour early. There you go. Like uh, uh, when you got good stuff, like post it the next morning. <laughs> so, um, but yeah. So he said that he met one of the uh, like the guy like uh, paid to go in early, got a whole bunch of Sega Saturn stuff, and then like he like you know met him in his car, and he bought like the the seller bought the stuff for like a hundred. He gave him like one fifty for all of it, and he said, "Yeah, it was some cool stuff." Uh, he said, uh, and he said uh, there was a uh, uh, an Atlas RPG in there, and I was like, "Oh, which one?" And he's like, "I don't know. It just said Atlas, so I figured that that would be a good one to have." <laughs> So, it's probably not he, a bad idea. No, it's not. I, I said, yeah, like, honestly, like, I'm not, like, I, I got a, you know, referring to Krabby, I was like, I got a buddy who's really into Atlas, but uh, I'm not as familiar with them, but Atlas is almost never a bad idea to grab an Atlas game. Yeah, yeah I was just thinking good, about, yeah. I was just thinking about selling my Luminous Arc 2 the other day, so, you know, there you go, Atlas. Um, But, moving back to Super Nintendo for a minute. You've got um, this. Super this is the game that I cool. would imagine Duke would be the most excited about. Oh, uh, you know, no, the Genesis one, the Super Nintendo one's not as good. Okay, um, definitely the Genesis version. But Super Ghouls and Ghosts, um, play the play the Genesis version. But anyway, still not a bad game. I do like those; they're fun. Is the is now is that because of the music or you, just your preference, or it's a better better game? I think it's just a better port. It plays better. Um, it's more fluid. Uh, it's, it. It's just a better game. Okay. 
Um, Zelda Link to the Past, which is always a classic. And then moving over, we had the Secret of Mana for Super Nintendo. Always popular. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And then jumping over to the N64, picked up an Ocarina of Time. Yep. Definitely a classic. And this next one, Krabby, you're a fan, right? I think we talked about this already. I think Bill's Bill's a big fan here. <laughs> I'm a fan of all three of these games. Yeah, those, those sound like PC Man territory. Oh. <laughs> no, they, they came out on CDI, and Seventh, <laughs> seventh Guest is on uh, guest uh, iOS. But the other two didn't, did they? No, yeah, Day of the Tentacle, yeah. to my knowledge, hasn't been ported to anything. And then uh, Rebel Assault, I just I, I threw it in there because I, I just I just think it's interesting how the uh, the Rogue Squadron games changed over the years and kind of became, you know, started off as this like 100% flight sim after, you know, Shadows of the Empire's first level was so popular. So they said, <laughs> let's make an all that game. Um, and then uh, uh, I just thought it was weird how in like, what was it, Rebel Strike uh, was one of the, uh, no, sorry, Rebel Strike was the older one. So Rebel Assaults, like, it, it like Rogue Squadron track. kind of became like a subtitle in the game so it's like well is this a rogue squadron game it's like uh there's ships in it (laughs) (laughs) like you know you like that series right sure just buy this one too yeah exactly yeah i mean and where you might just be better off going to like good old games and like downloading tie fighter or x-wing alliance or you know one of those old dos box games but uh i mean still still great seventh guest uh i think we've even talked about it uh this show or recently i feel like it comes up a lot so good good game I just thought you'd like those because they were all boxed, you know. So yes. yeah, big yeah, box big, PC big, games. Big box PC. I got a couple of those actually coming in on a trade soon, so that'll be on the next show. But very excited for those. Awesome. Well, good job, Mech Blue. And then we're up to Invader G two. Hmm. Um, this was really popular. I never played it much, but man, is this a popular game? I had no rock idea this was a popular rock game. rock and roll racing. You didn't know that's a popular. Yeah. So much fun. What's yeah. What's it on? Super NES. Oh, that's why. I, I, I was. I kind of. I kind of jump ship. I mean, you, you guys know this, right? Like, I was an NES kid, and then I was a Genesis kid. Yeah. 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 I, I did so, kind of similar stuff. It, it's like. Okay. Uh, it's like RC Pro Am style racing, but with okay. rock and roll soundtrack, upgradable vehicles, and all sorts of cool weapons you can blow up the other racers with. <laughs> oh, it cool. is pretty fun. And, I remember my friend had it way and like back. A big sci-fi theme to it too. Yeah, it's really popular. If you ever see it cheap enough, you should definitely pick it up. It goes for not a bad price, but um, still fun one to play. Yeah, we used to play the crap out of that. <laughs> and uh, up next, uh, boy, he picked up some complete in-box NES games. Now, these are some unlicensed titles in here, too, but they looked really nice. He picked up a complete in-box Shockwave. Uh, that's the one, Krabby, I told you, you should really pick that one up. It's really good for an unlicensed title. Yeah, I'll, I'll delve into there when I'm done with my licensed. Yeah, it's I'll... not that expensive. Give it a shot if you see one come in the store or something. Take, right. a, take a look at it. All right. Um, and he also picked up a complete Double Strike and then um, Dizzy for the NES. So those all looked really nice. And then some um, a lot of loose games, still some hard to find. Right? He, fi- he picked up Isolated Warrior. He got three mm. that I still need. Oh, very nice. Which ones? <laughs> I need the G.I. Joe. Okay. I need James Bond Jr. All right. And I need the last action hero. Last action hero is toughy. Yeah. That's a toughy. But he also got Venice Beach Volleyball. That's uh, unlicensed. And he picked up Overlord and James... I'm sorry, you already said James Bond. Uh, Overlord and Jungle Book. And Volleyball. Or you already said that too. Yeah, the Venice Beach. <laughs> you, <laughs> you did it. I got to do it too. 
That's Do you guys right. double take whenever someone says or writes Venice Beach, and you're like, oh, okay, yeah, it's Venice Beach. I, you know, I've got that one. I don't think I've ever played it beyond testing it. Uh, it's one of those American video <laughs> games. So no, hmm. like for 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 like whenever I hear someone like I'm like, oh wait, Menace Beach. You have Menace. Oh, Beach? Oh, Menace Beach. And they're and it's oh okay oh it's Venice. Oh sorry. <laughs> I've got Menace Beach too, and I've played that one. <laughs> Excellent. Is not good. That's <laughs> not happy good. noise. <laughs> Ugh, I love it. Yeah, I just came out of the, I just came out of the theater. Ugh. Oh, yeah, I liked it. <laughs> you guys played Overlord yeah. though. That one's really cool. I haven't, I haven't fired it up yet. It's like the only RTS game on the NES, and it actually plays pretty darn well. Really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I can't I wonder, think of another. I wonder if that was. Um, a European game that got ported over here or something because it doesn't seem like a big U.S. It, thing at the it time. It feels very PC when you're playing it. It does not feel like a console game. Interesting. Interesting. I'd wonder I'd, if there was more research. I wonder if that was originally a European I don't game. Know. It was uh, Virgin. Where were Virgin? Uh, oh, yep. That would be European. European? All right. That makes sense then. I was just eyeballing some, some uh, PAL NES games earlier today. It might be in the future for me. Uh, but thanks, Invader G. Uh, we're going to move on now to Souza. Souza. Picked up some of these little uh, hell- handhelds, right? Yeah. These, like these little like, tiger yeah, kind of handhelds. Yeah, he got like half a dozen of the old tiger games. Uh, I thought the Batman animated one looked really cool. Oh, I've, I don't think I've seen any of these. What are the other ones he got? Uh, Batman Forever, Toy Story, and I think he had a couple like the old sports ones. Oh, yeah. man, these were really popular. Um, I think more yeah. so with my sister. She was a little younger than me, so she played them a lot more. They got so did. boring so fast. <laughs> <laughs> but they were really cool right when you got them. Because it was basically like the spiritual successor to the game and watch, right? I mean, same sort of idea. Pretty basic games. Yeah. But, you know, hey, those are kind of fun to come across sometimes. I know, Kirby, I think you're still looking for a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles one, right? Yeah, there's a Turtles one I used to have as a kid I'd love to love to grab again. One of these days. One of these days, somebody will find it for you. Or I might walk a, into your store. Yeah. I had a, a double dragon tiger that I uh, enjoyed as a kid. I'm, I'm actually worried that if I ever got it again, I'd, I'd see how bad it was. But it's still a cool thing to you know throw on the, on the uh, shelf. Yep. Yeah. I might have that one. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was, it was pretty cool. I've seen it a handful of times at the store and like the $20 price tag on it. I'm like, eh, I don't need it that bad. I think I've got a Sonic bucks. one. Wasn't think, that like how much they too. were in the store back <laughs> yeah. in the day? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, something like that. And moving up, I don't know how we're going to pronounce this one. Okay. I'm going to go with Beers 241. Now, I know it's BSR, but I feel like <laughs> after all that beer... He's just kind of mumbling. After 241 beers, you spell <laughs> yeah. the word wrong. How many beers did you have? I don't know how many beers. 241 beers. All right. So that's All mine. Right. I have no idea what your name is, but I guess we're going to go with 241 <laughs> beers, even though that's completely wrong. I'm, take, I'm good with take, it. I'm good take with one it. down, pass it around, 240 <laughs> beers. Uh, he picked up some, some Nintendo sweaters. Those were pretty unique, eh? <laughs> yeah. Where, where... Where do I send my money? Yeah, it, it gets cold up here a lot. I could use a <laughs> Nintendo sweater. Bill Bill wants the Nintendo sweaters and the Contra sweater, and he'll be good for life. Oh, he'd never take it man, off, man. He'd have like one con- over the other in the summer, <laughs> that, sweating that, through that them. Contra sweater. Oh, 
I, I told you how quickly that was debunked by yeah. a, a knitting expert. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then some great complete box uh, Genesis games, right? Did you guys play any of these way back? Uh, I played Out of This World a long time ago. Yeah, I played that one in Flashback. Um, so very similar, weren't they? Like, like yeah, they uh, were kind of like sequels or like spiritual successor type thing. I think. Right, and they had like those really like fluid animation, yeah. and literally like your guy was really like running and stuff. Yeah, they just had this really different feel to them. Nothing else out there at the time felt anything like it. Yeah, Steel Empire. I don't know anything about, but that's the one with that like the giant blimp on the front, right? <laughs> It's the only thing I remember about that one. And then he got Truxton. <laughs> Truxton was like a, I don't know if it was launch, but if not, it was really close to launch. Um, she was really basic, but I think I've mentioned a bunch of times here, so I won't go into it again, but I'm surprised at how much that one sells for. I mean, not a truckload, but I mean, it was never a popular title, so maybe that's the reason. It's the Lufia of the Genesis? No, not really, but it's fun. I like it. And then he picked up Guy Rez. That's a nice little another shooter, I think, right? So, nice little pickup on some Genesis games, and then um, cleaned up on Craigslist, right? Yeah, apparently you can still find deals. Every once in a while. What did he get? I wish I could find the pictures, because I'm having trouble finding them again, just so I could look at them. <laughs> I don't put page numbers down for you. you got to work for it if you want to find them. <laughs> I think oh. you're making it up, actually. Because <laughs> that member doesn't this exist in our doesn't direct... doesn't even exist. He's got, like, Yeah, user posts. doesn't exist. <laughs> no beers? 241 beers? Come on, man. But uh, looks like for maybe, forty bucks he got some Sega systems. Maybe uh, he was banned for posting fake Nintendo sweaters. Oh, that would hurt. Uh, maybe he took his toys and went home because he, he was flooded. <laughs> he was flooded with PMs. Please, where's the sweaters? Where's the Nintendo sweaters? I can't deal with these dorks. <laughs> I'm out of here. Uh, picked up what Genesis, Nomad, Saturn, PS One, some games. That's awesome. For forty, for 40 bucks. bucks, four systems with games. Yeah, you can't complain. Heck yeah, man. Rock on. Well, good. Beers. We'll go with that. And up next, what goes with beers? <laughs> I, I give. I, I don't know. Monkeys. Mon monkeys. Ah, <laughs> obviously. Beers and monkeys go right together, right? Um. So what? Did, we just, did they, like did they have the man, did they have the man show in Canada? Uh, yeah. I, I, it's not nothing I ever watched, though. <laughs> I know of the name of it. That's about it. <laughs> it's a show that had buxom women jumping on trampolines and lots of beer. Oh, so. And monkeys. Well, and monkeys. Why would you not watch a show like that? I, don't know, I guess <laughs> I missed it when I was 13. When was it on? You were 13 well, uh, and you missed a show with women well, jumping on I'm trampolines? Like, was it on right when I was when not 13? Because it was, it was something on... I would have known about. It was not, like. Do you remember Win Ben Stein's Money? Ugh, yes. It was on right after that show went away because that Jimmy Kimmel went to the Man Show. Exactly why I didn't watch it then. It was because I fell asleep during Ben Stein every time. Oh, that was man. the most boring <laughs> game show ever. What was the thing? I was like Ziggy Ziggy. Z what was it? Ziggy Saki. Ziggy Saki. Oi oi oi! Right. Yeah, and then <laughs> yeah. and then like okay, this is sad. Don't laugh because I know one of you's gonna laugh at it. And then that guy died, and then like. A few episodes later, they came on and they were like, listen, like not like a message. They were like, listen, uh, the fox died, but like, we'll still let you do that cheer if you like. He died of like prostate cancer. So like, we'll still let you use his like likeness in that chant if you just tell all your viewers to make sure you go get checked out for prostate cancer. That's awesome. Jimmy Kimmel's funny. I, yeah, he's, he's come a long way. Yeah, he's a funny guy. But back to monkeys for a minute because 
beer and monkeys <laughs> go go together. Um, That's getting cut, right? <laughs> um, he picked up some Atari twenty six hundred stuff, some good ones too. Yeah, some yeah more more complete uh, Atari yeah. uh, um, asteroids, Cubert, Pitfall, Dig Dug, all the staples. Yeah, 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 good stuff. Um. Well, I you know, Pitfall is a classic. I'm still out on the lookout for a Pitfall too. I still have not found a cart. I'm not gonna go out and pay a lot of money for it. Eventually I'm sure it'll show up cheap, but right. Do you oh. want it because it's a good game to play? Yeah, I like Pitfall. And Pitfall two mm-hmm. is like Pitfall on steroids, so sure. Yeah. I wanna <laughs> no, play I like that super Pitfall. <laughs> I really like I really I really like Pitfall one because if you're just decent at Pitfall, you can make that game last forever. Yeah. Well, I've never got all the treasure. I, I hear that's possible, but really? no way. Yeah, I can't, yeah. From what I understand, you can beat Pitfall. I've just never, Didn't never know, done it. Know that? Yeah. Is there a kill screen? I don't think so. I think there's just a, like 120 treasures or something like that. And if you get them all, you win on the time limit. So, so you get like a, the end screen or a congratulations sort of I've, thing. I've I've never done it. I couldn't tell you. I'm just telling you. I've I've heard that you can <laughs> beat Pitfall. So. Yeah, so, and I've heard that you can jump in the NES version of Zelda. You just got to press A and B <laughs> at the same time. Right, and you can hop over the flagpole on Mario, right? Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> That's a no, thing. I heard that. It's cool. I heard it. Yeah, sure, right? Just like ne- world negative two. You can get there if you go fast <laughs> enough. <laughs> All right. Up next, we've got Fokakis. 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 This one, oh, man, I like this one. This next yeah, one. That's a good one. I thought you'd both like that, yeah. Stinger. You guys ever play Stinger? A little bit. Yeah, I have. I have it. Yeah, I got. To, I got lucky on my copy. I. I was. Uh, I, I negotiated. This is marked like thirty-five bucks in the store, and I was like, ah, oh, the box is kind of like crushed a little bit. And he was like, okay, like twenty bucks. <laughs> and the box wasn't crushed like really at all. So, <laughs> I had that happen to me the other day. Except it, I didn't even have to put the thing in his in his mind. Like I was just looking at some stuff he had. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you probably saw the posting. I did the uh, the complete box Mattel action set. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking at it, and I've upgraded my box about four times at home here. So it's a decent <laughs> box. His is better than mine. And I'm looking at it. He's like, yeah, the box really sucks, so I don't really want much for it. And I'm like, all right. And then he's like, yeah, I looked up things on eBay. I'm like, oh, no. He looked yeah. up on eBay, and he's like, and they only sell for like 20 bucks there. So and I'm like, what the heck kind of eBay are you looking at? Like, <laughs> the guy was just weird, but it worked out in my favor. He's, he's looking at like ebay.tumblr.com. I don't know. That reminds me, oh my gosh, I've got to say this, because I was looking at Craigslist, you know, of course you're looking at Craigslist, which is, mine is garbage. But uh, yeah, somebody uh, uh, said, yeah. somebody has I a quote, quote unquote brand new, um, uh, that's the NES set that had the satellite or whatever in it, you know? Yep. Mm-hmm. Was, that the, was that the sports set? I don't remember what set it is, but they said, quote unquote, it's brand new, right? Because mm-hmm. it's sealed. Those things never came like in <laughs> plastic wrap or anything, but oh, it's sealed. Wrap it in $1,300 is what they want for it. <laughs> you should trade in uh, your sealed earthbound for it. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm starting, I'm getting tired of uh, people who like will say like complete Nintendo or complete oh Genesis. And you go in there and it's just like complete means like it has the power cable and the controllers. <laughs> like it's, com- it's complete. You can plug it in and you have everything you need to play it. I kind of almost deep down hope that this collecting market crashes really soon, so yeah. everybody all everybody else will go away and leave me I, alone. I've, I've actually I've actually stopped looking. I've done. I've stopped a lot of like I don't stop at uh, I stop at Sabers once in a while because they actually have some good stuff from time to time. But no Goodwill, 
Uh, I'm only checking Craigslist like once every other week. Yeah, um, it's garbage. Just because it's so garbagey. But yeah, I'm 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 like in hiatus almost. Yeah, because it's like oh, I'm just so tired of this. People just go away, people. Right? I'm, I'm not gonna be that. I'm gonna be that old man. Just get off my lawn, you stupid yeah. kids! <laughs> I'm loving I'm it. Just, I'm thriving right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm hoping they'll get sick of it, except for in Prince George. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm hoping that the, everyone gets sick of it, just decides to dump all their stuff we, back in the We market. are kind of like the Iraq of Canada, so we're like 10 years behind everyone else. So <laughs> if it dies down there, we'll still have it up here for a little while. Well, no, I don't think, like, I don't actually care about the shops. It's these goofballs on Craigslist no, that think that, everything's yeah. worth a million dollars. That's what I mean. They make my prices look amazing. Yeah, they probably People do, come right? in, they're like, oh, I saw this for $400. You got <laughs> right. it for 50 Like, give me 10 <laughs> yeah, and, and and the and the problem with us, like we have a shop that's the opposite. We have a, a shop uh, in uh, Poughkeepsie, New York, that is terrible with prices. So everyone on Craigslist has their prices like based off of that shop. Oh. So whether it's plus or minus twenty percent, it's still bad. And like everyone in their Craigslist ads will say, "Well, like uh, uh like don't like my price." Like no, they say like check out blah 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 store. They have it for X amount. I'm like, yeah, but that's already way too high. Yeah, like, and you know they're I've, not I've, selling theirs either. <laughs> yeah, I've, no, I've told you before, like, uh, 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 Link to the uh, Adventure of Link, twenty four ninety nine, Mario three Kart, uh, uh, twenty nine ninety nine, oh, Symphony my. of the Night Greatest Hits, fifty nine ninety nine. Uh, like, they literally never sell a game. Like, I, I stop in there for like they do like dollar sports cards, which is where I got my Blades of Steel uh, red label. But anything that's not like a dollar to five dollar, you know, cheapy deal, they have like three times what they should be. Oof. Well, eventually the market will take care of those people. So I hope so. That's the good. The well, thing is, I, they make it, so much. They make so much money on like comics and tabletop that I don't know if they care about the video game stuff really. Yeah, uh, you know, a couple of years back, one of the biggest ones in my state crashed, and then mm. now my local store, they bought all their inventory out. So now it's at decent prices. So, awesome. you know, it happens. I'm hoping. Got to wait it out. There you go. And um, kind of back to it, though. So Stinger, which is really the Twin <laughs> B games. I think that's interesting, right? Because, like, did they think when they were bringing to, like, oh, Twin B? Oh, that's not tough enough for American kids. We've got Stinger. <laughs> America. <laughs> yeah, because, like, Twin B. <laughs> Stinger. I don't know. Whoever came up with that. What like was it a missile. Was it... It's like a missile. What was it called? Uh, uh, was it Twin B everywhere? <laughs> in Japan, it's Twin B. That's what you call it. Um, what, I don't know what they... it is in Europe. I have no idea. It might be Twin so... B. Okay. Yeah, because uh, like, I always find it interesting to, to see like Probotector and stuff like that <laughs> and think like, uh, I mean, you got, you got two rando words that mean nothing, but like, no, no, Contra, Europe won't understand that. Oh no! It was violence issue. Can't kill people. Robots you can kill uh, all day long, but can't kill people. So are so you're a probotector. Yes, and you're killing the evil robot army. <laughs> Everybody's robots. They do That's explode it. when you shoot them. They do. Yeah, yeah, you're right. The guys do uh, disintegrate. Could, could just be your awesome ammunition though. Just. <laughs> I was actually just, that's one of the PAL games I was looking at was a Super Turrican. I'm like, mm, I oh, think yeah. I might want to get a copy of Super Turrican at some point. Yeah. Wasn't Mega Turrican a Genesis? There was a Mega Turrican. There was, a, I think, a Super, Super Turrican, Turrican 2, 2 yeah. on Super Nintendo. We never got Super Turrican on the NES here, but anyway. Getting back to the theme, he picked up Resident Evil 2, right? Fakakis? Resident Evil the best one? 2. That is the best yeah. one. That, oh, I love that vote. title screen, like Resident Evil 2. 
two. <laughs> they oh, set up the, the title screens for the rest number. of the series. Yeah, <laughs> it is. That's pretty awesome. The Reckoning. <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. And then um, on to Mech Blue. What? He's back? How did that happen? Oh, looks like someone uh, didn't see that he already had a spot. That's oh. <sighs> all right. That's all right. At least, um, at least they spelled we, everything right. And we know it's not Krabby because he doesn't put uh, uh, page numbers on everything. There's a page <laughs> number on right. there for you. Yeah, I'm, but oh, were I'm, you this one or you were the previous I'm, one? I'm masquerading. I must have been the previous one. <laughs> I just set you up uh, to fail. It's all right. Looks like he found a nice blue N64. I think somebody else had found one of those before too, right? So Yeah, we talked about the ice blue. Yeah, it's a good color. Those are pretty and sleek, then a, yeah. a big console lot. Yeah, do you so. guys see that picture? No, I don't remember like, what that is. It's like a stack of twenty PlayStation ones, and oh like yeah, a whole yes. bunch of GameCubes, and yeah. I thought that was—I didn't see the name at first, and I thought that was like like inventory you picked up for your store. No, it's just something he picked up for like eighty bucks. <laughs> so did you PM him like, "Hey, I'll buy all that stuff." Send it to me. No, I didn't. <laughs> That's- also, um, that N sixty four is not ice blue. It's like a raspberry color. Oh uh, no, so that, I don't that's know a where- different post. The, the ice oh, blue sorry. ones, yeah, an earlier one. Mm. So there's okay, the different post. Okay, but yeah, there's like also like a raspberry kind of uh, colored, uh, uh, and you can see the uh, like Game Boy players red. in there. You're trying to make it sound really girly, but I'm pretty sure it's like fire red, man. Like pretty sure it's raspberry, <laughs> <laughs> salmon pink. <laughs> I think Rose. actually in Japan there was a a watermelon. Uh, in yes, yes, there was. So there you go. It's not not America. <laughs> watermelon. Yeah, if it was America, it would, it would be seedless watermelon. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, and then I how do, I don't know how you come up with a name like Carbag. <laughs> I, I think someone chooses it for you. <laughs> Is there anything uh, like, it's looking like when you uh, sign up for Xbox Live and it like suggests gamer tags for you. <laughs> Teabag was yeah. taken. Would you like Carbag? <laughs> <laughs> But uh, car bag. No, but what choice do I have? <laughs> <laughs> and he's he's, he's uh, one of your countrymen too. I see. Awesome. <laughs> there you go. So car bag, or maybe it's car bigger. I don't know. Maybe, who knows? Maybe it's something backwards. Would that be Gabrak? <laughs> okay, <no. laughs> okay, car bag. Yeah. He picked well, Kirby well, said that he he is in the Iraq of Canada, so he's the uh, Garber. No, I can't do it's it. It's my alter ego. If you just switch the R and the A around. Oh yeah, <laughs> the crab bag. <laughs> oh, you didn't want to post. Uh, you were ashamed of like yeah. creating duplicate accounts for C- posts because I I was promoting uh, EB Games about that Xenoblade. There you, you know, go. That's what he picked up, identity. right? Did he? Now I don't yeah. know if he really put if he picked it up before or after the reprint or what the deal is with that. Yeah, I, I don't just saw a copy. D- does, I mean, it doesn't it matter. Was, it's a cool game. He got it. Yeah. Ex- exactly. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, it was July twenty third, so it's kind of right in the in the time period where it could have happened. But regardless, great game. Yeah, foreshadowing. Anyway, <laughs> and then, um, boy, I don't see enough out of bad enough dude anymore. He's slowed down. He's not. But... He's not. He's not been bad enough lately. He's getting bad again. <laughs> but when he picks things up, he picks up cool things. He did. Mm-hmm. He picked up um, a pretty good, pretty good contra game, right? Genesis one. I think yeah, he said I he got. He I think he said he got the uh, cardboard one too. Ooh, yeah. mm. this is one of the most disturbing print ads. Do you do you remember the print ad for this game? Not no, at all. it w- it was a meat grinder. 
So it was like a super close up of like raw meat being like, you know, like crank ground, like in, and like coming and like you were going into the meat grinder because this game was so hard that it was going to like not just kill you, but grind up your meat and like make a burger out of <laughs> That's it. That's awesome. Sounds like a horror film waiting to happen. Yeah. If someone can find this, uh, uh, and like throw, we have a, a video game. Um, uh, like classic video game ad thread on RF. If someone can find that print ad and throw it in there, I'd appreciate it. Uh, oh, fun, fun piece of trivia also. Um, Bad Enough Dude was also the first person I ever bought anything off online on any site or any forum. Really? Wow. I, I don't know, like 2007 or whenever I joined RF Gen. And yeah. what was it? Uh, N64 cables, like the AV cables. That was it. Oh, I yeah. always need those. Exactly. Yeah, I needed them. He offered me a good price. Grabbed him right away, and then I was hooked on RF Gen after that. Awesome. Wait, N64 AV? Are, are they yeah. different? No, they're the same ones you can use on like your Super Nintendo, your GameCube, oh, okay. yeah, like whatever. Okay. Yeah. Always in short supply of those things. Those are power supplies. Oy. Yeah. Uh, a friend of mine just gave me uh, an old N64 that he wasn't using, and uh, the a- the the yellow, like the video on the AV cable, looks like like a car like drove over it. <laughs> so I'm I'm gonna have to uh, uh, like cut it off and just find, like you know put a replacement on there. But it should work after that. Uh, you know how I play a lot of NES games on my RF instead of the AV. Yeah. Right. There's actually a reason for that, as other than I just like it, is uh, I had the AV cables. I was playing one day. We were playing like Doctor Mario or something when my sister was up. And the doorbell rang, and one of my dogs bolted and it ran right through the cord and tore them both off in the machine. Oh, <laughs> so whoa. both the ends are stuck in the AV spot right now. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. What kind of dog is it? He's not a big dog. He was like half pug, half something else. Just a, He was a just puggle? crazy excited. Well, moving back on to more Canadian And And if you want goodies. to keep that themed, my dog's yeah. name is Wesker. <laughs> there you go, right? That's right. Yeah. So the ever popular Fleech. Fleech. Picked up a few yeah. odds and ends, right? Yeah. Yeah. Don't sound excited, Bill. <laughs> well, I I knew that Krabby wanted to talk about these games because they're creepy, so I'll let him talk about it. Oh no, I just got excited because Fleech has actually been messaging me about taking a trip to Prince George. Scenic. Yeah. yeah get your get your life insurance renewed. <laughs> <laughs> Kevlar, Kevlar underwear. So uh, yeah, he's he might be coming down this way next year. It'd be, be pretty cool. That would be awesome. Yeah, yeah, definitely take that. I mean, I I can't imagine a road trip across Canada would not be scenic and gorgeous. So yeah, that could be really cool. Sounds like he's flying. Actually, he's missing all the the scenery. No, it's cool. They, it, get a window seat then. Same thing. Sounds yeah. like a good plan. If I had to go that far, I'd want to fly. Yeah, to. like he's in Ontario. I'm in BC. It would be like a three day drive if he drove, and that's like <laughs> yeah. driving all day. Yeah, that's not too much farther than if it was for me to try to do it. So yeah, yeah, right. Add another day yeah. on for you probably. Yeah, but um, picked up a couple games, Krabby? Yeah, some Fragile Dreams and Cursed Mountain, both on the Wii. Yeah, I'm like Bill said, really, both of them very atmospheric, very creepy, like, survival horror type games. I don't hear many people talk about either one of them, but they are really cool. Now, if memory serves, you used to do a blog about games, and wasn't one of those Cursed Mountain? Yes, it was. That's what I thought. That, what happened? What happened to that blog, Gravy? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Norwich keeps bugging me. I'll do another one eventually. Yeah, because it was the um, 
basically these unloved games, right? Yeah, games I felt didn't get enough attention. Cursed Mountain was the one I wrote about. I thought, yeah, I thought it was just cool how, like, uh, the whole game, there's, like, no characters to meet barely at all. Like, you're just alone the whole time. It's really creepy. Hmm, fish. Yeah. All right, well, pretty cool. Maybe I'll get a chance to play those and... And, and yeah, neither of them are very expensive. Now that the Wii's kind of on the way out, they're they're pretty cheap, like ten bucks. There you go. Yeah. And up next we had Gamer Nick. Now, anybody listening to the show probably knows Gamer Nick usually gets a lot of stuff. Um, but we had a problem with Gamer Nick this time around, didn't we? A big one. Yeah. Uh, Gamer Nick has a photo bucket account. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's using for his hosting of his photos and. He is so popular that he used up his bandwidth allotment from Photobucket for the month. Which so I didn't even know was a thing that was possible I to do. I didn't either. I didn't either. So we couldn't really talk about huge amounts of stuff that Gamer Nick got. Yeah. Um, but we were able to see a few odds and ends they got. And Boy, I don't <laughs> know if these first ones... I Maybe I didn't need to see the picture of these. But, uh, go play interesting Atari 2600 games, right? Yeah, some yeah, uh, some of Banana's to... favorites. Right, right. Uh, one is uh, Notorious, right? Custer's Revenge. Everyone knows that one, yeah. And then the next one. I like the cover on the next one. It's it's silly looking. Yeah, a girl licking on an ice cream cone, right? Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> that's, that's not ice cream, baby. <laughs> Let's beat them and eat them, right? Why? Just Why? <laughs> Just, I don't why. Didn't the banana get this as like a Father's Day present or something? I think it was, it was Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Right? Like it, it was a really <laughs> ironic gift. It was awesome. Maybe it was a really good Valentine's Day. Yeah. <laughs> but let's move on, shall we? Uh, he picked up See, Karate Kid. The, yeah, equally inappropriate Karate Kid. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the, oh my god. This is. I always. I actually always really liked the. Speaking of earlier, we're talking about like. Uh, Crabby, how you used to like force Blades of Steel to tie so you could go to the uh, shootout. <laughs> yeah, I used to really only want to play the like chop the wood games and stuff. Yeah, like the ice chopping uh, mini game and the um, chopsticks. Chopsticks. Yeah, That's chopsticks awesome. fly. I wasn't really good at the rest of the game because uh, I'm not great at games and it was difficult to me. Oh, it's uh, LJN. I would, I would just re- I would just reset it and just go back to the and I could never figure out to this day and I don't want to look it up because I want to figure it out. I can never figure out how to do the like the swinging pendulum thing. Oh, that yeah. knocks you oh, down. I only yeah. did that once ever. Like that one's tricky, <laughs> and I I don't even know how I got past it the one time. Just random. I have no doubt. Just random. But you got that very nice, and then um, a couple of the games, right? And these are complete. King's Knight. Now, Krabby, you you said you like that one, right? Yeah, it's not not too bad. I enjoy it. Kind of a neat take on the shoot 'em up type genre. Yeah, that's kind of odd. And uh, soft game too. Yeah, it's got a really awesome label too. Like it just looks like a Zelda almost. Like it's so gold, and there's like knights and dragons on it. Like it's pretty cool looking. Yeah, and then he picked up skate or die. Gosh, I don't know if I game. mentioned it on the show or not, but I, I know a guy that looks exactly like the shop owner in Skate or Die. <laughs> you, yeah, you definitely you, have, because I remember it. He, he, he cut his hair a while ago for like a job interview, but he's got huh. the colored mohawk back. I just saw you him. You need to take a picture. I, yeah, I just saw him yesterday. Next time I see him, I, I'm going to remember I have my camera phone on me, and I'm going to ask him if I can take his picture and post it on our chat. What I want you to do is 
look at the screenshot of that guy in there and make him pose like in that exact same pose. Right. I will do my best. <laughs> and then it's 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 gonna be like an episode of Seinfeld where like he has no idea what this game or who this guy oh, is. Oh no, he and knows. I mentioned try it to, to him. Sue them. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I get that all the time. <laughs> well, no doubt. I'm sure next month, once Gamer Nick gets these things straightened out, we'll be talking more about him. But um, but hey, we'll it, have it to looks, move yeah, on. It, it looks like he fixed it. Um, because early in the month, it was all like, oh, like Photo Bucket, like uh, too popular. You got to upgrade your stuff. And then towards the very end of the month. It looks like his uh, photos were hosted by Imgur, which yeah. is the correct uh, hosting uh, image <laughs> service. So it looks like we probably won't have this again, but I apologize. I really I went to the text to try to see if I could you know, see some lists, but uh, um, not everyone uh, writes out individually what they get. Sometimes they just use pictures, which you know is fine, except for when you're as popular as he is, and then the pictures go away. So, Well, up next, um, Crazy the Possum picks a couple odds and ends up, right? Best album all, of the month. all crabby. Yeah. <laughs> so what's that awesome album he picked up? That's a Weird Al in 3D. <laughs> that's a pretty good awesome. That's a pretty awesome album. I could listen you to got it. another one that was pretty cool too though, right? Which one was that? Twisted Sister. That's right. That's one everyone has. Yeah, that's still pretty cool. But come on. You got Nature Trail to Hell and Mr. Popeil. <laughs> that is probably I one of the best albums. So rock. good. Not the best album from Weird Al, I think, oh, but still really good. No contest. That's the best one. Even S. Banana, he agrees with me. Eat It was pretty good. They're all pretty good, but this was the best one. I really liked Eat It. I even liked Polka Party. Not a lot of people like Polka Party. Polka Party's solid. Do you ever listen like to um, He Did Peter and the Wolf? He like narrated the whole story, but like Weird Al style? No. On vinyl? It is really funny. Huh. No, that's Check that out. Yeah. And he also seemed to find a Metelliquarius system, right? Tell me about that. I've, I've never seen one. I'll be honest. I don't really know much about it. it was uh, I think it was kind of came out after the Intellivision and obviously just failed terribly. So It looks like a home computer, like, like a Commodore or something. Like It's just bizarre looking. Yeah, I'm not really sure what the deal is with that. I just... Kind because of, Mattel kind of messed around with a lot of this. Cause remember, like the Intellivision Two had like the keyboard attachment and all that stuff that you could get for it. So I mean, they wanted to break into the market. And after the big video game crash in '83, home computers were seen as that's the big thing. So everybody wanted to convert over to that. And, uh, you know, you had like the Coleco Atom, and you had I mean, all these companies just trying to get in with it, but. Very interesting. I'd like to know more about it. Honestly, I've not uh, not had a chance to run into one, so I'd like and to I, see. I did, a, I did a little research, and apparently there was actually a, an Aquarius 2. Really? Uh, that actually, uh, uh, there's evidence that it was actually released in small markets, but not commercially successful. So it's it's extremely rare, but they're out there. Um, but yeah, it was early 80s, like 83, 84, and it just didn't take off and just kind of went away very quickly. Yeah, post-crash was crazy, and then... The Commodore 64 took off and then just buried everything else. So, right. uh, you know, once that thing went, you know, forget about it. Yeah, it buried everything else and then it jumped in that hole and pulled all the dirt on itself. <laughs> <laughs> no, it took a long time to do that, though, man. The Commodore yeah, 64 did. was hot. You had a lot of bodies to get rid of. <laughs> <laughs> he was tired. <laughs> uh, uh, and then up next we have uh, Mr. Noise Redux. Mm-hmm. Glad to see him posting still. God, man. Definitely. 
Got some great games for the price. Yeah, a nice yard sale find. Man. Ten bucks. Yeah, good, what did I get? Good stuff. He got most of the Super Nintendo games that when people start clicking Super Nintendo, it's like the first five they go to get. He got like mm. all of them in the same bundle. Yeah, well, like Turtles in Time. Yeah, Super Castlevania Four. I know you're a big yeah. fan of that one. Mm-hmm. Donkey- Not the best one, but good. Donkey Kong Country. Ooh. Yeah. I saw. Yeah. I saw you're gonna have a fight with somebody in the forum. Someone just was talking about uh, how Four is the best. So <laughs> get ready for a fight. Oh, you're going down. I was just playing the best <laughs> Castlevania game right before we started recording tonight. So. Oh, nice. Check, on uh, check RGB. The Twitter. Lament check the Twitter of Innocence. Feed, baby. Awesome. <laughs> What's wrong with you? It's so good. Portrait of Ruin? What is it? Symp- Symphony <laughs> of the Night? Like, what are you playing now? Three? Yeah, three. I swear it's to three, three, right? Three. Yeah. the best. That's not even top five. Come on. Japanese three. You're wrong. Just hands down. I know Castlevania. You're wrong. Si- I'd rather play Simon's Quest. Go you on. know Bob Castlevania? What? You know Bob Castlevania? <laughs> <laughs> Bob, I've not bet. I've not bet Bob. <laughs> yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah, sounds like he'd be an all right fella. <laughs> but good job. Uh, let's move on to another happy Canadian man. Where are all these Canadians come from? Tech Wizard. <laughs> I could tell you where. <laughs> Canada. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> I may be joining you here soon. I think if my if my company keeps going the way it's going. Come on down. <laughs> Cheap housing prices up here right now. Are you going to put me to work in the shop, Crabby? You got a hospital. You work at a hospital, right? Yeah, yeah. I could work part-time. Send you a job. Yeah. (laughs) But he found... Why are so many uh, Commodore 64s up here? (laughs) (laughs) He found one that's, uh, again, foreshadowing. A little later in the episode, Ryan, he found uh, Pikmin 2 for the GameCube. Great. I mean, we we talk about... Every time we mention it, I mention the multiplayer <laughs> and how there's so... I feel like there's so few people who have actually played it. It's a phenomenal multiplayer that's not like most other multiplayers. And every game seems to come down to like the last like 10 seconds to who wins or not. <laughs> and then he secured... Finally, because he had the ordeal kind of going on for a while, right? So he yeah. finally secured a copy of Sculptor's Cut, right? Yeah, because he, he had eye wins originally, right? Right. Yeah. Yep, That's right, yeah. That and it was like, uh, hadn't had a problem with it. Yeah, it didn't yet. work. Where's that one at, Krabby? Um, hopefully at the post office in the morning. Rock and roll, it's man. I hope way. you can get it running. Yeah. If nothing else, hey, you got a nice uh, cart case. Maybe you can do something with that. Sweet paperweight. <laughs> Very nice. Um, he also picked up uh, Dragon Leap. So it's the re-release version, not the cool one we've got built. Oh, right? yeah, it's the pretend version. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the colored case, but still, that's, it was an interesting game. Back if you go back and listen to our Too Many Games episode, um, hear more about that one. You can even watch that episode. You can if you really <laughs> want to be frightened out of your wits. You can certainly. Well, for me, I mean, Bill's an attractive guy. Me, yeah. you know, just you can look past it. It's okay. I don't know. I, I I watched that video when I got home, and I was like, oh, I look terrible. Uh, it's lighting. It's it's uh what fluorescent it's lighting. Be. Fluorescent lighting it's is be. terrible. <laughs> I do video. Trust me, you don't ever use fluorescent lighting for video. <laughs> uh, not overhead fluorescent. Anyway, um, again, foreshadowing. A little later on, he picked up an Ikaruga. Ikaruga. Good game. I hear that's a solid shooter for the GameCube. <laughs> you hear you correctly. Heard correctly. <laughs> kind sir. Would you would you guys argue the best shooter on the GameCube? Doesn't have a lot of competition. 
Yeah. So is that a yes? A lot of the other ones. Yeah. So what, what else um, you got? Like Chaos Field. I think there was like a Star Soldier on like one of the Midway things. Like was Bungo. Are there are there, are there that... any like are there any like Japan only games that uh, people import? Oh, for I mean, oh probably. Yeah, yeah, there's like Raider G. Um, that's a decent one. I still think it's ben- better. Bengo is, is not Bengo? on like, GameCube. No, it's not. No. Why am I thinking there was a GameCube version of that? No. There wasn't there like a import N64 Bengo. I think so, but I was thinking there was a, maybe I'm wrong. There's a, I thought there was a GameCube one, but I could probably definitely be wrong with that. You're wrong. And then um, Call it's America. This is an American game. I don't know why it's going to Canada. Yep. It's the Call of Duty. That's, That's what happens when you abbreviate it. We think it's Canadian on duty. <laughs> the, the often confused with the RCMP game. <laughs> Got a guy on a horse. Uh, Mounted warfare. Rare, rare red clothes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, actually, I actually really like. I actually, re, I actually really like this game. The the campaign in this, like, I know the multiplayer is where these games live, but the campaign in Modern Warfare, I enjoyed a lot. Um, yeah, so he picked up the collector's edition of Call of Duty Four: Modern Warfare, right? Yeah, and he's a Call of Duty guy. There you um, go. I believe that's a main staple of his uh, collection. Hey, that's cool. I've got a good friend, and he and his wife and. A lot of other friends I know, they all play uh, COD Blops a lot. Well, um, yeah, I, I think with Call of Duty, it's easy to be a hater because it's just like, oh, another friggin' Call of Duty game. But, like, honestly, like, you know, if if you like your game, you have fun with your friends and family, like, I got nothing against it. Hey, no, hey, man, rock on. I just, um, not my deal, but that's cool. Very cool. And then uh, Mr. Mr. Sloman, right? Yep, Irving's back. All right, welcome back. He picked up a... A couple good deals, right? Oh yeah, didn't he get PS3s were like ten, fifteen bucks a piece? Like they were <laughs> dirt cheap. And yeah, were they, were they non-working? He said they were non-working, but he's like two of the three of them worked when he went home. Like, <laughs> so the yeah. guy like didn't have the power plug or yeah, something. I don't know. <laughs> Plugged into was... the wrong AV output or something when he was trying good, to check good, it out. Good, good deal. Well, when some of those start getting yellow light, don't they kind of off and on for a little bit till they eventually die, or do they just straight out die? I thought they just straight out died. Oh, maybe the one I've only dealt with one, and that's kind of what happened with ours. There's a, there's enough people too, like that I see on my random Craigslist searches that like that offer to fix uh, the yellow light. Uh, that uh, I just don't feel like it's that you know big a deal anymore. Like there's there's always something you can do. It seems like yeah. to fix it. Yeah, I think honestly, I've got like you know the original guy. I think if it died, I may pay to send it to Sony to fix. I think. Mm. I, I my PS2 years ago, like uh, uh, when I was living down in Florida, my PS2 broke, and I was like in the middle of like loving PS2 for uh, like a, like a year. And I called them up, and I was like, "Hey, is this thing under warranty, or what's the deal?" And they were like, uh, "It's not, and we do repair service for uh, one forty nine." And this was when P- PlayStation 2s, I think, cost like about one hundred fifty dollars. And I said. I can buy one for one forty nine, <laughs> and they were like, uh, "Oh yeah, you can do that too." So, and I said, and I said to the person on the phone, I was like, "Okay, like you can talk to me like a real person. Like I really don't care one way or the other. I'm just a regular person. Do you guys just really not want to be repairing these?" And they're like, "Yeah, we just would." They're like, "They're like just they're really hard. <laughs> Our engineers don't want to solder things that small. Like just buy another one." <laughs> right, right. My launch PS2 still runs like a champ. Still a good system. I've 
I don't know if I have. I don't have a, a fat. I have a slim cool. that I got when it first came out that still runs. Great. I love the fat ones. I've I've held on to mine too. I didn't get it at lunch, but uh, it's been very reliable. Yeah, I waited yeah. in line for that sucker. You played some fat division the... when you got home. <laughs> no, I played Tekken Tag Tournament. Uh, man, I'm a real yeah, man. I didn't America. get one until the uh, the Gran Turismo Three bundle, which I played endlessly. Uh, uh. Well, good job. He picked up some PS3s and then uh, a bunch of GBA SPs. I did see like a big bunch like of a them. A dozen right? of them, yeah, like a big. That was a cool photo. <laughs> yeah, and like all of them like flipped on and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Now, does he collect colors? I think he said, like, oh, well, I already have this color, but this one's nicer, so this will get added to the lineup. Maybe. That's such a great system, though. I yeah, really love uh, the SP. I used to carry every, one in my pocket every, everyone forever. Did. I, I, mean, I was always the advanced. I never, I, I, like, bought it, and then the SP came out, like, a month or two later. So I was stuck with my, my just Game Boy Advance. Oh, yeah, man. I bought the advance and, like, fought with like angles you had to sit in to play it and i think oh, i got yeah. rid of it pretty quickly oh yeah good stuff sps are beautiful especially if you get the right correctly backlit one right mm. instead of the front lit but anyway um up next we have yansole yansole <laughs> he, um, he picked up a couple really awesome titles right well if you ask you <laughs> well yeah i am asking me duh <laughs> I mean, you, you say so. He, I haven't played. He just uh... pretends we're not here the whole podcast. Haven't you noticed? He's talking to himself the whole time. <laughs> you guys are just filler. pretty good games. Don't you know pretty that? Good games, Duke. Yeah, second. <laughs> These are some pretty good games. <laughs> okay, one of them. You guys can definitely speak to one of them, right? Yes, yes, the D and D game. Yes. Yeah, Hillsfar is the tough one to find. Yeah, I still don't have yeah. that one either. Oh. I, I... I think I had a cart, and then w- during my decision to go complete, I was either ma- I was making decisions either to just buy the parts to complete or sell or trade. And somebody really wanted this cart, so I sold it to him. And you didn't sell it to Krabby? I don't I remember Ooh. if he jumped on it quick enough. No, I've, I'm often broke when the cool things come up. <laughs> and, and you know what I did? Like- I sent. I think I sent a PM to a few of the close guys who I had done some deals with before, and I think Banana was the first one to hit me back. Ah. And I and I know Duke asked me, he's like, "Oh, is this still there?" And I was like, "Oh, I'm sorry." <laughs> I found Banana. one eventually. I found one eventually. <laughs> and uh, the other game I'm referring to, um, which I'll be talking a little bit more about later, Power is the strike. awesome Power, Power Strike. Oh, that sounds pretty American to me. Oh, power strike! Well, of course, because <laughs> you know what the ori- do you know what the it's... original title is? What? Aleste. Oh, that's very <laughs> uh, yeah, very feminine. Yeah, yeah. That's that sounds like a, a slow concerto. Yeah, and I think there's like on the Japanese. I want to say it's like a female pilot too. So it's a, an American it's a power strike. Yeah. But did, the did power they just strike, like draw a handlebar mustache on the girl for the American? <laughs> you don't even see it's got that terrible <laughs> some, you know, some Sega Master system. It's got that horrible Sega Master System art where, like, you know, somebody that was in the office, they just, like, let their kid, here, I need some cover art, here. Here's a piece of grid paper, draw me something. <laughs> yep. The Power Strike terrible. sounds like one of Shatterhand's special moves. Oh, it's yeah. terrible. Oh, my gosh. It's that blue. It's not even in color. It's like nope. the mail away. So it <laughs> I didn't think they, bother. It was like, uh, what was that game? Uh, uh, the game with uh, uh, Okami on uh, PS2. Uh, when it was re-released for the Wii, like no one had the cover art. <laughs> so oh right. They 
they downloaded it from IGN and sent it to like the printer, but it has like an IGN watermark yeah. on it. For the- <laughs> they, ha- I, I applied for that. Uh, they had that like special offer for a while where you could s- you could send in your UPC or whatever. The exchange, right? And it would send yeah. you one of two different uh, alternate arts, and I never mm. received my alternate arts. It's probably at customs. Those jerks! I think you should write them a strongly worded letter. With an IGN watermark on it. Dear <laughs> sir or madam. <laughs> oh, so very good. Power Strike. Play it. Awesome. Because uh, they are... It's another compile shooter. So, Krabby, put that one on your list. I need a Master System first. Master System? What kind of man are you? Oh, I'm not American. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a power base converter? Uh, I do not. Nope. I got no oh. way to play my Master System games. You're making me feel ill. Let's move on. Uh, we move got on a to... birthday coming up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there we go. And let's move on to Whamster. Oh, I just put this in. There is no, there is no collectability to this one. But we talked about it before, man. Freaking Joe Montana Sports Talk Football. <laughs> Joe Montana Sports Talk Football. You'll never get an announcer in a video game. Joe Montana's Sports Talk Football. Football, football. Oh, I mean, I love that game. I played so much freaking Sports Talk Football. I literally uh, never heard of this until you guys just started blabbing about it this <laughs> podcast. Oh, man. I'm telling you. I just had to put that in because, ugh. you know, I had like, because it really was just like Sports Talk, and then I had like the next one was like 94 Sports Talk. But uh, I don't have those anymore. I'm going to have to pick those up because they're no doubt dirt cheap. But if I find some yeah. nice copies, I'm doing it. We used yeah, to play it's like so one, much. It's like one or two loonies. <laughs> yeah, I think I, could, I think I could handle that. And then, uh, really, that that gets us down to to us, right? All right. So before we get to uh, our scores for the month, uh, which uh, I ended up with way more than I thought I did once I started <laughs> writing all this down. Um, not showing off or anything. It's just just the way it is. <laughs> Um, Terrifying, I, isn't it? I did just want to bring something up real quick. Um, it's recently come to my attention that we maybe haven't given enough uh, credit to one of our members who's been really awesome um, with the giveaways lately. Um, we, we mentioned Techie a, a lot on this show, uh, but uh, and everyone knows about his play, uh, play and trade uh, buyout pretty much. Um, yeah. And we've mentioned a handful of the things that he's given to other people. I think maybe we didn't realize how much of that was sent at little to no cost, um, you know, to the buyer. Techie just threw stuff in boxes, uh, hundreds and hundreds of games, and just sent them out to people. Um, I think a few people paid shipping, did some trades, but uh, we maybe didn't give that enough credit uh, over the last uh, couple of months that it's been happening. So I just wanted to call quick attention to that and make sure that the uh, members on the site know what a great job he's been doing. Fantastic. Uh, yeah, I really, I guess I didn't realize, Techie, that you'd uh, been kind of doing that. So, man, that's really awesome. If, you know, A, you buy out of the store, and B, just say, hey, here's some gifts for my friends. So, yeah. man, Kudos. Big, big props. That's awesome. Kudos. So, uh, so I'll, I'll, I guess I'll go first because I won the coin toss backstage. So, I'm going to start. <laughs> um, I kind of rigged so, it, uh, didn't I, though? <laughs> yeah. Screwed it up. Uh, so, I um, see. I work in the system yeah. here. <laughs> Seven was the, a code number. <laughs> yeah, I knew it was going to be one up from seven. Uh, so the first thing I got in um, was the, uh, a pinball cart from uh, Banana, um, who helped me out. I was looking for a Famicom adapter cart. I'm just trying to get uh, prepared for uh, the uh, NES cart adapter that shows up for my PlayChoice in a few weeks. And oh, I thought I it would be cool. I still want to hear about that. 
yeah, I, th- I thought it'd be really cool to, because I, I have a Gradius 2 cart, um, so I kind of thought it'd be cool just to, you know, have a Famicom compatibility on the Play Choice. Um, so uh, uh, I think uh, Banana actually uh, either called a buddy of his or, like, went to his buddy's store and he, like, searched through, like, a whole box of uh, uh, black box games and found one. So that was really cool of him. He shipped it right over to me, so I've got my Famicom adapter waiting um, also on the, uh, keep an eye out for me, uh, thread, uh, Sir Psycho noticed that I needed a Grandia 2 disc because I have a complete, uh, case. Uh, I even had the soundtrack CD, but no disc. So he hooked me Crazy. up with that. So that was awesome of him. Um, and then from Gamer Nick, I got an X-Men cart and manual, which I ended up completing uh, later in the month, which I think is still foreshadowing. <laughs> <laughs> it might we've, just, we've... It, it might just be spoiler. Yeah, no, that's, you're still foreshadowing. That's... Okay. <laughs> Um, and then at the flea market, I picked up a, a NHL 97 and 98 for the Saturn. Um, 97 was a condition upgrade, and 98 I had never seen for Saturn before. It's possibly um, the only sports condition upgrade ever, ever. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, they're, they're, they're super common, NHL 97 for the Saturn. Um, I've, I've mentioned this, I don't know if on the air or not. NHL 98 for the Sega Saturn is probably the worst port I've ever played of any game. Pretty sure that's the third time we've heard it this episode. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. So really, really, bad. really bad. I would love to do a side by because I was thinking as I'm as I'm playing it, I'm like, wow, I remember this game being so awesome, but I had played it on the PlayStation, and then I actually fired up my PlayStation version in my PS3, and I was like, okay, it wasn't just me. The Saturn port is atrocious. Uh, okay, so moving on. Um, uh, a handful of like cheapy eBay things to kind of help me complete things this month. So I got a Gunsmoke uh, cart and box. I already had the manual, so that's complete. Um, which got, now, which which cover art? Uh, the uh, uh, the cartoony one. Oh, okay, all right. I like that one, yeah. cowboy. The cowboy yes. one, right? Yes. Is okay. is there is there a big uh, uh, like rarity or uh, value difference? Value difference? I don't know. I don't think there's much. I don't think it's a value. Rarity, I, have okay. no I like I like the um, outlaw Josie Wales kind of art better, but. Mm. They're both cool. Okay. And uh, uh, Krabby a while ago um, uh, got me a couple of uh, awesome uh, uh, rare boxes, one of them being Motor City Patrol. Um, so I ended up picking up a Motor City Patrol cart uh, at Retro awesome. Games. So just got to find the manual. The only one on eBay right now is $39.99. So, Ouch. So, I, so I think I'll be waiting. Uh, yeah. Also got a, a couple of Punch-Out carts. Uh, those are, I mean, that's one of those games that like I just find a lot around me. So if anyone needs a Punch-Out cart, let me know. Uh, I finally got my uh, one step closer on the Konami Silver Boxes. I got a, a complete uh, Gradius, a very nice uh, quality Gradius. Nice. Um, so that just leaves Laser Invasion for the last, um, uh, you know, kind of official Silver Box title. I'm kind of sneaking in Ninja Turtles 3 on this one, though. Even though the cover isn't that Silver Box style, the spine is straight up Silver Box. So it's going to look pretty next to the rest. So. I- I expect you to go pal silver box next. I, there, there are. I'm not going complete pal, but I He's definitely just want the like silent service. I want Probotector. I want uh, silent service. I want uh, uh, roller games. Metal Gear. Yeah, Metal Gear is another silver one. Uh, it'll just keep expanding. It's. I, I have no problem with that subset never ending, and just continuing <laughs> to grow silver into my collection. So, uh, so yeah. So that was a that was a thrill. Um, got a Donkey Kong Junior complete for the NES. Uh, in that's wow. That's in, a good one, yeah. in, I got it real cheap in not the best condition, um, but it's one of those weird things like where, remember I talked a while ago about my mystery quest being like embarrassingly bad, not even want it? Um, <laughs> yeah. The, the, all together, the, I mean, the box looks like someone like like 
crushed it and then like tried to uncrush it like uh... like like cr- like crumpled it up as if it were a piece <laughs> of paper and then uncrumpled it up and was like oh no it's still a box so so that's why that one's embarrassing this this donkey kong junior it's missing the top flaps and it's kind of got some tearing where the uh, hang tab is now mm. this doesn't really bother me that much for two reasons uh, the the first one being like it doesn't really show when it's displayed or on the front of the box when you look at it head on. Um, the other reason it doesn't make me upset is because the people who are really into these games really care. The the black boxes in particular they really condition. care about condition. Yeah. So this mm-hmm. really makes them affordable for me. So yeah. uh, I actually saw a, a stack up go for uh, less than like 150 bucks not too long ago that that wasn't in great condition but it was acceptable. So this might be how I end up finishing mine. Small box or big box? Uh, it was a uh, small box. Oh, okay. I was yeah. going to say, whoa. So uh, also uh, another flea market, uh, good flea market day. I uh, picked up a, a loose Miracle keyboard with the uh, uh, power adapter and a big box mm. Half-Life. Now the Miracle, nice. I mean, had the power adapter, which is great. So you can just plug it in and play, you know, whatever you want. But it didn't have the Miracle cable. Um, did a little research, bought some parts, and figured out how to make them. So uh, reproduction miracle piano cables are now something that uh, I offer in my shop uh, <laughs> if anyone needs one of those. And I, I, as I've mentioned before, I have no problem trading parts or services for games. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, um, my first Goodwill, good Goodwill find in forever. Um, I happened to stop at one while I was at work and I found uh, uh, Ocarina of Time Special Edition for the GameCube, complete and very nice. Mm. So I, I was I, I saw it and like for a split second I thought it was the collector edition. Uh, so wasn't quite that lucky. I would have really liked the collector <laughs> edition, but Ocarina is still cool. Yeah. Um, got a and then here here comes one of the one of the big ones. So this is a combination of Duke and uh, Gamer Nick. Got a whole bunch of box games and uh, the the stuff that Duke found uh, that that whole boxed NES with all the the box games. These things are beautiful, and it's Duke was mentioning before because he's selling some stuff to Krabby. He said uh, it's always so hard coming up with the prices for like friends and people who like you know are you know regular buddies of yours online because like you want to give them a good deal but you want to get your money's worth. So yeah, uh, I remember uh, I shot Duke an offer, and uh, he was like uh, he's like normally I'd say yes, but these things are beautiful, so I, I got to go a little bit higher. So I was like oh, okay, that's fine. I, mean, I trust your judgment. And then they showed up, and I was like oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These are gorgeous. I mean, like they had the plastic baggies still. Like the the boxes were nice. I mean, I'm I'm not super crazy. It's weird. I'm not crazy about condition, but when you get something that's really nice, it just stands it's, out. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. I so, mean, yeah. when I was taking some of them and open and looking in them, I mean, the pins look like they haven't even been played. Yeah. I mean, I, they are wow. I, I normally open every game and clean the contacts. I ended up opening, I think, every single one of the carts that came from you, and just looking at them and saying. Nope, we're good. Yeah, screwed it back yeah. together. I've done that with some cards from Duke too. Yeah, it's like yeah. Nope, we, we are all set over here. So, so on to the actual games. So, um, so I apologize. I ended up mixing because <laughs> uh, Duke and uh, Gamer Nick stuff showed up on the same day. So I ended up mixing them all together in the same post. So it's uh, Flying Warriors, uh, a Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde, uh, <laughs> She She Harazadi. So I, I wrote it uh, uh, phonetically, so I could uh, <laughs> so I could say it. The magic of Shiherazadi. Uh yeah. Pirates, which uh, was renamed from the uh, full title Sid Meier's Pirates, uh, which is a great game. I haven't played it on PC yet, so I'll have to find out if it's good there. Uh, Stealth um, got a classic Punch Out, which is a, a, a variant for me. I had the one that doesn't have the classics banner, 
Um, uh, so now I have the one with the classics banner and without. Got a really nice joust. Um, I bought a Major League Baseball from Gamer Nick, not thinking that I had already purchased one. So, uh, and Shadow pointed out, he's like, hey, don't complain, it's a variant. So it, he's right. I, I had the uh, the round seal and the uh, oval seal now. Uh, Vindicators, um, here's a big one. Uh, as cool as the stuff that Duke sent me uh, was, I was able to procure a Batman Return of the Joker cart from Gamer Nick. So now that piece is complete. Because Duke, as a, a partial payment slash thank you for his little Samson, had got me the uh, the box uh, and manual for Return of the Joker, so now that comes together. Very good, very Beautiful. good. And then and then he threw in a, a Clash of Demon Head <laughs> box, which was free <laughs> because someone had given it to, given it to him at a meetup. It was in such bad shape. They were like, "Listen, I'll just give this to you." Yeah, so I passed on the love because I'm like, I don't want this. And it's a little beat up, but it's a box. Yeah, so it, it is a box, and I it's, it's I have a, I have no problems with a, a free Crash at Demon Head. It's, uh, uh, it's intact. Yeah, it's it's not it's not disintegrating at the corners, so it's I count it as a box still. All there right, so go. so just just so everyone's aware, we're about halfway through. Your yours, of course. Correct, mine. <laughs> um, I'm going to try to speed it up a little bit. I know I, I no, talk no, a lot. it's okay, it's okay. I like hearing these. So uh, I uh, went up to Buffalo with uh, my wife. That's where her uh, grandparents live. Uh, both sides, um, one side's uh, on the U.S. side, and the other. Uh, Grandparent is on the other is on is in Canada on the uh, uh, Niagara Falls, uh, Canada. So when I was up there, I had I asked if there was any flea markets. They said, "Oh yeah, it was a big one." So uh, one of the first things I grabbed there, one of the first sellers, they had a whole table full of PlayStation games. They were all a dollar each. Wow. Uh, so I looked through most of the the you know standard size case stuff was pretty pretty common, but then there were um, a handful of long box games, and I'm not particularly you know knowledgeable on playstation stuff but i know there's always people looking for long box stuff so i figured out oh, a buck a piece so i grabbed uh two copies of wipeout one of them that has this like uh, kind of sleeve that goes over it which mm-hmm. i would imagine is not probably not that valuable but also not that common because they probably got thrown out a lot yeah uh, i would think uh, yeah a lot and of collectors a, probably looking yeah and a copy of descent um so um you're not going to get them from me for a buck but i'm not you know you know, probably like three or four dollars like you know if anybody wants them just let me know i'm uh i'm easy um, also picked up a platoon cart, which oddly enough, I've had a platoon box and manual forever, and I've just never gone after a platoon cart because they're so common. I figured I'd come across it. Um, mm-hmm. and that was like a year ago. <laughs> so <laughs> finally got a platoon cart for a couple bucks to complete that. Um, and also that same flea market, there was a guy selling trading cards and he had thousands. They were all laid out on blankets. So I walked up and I saw the Ninja Turtle trading cards. I texted Krabby and I was like, Hey, do you have any interest in like a box, like a, a full box of the trading cards? And uh, I got a text back from him like right before I left the flea market that says, yes, please. Yes, please. So <laughs> I went back to the guy and, and I asked him, I was like, so do you do you collect these cards or, you know, do you just buy them to resell? And he said, yes and yes. Uh, he said when he buys, he kind of does what we do or what some of us try to do. He says he tries to buy like a, like a, a case, keeps one for himself and he sells the rest. Um, so I guess he's been doing that for years now. He's kind of unloading some of the extra stuff he's had. So, uh, those are really looking uh, forward to those. Pretty soon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had the whole set when I was a kid and I, I told Krabby, I had like a, uh, before I knew how to use Excel, I was using Microsoft word and I just made this document. It was like number like one, enter two, enter three, enter all the way to 88. And I printed these things out. I, ha- I called a family meeting. I handed them out to my family members and I said, you know, like, thank you all for coming. 
there are 88 cards in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles trading card set. <laughs> These are the cards. And I would delete the ones that I got because I would get cards like every week. So I had everyone on the lookout for uh, whichever cards. I, didn't, I don't know if I knew how the world worked back then, if I thought everyone got Ninja <laughs> Turtle cards, but that's what I did. Uh, so yeah, so after Ninja Turtle cards, um, excuse me, uh, uh, there was a dude on Nintendo Age who was selling a Tempest 2000 Jaguar box and manual, um, for a pretty oh. good price. And, uh, I know that that's, you know, the jewel of that system. I've, I've, I've loved that game for a long time and I still don't have it. So I bought the box and manual knowing that I'll get that cart someday. So that's one step closer. So close. And, uh, and then, uh, Duke's uh, probably proudest moment for me. Um, he was nice <laughs> enough to give me. A uh, uh, and he could have lied to me. He could have told me, yeah, the work, work sold me these for a hundred bucks. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, but uh, at Duke's uh, work, um, they uh, where they use where they used to use these professional uh, uh, RGB monitors with BNC connections. He was able to get a couple of them as they were clearing house. So he brought one to me, as you might remember, in Philadelphia a while ago. So I finally got around to buying the SCART uh, to BNC cable for the TV or for the monitor and the uh, uh, Nintendo to uh, SCART cable. Um, so I've actually been uh, going like going a little crazy with RGB stuff lately because it's one of those <laughs> it- things like you know it's cool. You've heard it's cool, but once you actually like plug your stuff into it, you have oh, to show man. everyone you know. Yeah. So, once you see it, you can't unsee it, <laughs> yeah. right? So, so now I've got like uh, uh, my 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 mom's birthday is on the twenty fifth, uh, just a, like a week or two ago. So we have like uh, my brother and sister over, like his wife, uh, her boyfriend. So I grab Mike and my, and my brother. I'm like, hey, you guys got to come downstairs right now. So we go downstairs and I fire up a uh, Super Street Fighter Two Turbo on the Super. And uh, we're down there for maybe a half hour, and my sister sneaks down and takes a picture of us playing, and just labels it uh, nerds and puts it on, like, <laughs> yes. on on Facebook or something. Um, that was great. And yeah, it was it was so awesome. It was it was it's just great stuff. So now I'm getting like, uh, what else can I do RGB with? So I'm getting my mod uh, tools to it, and you know, trying to figure out what cables I need. But yeah, R- RGB, it's where it's at. Oh yeah, so pretty. So uh, after that, I. Uh, Resident Evil, which uh, Krabby has been uh, not bugging me, but like you know, telling me I should play for a long time, found so it. So uh, good. I, I can't. I think it was it. It was at Savers. I think I found a Resident Evil uh, in a Fear Effect for just a couple bucks each, which is nice. Um, and then a long, oh, uh, well, I shouldn't say overdue. A long-standing, like pending trade that I've had with Bickman for months. Wow. Um, uh, came came through uh, earlier, and and I had the. Uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, slalom uh, finally came through, um, but he was so awesome that he also threw me like. Uh, since this trade's taken so long to kind of like come to pass, um, he just threw in a whole bunch of uh, stuff because he felt bad about uh, you know this thing dragging on, which is both of our faults. But he threw me like an NES, uh, like a wallet shaped like an NES controller, some cool. keychains with like some Nintendo carts and uh, like PlayStation stuff on it. So just a bunch of cool stuff. So that was really cool. And one black box closer, so I'm like uh, five, uh, six uh, six away from the black box set. Very nice, very nice. Which uh, it's, it's getting pricey. It's great. Yeah, yeah, it's great when you get one, but it just it just makes you realize how much more the next one's gonna cost. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I got a Young Indiana Jones uh, carton manual a while ago. I grabbed the box off eBay. There was like a cheap buy it now. Like it, it's. I have like a notification on my phone that tells me when new things are listed. So I'm like sitting with my uh, with my in law. Uh, uh, with my wife's grandparents, like at their house, and my phone buzzes, and I look at it, and it's like Young Indie Box for like 
next to nothing, like 15, 20 bucks shipped. So nice. I hit buy it now. I do the whole checkout. And Sarah's kind of like elbowing me. And I'm like, dude, it's a young Indiana Jones box. So calm down. <laughs> so, um, and then uh, um, at, again at the flea market, uh, there was a seller who had all these Nintendo games that were from a closed video store because they had all the, the stickers and stuff on them. Oh, so yeah. um, I have a Rygar manual, and this guy had a Rygar box and cart. So I... it's just how things work out sometimes. And um, a complete in box Mega Man. So Whoa. I had bought a cart and manual from Gamer Nick, and then I was able to find a complete copy for you know a real good price. Mega which, Man One. Oh no! Sorry, uh, X Men. Okay. Oh, you got us okay. all excited did I, did I, there. Did I, did I yeah. say Mega Man? You said Mega Man. You uh, said it's my Mega fault. Man. Sorry, guys. But still X Men. But cool. but oddly enough, I did get my Mega Man one for five dollars when I got it. So complete. Yes. Wow. Yeah. It it was actually it was in a lot. To, I paid about one hundred and thirty dollars for like thir- uh, twenty five thirty games. So like it averaged about five bucks a game, and there was a complete uh, round seal Mega Man in there. That's that's crazy yeah so uh which i'll you know i didn't know how lucky it was at the time but i've you know I'll probably never see that deal again no <laughs> so probably um and, and then another banana deal uh banana shot me a uh, he picked up some cardboard or he picked up some complete games and you know he's not into the cardboard so he asked me if i'd be into the box and i said who are you talking to so um <laughs> he shot me the uh bat- oh i bought it from him but the uh, uh the battleship uh box which is beautiful and also a taboo box so now I'm on the uh, cart manual lookout for those. And the last things that I picked up, the very last, uh, I've been I've been on the lookout for this at games uh, uh, Genesis. This uh, uh, I don't know if you'd call it a hardware clone because it's licensed. Um, I guess it's kind of a hardware clone still. It's almost like a Genesis Four, right? Yeah, yeah. I I was talking to someone about it who like doesn't who's like not into collecting and stuff, and I said, you know, so it says Sega Genesis on it. Like, I know it's made by another company and it's licensed, but it says Sega Genesis. Like, I kind of feel like this should be considered an official four, but then I think you get into that same argument that people have with Cheetah Men 2. Like, well, <laughs> it's official. It's, 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 it's official. kind of official, but uh, exactly. Like, I feel like both yeah. Cheetah Men and the Genesis, like, this is a Genesis 4. Sure. Um, so, my Genesis 4, uh, I saw it at uh, Savers, um, and I saw a little marker on it that says, like, you know, brand new, not open. So, I asked the guy if I could see it, so he got it for me. And he started asking me about it. He's like, so what is this? I was like, well, it's it's uh, it's it's not made by Sega, but it's licensed by them. So it has a lot of their games on it. And it's, you know, it's it's like the official thing. And he said, is that a good price? And I said, yeah, you got it. You got it marked for. I mean, and I had already, you know, it's already marked. He's not going to haggle or anything. So I said, yeah, you're selling it for about half of what it retails. So it's a good price. Um, they had it marked at twenty four ninety nine, And I think they retail at 50 but a lot of places marked them up. Like I saw one of all places that uh, Urban Outfitters had one. <laughs> exactly, they had this whole because nice. like because like retro is kind of in now, so they have like all the Atari Hipsters, T-shirts. Man. Exactly, yep. yeah. Hipsters. So so I was we were in we were in uh, Buffalo, and my wife calls me and says, "Yo, come to Urban Outfitters," and I said, "No, I think I'm good." And she <laughs> said, "No, you have to come over here." So I went over there, and they had like you know the Atari flashback and the uh, you know the, the Genesis. They even had the portable Genesis, the At Games one with the LCD screen, kind of like the Nomad Two. Oh um, yeah, okay. They wa- they were asking eighty for the Genesis and a hundo for the portable. Oh yeah. Um, no. And I said, yeah, that's. I mean, I I, I did a quick uh, double check on eBay just to make sure, and they're selling you know for forty bucks. Uh, so I was like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know who Urban Outfitters thinks they're kidding. I'm probably hipsters, but uh, hipsters. <laughs> yeah, I didn't go for it. So yeah, I ended up getting my At Games Genesis brand new, and uh, they had a Donkey Kong Country Returns for the Wii in pretty good shape for like seven bucks. So fun. 
I grabbed so yeah, it's actually it's isn't it weird how like when you start to think about like uh I haven't had a great month, then you actually start writing it down. Yeah. Yeah. I actually I don't even know where I got the money for all this stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, it's probably more of closer to two months by now, but Yeah, you're still. right. It's yeah, it's been a little while since we uh, did some stuff. But but and again, like, you know, it's 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 the the only way I can afford to be a collector, especially, you know, like uh, now that I'm finding less and less on Craigslist, like I, I go to a lot of places and don't buy anything. And I, you know, I, I, I look at a lot of ads and don't buy anything. So the only things I get are things that I can, you know, make work either financially or be able to flip a part of it. Um, so for a long time, I haven't had great luck at that. But, you know, the last couple of months, it's been decent. Yeah. Sounds like you did really well. Yeah. I mean, yeah. really well. Impressive. Yeah, I did okay. Impressive. And now I'm just been just been playing my stuff the last uh, couple of weeks, and hey, that's just been a pleasure. Glad to hear that. Yeah, that's always a lot of fun when you can break out and kind of spend some time doing it. Yeah, I I decided I was going to do some game some playthrough videos, so cool. I started I started with Mylan's Secret Castle. Oh boy! And then <laughs> I gave up. <laughs> There's not going to be any playthrough videos. <laughs> I don't blame you. That thing's a monster, isn't it? My buddy was over and he was like, I, I bet you, you can't get 20 minutes into this game. And I was like, yeah, we, we can do this. My computer's right near the TV. So I was like, let's record this just for fun. And uh, no, this game, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's a beast. It's similar to like, you know, there's some games where like, you know, just walking across a space and then like something will appear. So like there's some stuff like that that happens, but more than anything, it's like, okay, you have to throw a bubble into every square inch of this stage to find that extra dollar so you can yeah. buy the next item. So yeah, yeah crazy. I, I'd love to watch someone else's playthrough video of it. I'm sure there's plenty on YouTube, <laughs> but man, that game is painful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, good. Well, good. Sound like you had a great month. Yeah, pretty good. Um, boy, I think I did pretty pretty good too i've got i think i've got a lot to talk about and again like you were telling i i i don't realize quite i kind of think oh i've really not got very much and then i sit down yeah and you start putting the stuff down you go okay wow there's been a lot that's happened so um i kind of before i get into this i want to kind of um give some thanks and some shout outs for a minute uh they John White, who we had on and interviewed before, um, every year he puts together a big Nintendo Age meetup uh, called the Midwest Meetup, and he does it here in Indianapolis, close to home. So I went last year, I went this year, it's a lot of fun. Uh, it usually consists of, uh, the days are a lot of, well, let's take a shopping day, and we just, you just tear up everything across the central Indiana, <laughs> I mean everywhere, and... And then there's a lot of just playing games at night and just hanging out and, and having a good time. So it's a lot of fun. There was a lot of people there from Nintendo age. I'm going to hope I don't forget anybody, but Lord knows I'm trying to do my best. So just a couple of guys that were there and had a lot of time, a lot of fun with. There's uh, It was Matt, who's Extreme Gamer. There's Jeff, who's Jobber. There's another Jeff that actually runs a video game store down in Tennessee. So some of the stuff that he was picking up was for his store, which is crazy because it's not—it's in the same town where my uncle lives. I didn't know that, so I told him, "Hey, next time I'm down there, I'll—I'll um, I'll definitely come in the store and check it out." But there was also Paul. So um, those of you that are familiar with Nintendo Age, you probably know it's See the dirty Paul. cart collector. Yeah, yeah, it's the Paul. <laughs> nice. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, with the terrible—he's got the VGA lowest grade, grade yeah, <laughs> Super Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> 
<laughs> he is he is hilarious. He's a really he's a fun guy, boy, and like a larger than life guy. So he was really cool. He does like he's the one that kind of coordinates when they have the um the camp out. So right. um it's kind of fun to see him. They didn't do camp out this year. Um next time they have one, I'm thinking I'm going to try to make it. Uh, it was fun. But there's also Tom, there was Brian, there was Andy, uh, Andy, who I thought was going to buy everything. Um, <laughs> just, I mean, this this guy was just, I mean, he was just gobbling it up. He was, I was like, wow, you are really, but he was knocking it out. He'd gotten him a new job. He's a single guy, no kids. He got a, a nice job and he was just having a lot of fun. So that was really, it was really fun to see that. Um, there was another, there was a Chris that was there. There's two Joes <laughs> that I want to say hey to John. Um, there was also Charlie who goes by Shipwreck over on the site, for those of you who know. And I don't know everybody else's username that's over there. I know Mega Man fans, Andy. Um, I have probably left a few people out. Well, there's just so many folks that were there. But I wanted to just really say thanks to everybody for kind of spending the time with me. I know a couple of you might listen to the show. Um, Jeff Jobber, I think he was saying he was listening to the show all, all the way on the trip <laughs> up to Indy. So um, thanks for that. You guys, we had a great time. I really enjoyed running around and hitting all the shops. I mean, we had a crazy amount of stuff that we hit. Um, so that was really cool. And in that same time, um, we were out and about to the local. I took them up to my kind of some of the stores that I hit around here, which are some of the game exchanges. And there's like a, you know, a, a, like a pawn shop and whatnot. But I always go to these game exchanges. I really, I really like the guys that are there, and um, and they treated me really well. Uh, so we had a great time. Of course, guys came in. They bought a ton of stuff. But I want to specifically um, say big thanks to um, Dustin, who runs the Muncie Game Exchange in Muncie, Indiana. Uh, he used to run the one close to me, and he took over that store over there. He came in. You know, it was his day off. Uh, we we all rolled into the store. I said, you know, hey, is is Dustin around here? The guys working were like, no, he's not here. Um, there was some stuff they had that wasn't priced. They're like, hey, we'll give him a call. Dude just came right over and was just awesome about it. Brought He just started grabbing stuff out of the back room that wasn't priced yet. Just started, I mean, really just hooked it up. I mean, I had like a big box full of Nintendo Powers that somebody had traded in. Did a deal with that. I mean, it's all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, and specifically, he gave me, um, I think I talked last year. At the Nintendo Age meetup, I had picked up a, a ColecoVision Atom setup for like 10 bucks, which had everything except for the printer. And you have to have the printer for an Atom because the printer has the power supply for the whole thing <laughs> in it. So it won't work without it. And so I come in, he goes, hey, I got, I got something for you. And he goes, I've got a partial Atom setup if you're interested. And I said, I just need the printer. And he goes... <laughs> I got the printer. <laughs> so he goes back and he grabs it and he had a few other odds and ends he threw in as well. Made me a fantastic deal on it. So that was awesome. I take home this big, um, the other part of the Adam set. Plus he threw in some other stuff as well to go with that. Um, he also threw in, which he promised to make me play and talk about on the show at some point. So I promise I will get to it. I haven't yet, but it's this, um, say it's like, it's boxed Sega game, but what it is, it's like, uh, it's like a VHS tape and it's got like this car that's on this like guide that you set up by the TV and it has like a little steering wheel for kids. So it's like you would try to race by, by trying to see what moves this little car thing in front of the TV <laughs> and you have to play it with the videotape that goes with that it. That sounds amazing. 
craziest thing. So um, I promise I would play it and talk about it. I, I will see if I can dig a VCR out and try it out and report back. But he just he just threw that and he's like, here, just take this. I want you to talk about it. He's really awesome because he plays our show in the store. Um, so Dustin's great. I really appreciate he that. He wants some more F-bombs, right? Yeah, no, we, uh, we, we stay away from that. So he can play in the store. So I think, thanks. Um, and also I want to thank at the Anderson store, Frenchie and Ken. Um, they really, they always do a fantastic job. You'll hear about, you heard a little bit about some of it with Bill, some of those NES games. Um, that was Frenchie that's there. Um, Frenchie, that's his nickname, as you probably can guess. <laughs> um, he's worked there for a long time good guy and um as soon as this big lot of all these nes games came in um he just got a hold of me uh, right away you know let me have first crack at it so it was you know um uh, an nes power set in this beautiful box and i don't know how many complete in box games it looked basically brand new because i don't know bill there's probably four or five of them that you took yeah, it was like a half dozen that I got. And I remember the picture that you posted of them. It was like a good 15, 20 games, and they were all gorgeous. Um, glad to help some people out. So glad to help you out, Bill, with those. I know you appreciate that way more than I do. Oof, so great. So much thanks to Frenchie for that. And then Ken. Ken is the guy I just always see all there. And so he's also very quick when things come in to send me a message or something. And Ken's probably the greatest guy. He's such a nice guy, so um, just want to give him thanks as well. So I know that's a lot of starting out with a lot of thanks, but um, <laughs> you can't you can't do this hobby without good friends and um, and good good acquaintances and and uh, right. you know good community, right? We've said it before. Right. It's and, about and, relationships. And and if you do, you're gonna find that uh, it's a lot more difficult when you don't have lots of awesome people looking out for you and when you're trying to help out lots of other people. Um, there's there's a, a Facebook group that recently sprouted up around here, uh, like a kind of like a classic game collector Facebook group. And uh, you can kind of tell like there's like a handful of people who are just kind of like waiting for like something to come up so they can like snap it and like... Uh, Brag about it. I don't know. Like, yeah, it's uh, it just doesn't seem like the vibes are really there. So... Uh, but yeah, it's when you when you have a when you have a good group, there's nothing better than that. Yeah, and I've always felt like RF Gen is that kind of community, right? Where it's just no. good people. And I like that's one thing I really like about going to these game exchanges. These guys are they're just great people. You know, they're running their business, but they're also running it in the best way they can. So you know, kudos to those guys. And um, if anybody's in close to the central Indiana area, I would highly recommend. The Game Exchange in Anderson, Indiana, and Muncie, Indiana. There's also one in Noblesville. I think they're getting ready to open another one as well. I mean, I'm not trying to sit and just plug people to plug people. They're just good people. Yeah, I, I heard the game. I heard Game Exchange is doing well. It seems to be a really good franchise. Yeah. Um, so, someone someone just told me that uh, there's it's a I don't know if it's true or not, but someone just told me that there's supposed to be six new stores opening in Connecticut. Uh, and I think this—I think there's only like 90 game exchanges nationwide, or something like that. So to put six of them in this, you know, kind of, you know, this market over here, like it either seems like they're either rapidly expanding or like they see something in this area. So, uh, well, they're all franchise, so oh, yeah. somebody's getting in, right? Could be, yeah. Just could, you know, some uh, somebody's just gonna, you know, pop down and uh, make a whole bunch of them. Sure. Um, 
I also wanted to give a quick shout out to um, to shout a Twitter to Cra- follower. Shout out to Krabby for sitting uh, patiently. Yeah, he's got to wait. I've got a lot of cred. I'm sorry. Take your uh, I just want to give a quick. I had to give a quick shout out to video game porn on Twitter just because he said he's going to be mad if I don't give a shout out to him. Also, so, he's uh, a really great guy with an awesome collection. He is. Yeah, I'm just I'm kidding, but he did. We were kind of back and forth a little bit. So, <laughs> hey, here's your shout out, video game porn. I, I saw um, that. Awesome stuff on Twitter, though. Um, great, great stuff. Um, now, getting into just the details of what I picked up, um, boy, there was a bit. Uh, I picked up uh, Dragon Crystal for the Sega Master System Complete. Um, a buddy of mine um, was selling a couple um, really nice, hard-to-find Master System games. Dragon Crystal is a PAL game, so you can't really find that over here, and it's in great shape. And um, also, I finally, finally yeah. got a copy Got a, bought a copy of him off him already of Power Strike. Power Strike. Beautiful. So happy to see you God. post that one. <laughs> yeah, uh, and it's gorgeous. Uh, beautiful copy. And he made me a very fair deal with those. He's a great guy. Um, I bought some other odds and odds and some consoles and stuff off of him. But um, really appreciate that. He's he's a fantastic guy. Um, I already mentioned my power set, which is you know, and all those box games, which were amazing. A couple modern games I picked up. Um, after our last blowout, I had mentioned uh, about Bioshock Infinite. I had borrowed it from a friend to play through for our um, for our spoiler cast. So I finally got a good deal on a copy of that. So I picked that up so I can get ready to play the DLC uh, for that. Also scored a pretty cheap copy, I think, of Dishonored, which I'm kind of interested. A lot of people have talked about it. Um, I'm going to give that one a shot. Um, from that big Nintendo Age thing, a few other odds and ends. Boy, again, Dustin over at... Um, Game Exchange, I found that he had a, two sealed copies of Cosmic Fantasy II for um, Turbo CD, um, brand new in box, sealed, which pretty is pretty crazy. Um, so one of the other guys bought one, I bought one, um, which is pretty cool. Um, I Dustin sold me just a bunch of Lynx games and Jaguar games. He just basically like gave them to me for next to nothing. He just, I was like, hey, can are you have? He's like, here, just you know, give me a uh, you know, a nice price on these, and he did. He gave me a very, I think, a very fair price for a bunch of loose games for those systems. I had a Lynx that with only one box game, so now I've got games to play on the Lynx. So I appreciate that. As I mentioned, he threw the Adam Printer in the driving game. Um, I also, while we we're out and about, I found a copy of Gradius three and four on PS2, which I've been looking for for a while. I still have not found Gradius five. <laughs> um, one of these days, I, I will be mine. Um, and I also found a rule of rose uh, for a very good price. That's a, that's a cool one. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I had kind of gotten some messages back and forth from Gregos because first I knew he was looking for it, so I said, "Hey, you know, I'm just throwing this out there. I got it. I'm gonna probably flip it. Are you interested?" And then first he was kind of like, "Eh, nah." And he was like, "Well, maybe." And he threw me a couple offers, and I said, "Well, I, I appreciate the offers, but..." You know, I'm not trying to be mean. I just, you know, I'm looking at the prices. I, you know, I think I can get a little bit more. And I'm, if it could get a little closer, I think, but we were a little far off, uh, which is fine. I understand looking for a deal. Completely understand that. No problems. Um, and then Krabby messaged <laughs> me. A little monkey wrench in there. Unintentionally. Uh, we know which was turned out to for work. both of you, right? yeah. Tur- turned out really well. So um, Krabby, I think, mentioned to him that he heard that there's going to be a reprint Right? Isn't that what you said of Rule of yep. Rose? Yeah. 
So the publisher is Atlas or whatever is going to do a reprint. You know, or whatever. That's Atlas, man. Atlas or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Which surprised me. Um, and so Krabby sends me a message like, oh, I think I really messed your deal up. I'm really sorry. Um, I told Grey Ghost about this reprint. I didn't know about it. So as soon as he said that, I basically just threw it right on eBay, like right away, and it sold very quickly. So uh, <laughs> I made a, I made a tidy profit, and I'm glad I got yeah, out of it. And hopefully the reprint goes through, and Grey Ghost gets his copy for 20 bucks, still sealed. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I'm, I'm hoping the wins. best for him. I hope everybody, everybody wins, except for that guy on eBay. Except for that guy on eBay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which I don't know that guy on eBay, and hey, they clicked buy it now, so I don't know what to say. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that worked out really well for all accounts. So I really, you know, I appreciate that um, on both ends, right? So it helped me out. Um, I picked up Gradius 3 and Raiden Trad uh, with a little trade with um, Charlie, who's Shipwreck at that meetup. So I did a little trade for a game for him, got those two, which I used to have Gradius 3 on the on the Super. I traded a long time ago. I shouldn't have. <laughs> it was like two <laughs> bucks when I bought it. Now it's gotten up there a little bit more. Not crazy, but it's gone up. And I also, in that trade, got a copy of Wario's Woods for the NES to replace my torn label copy. Because, um, like, the end label was ripped off mine, so it was nice to get a, a nice copy of that to go in my collection. Other couple odds and ends. Um, again, at Game Exchange, I picked up Viewpoint for the Genesis, which is pretty cool. Um, I bought some 7800 games that I didn't have, so it was F-18 Hornet, Impossible Mission, Desert Falcon, Winter Games... I've never seen those as I've been out and about, so I snapped those up pretty quick. Um, and I, again, they gave me fantastic prices on those. Um, Smurf for the Coleco, I used to have that one, but I um, I think I gave that one to John White uh, or traded it or did something a while back because he wanted that one. So got another copy of that one. Um, I got from Bill. Bill was nice enough to hook me up with some um, like some generic NES controllers with Turbo. He knows I'm a a little bit of a nut for these goofy accessories. So um, sent me a message like, hey, you want these? Yes, absolutely. So sure. So he, he's just like, hey, don't worry about it. He just you, know, you dropped them in the mail. I really appreciate that. Um, I just thought they were weird. They had, they had like, kind of like a Famicom shell. Yeah, there's just some, and there's not even like a make um, a manufacturer's mark on it. So they're just, I don't know, some weird generic, but yeah. it's cool. I like them. And then the thing that I got that I can't really understand why no one else has bought. Um, Bioshock Infinite? No, I mentioned that before. I think I just typed it in twice. Um, is Action 53. I posted a thread on RFGen. I don't think anybody bothered to say anything about it. I told these two guys, oh, man, you really need to get this. I think you can still get copies. Of yeah, this. but you know, like I'm just, you know, I'm just so burnt out on sequels. <laughs> why, why can't they come up with some original ideas? I mean, they've made 53 versions of this game. <laughs> right, right. Um, but for those of you that don't know, Action 53 is a new homebrew multi-cart for the NES. It's supposed it's, to be good too. It's really good. It's technically the name is Action 53 Function 16 Volume One. <laughs> <laughs> That's where that might make it worth buying for me, actually. Yeah, just to poke fun at the whole, <laughs> the whole naming thing. Um, but there's a bunch of homebrews on there. I mean, there's not really 53. There's probably you know 16, 17 games on there. Um, one of them, the title, the kind of the marquee title on that is a game called Stream. Oh, sorry, <laughs> falling off my ladder. <laughs> All right, we're good. We're good. 
You're on uh, top of a ladder? Well, not anymore. I'm that bo- I'm that boring that he's falling asleep he's falling off the ladder. That wasn't the ladder, that was some snoring. <laughs> but the title game um, Streamers started off life as a Flash game, and it's basically kind of a parody thing on Bionic Commando. It has the same mechanic and is really fun. So I guess you can still play the Flash game out there, but it's on the NES. It is really fun. Very challenging. Krabby, <laughs> I think you would love it. Um, it's really good. I have a birthday it has coming just a up. Good, <laughs> has a great riff on Bionic Commando, and there's a bunch of other games. There's even like a lawnmower game that's really fun. You, it doesn't sound like it, but it's kind of like almost like a puzzle lawnmower game. Um, I mean, there's just a bunch of my. I, I can't talk about all of them here, but is um, there a box? <laughs> no, it's just a cart. You I'm can sure if you contact Uncle Tusk. Uncle Tusk and, yeah, he'll make you a box shaped like a lawnmower for it. He'll probably make you a box. <laughs> um, but I highly recommend it. Get copies while you can. Um, it's a totally remanufactured, no donor carts died to make it. Um, really pretty cool. So I'll, I'll stop harping. I'll be upset if you guys don't buy copies. And then um, <clears throat> I think the very last thing, boy, I've talked a lot. I'm really sorry. Um, I recently just picked up a, a uh, repro that was a limited edition repro from Nintendo Age of a Korean um, Nintendo game called Metal Force. And uh, a while back, there was a limited run of this. Uh, I didn't get in on that, but there was a guy on Racket Boy that was selling one of those pretty cheap. Um, so I bought that pretty quickly. came in. It's beautiful. It's actually a really fun game. Um, I was surprised. I kind of thought it would be some kind of crazy knockoff piece of junk, but it's really good. It's well made. It's a nice little fun action game. Um, played a little bit. It's a little hard, but I really get a kick out of it. So I would encourage you folks to go, if nothing else, try to find a ROM or something. I don't really encourage that, but <laughs> nothing else. Just try to play it for a minute. Maybe you'll want to track down a repro of Metal Force. So pretty cool. And I think I'll be quiet now because, boy, it's a lot. So, um, look at, look at my list here. It's a little, little pathetic in comparison to wait, 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 wait. You got a store. Yeah. You're all right. (laughs) You're doing okay. Yeah. (laughs) Most of the stuff I've been picking up, um, is for the store, but every once in a while I've been grabbing a little something for myself from the lots that I pick up. Um, like I pick up this huge lot of PlayStation PS2 stuff, and he also had a really nice box, NES, and Game Boy, and some games for them. So I grabbed the the Game Boy, and it's self-complete in boxes. It doesn't look like the guy ever played any of these. I don't know what he did with them. Awesome. They're just... That's really yeah. awesome. And I grabbed a Link's Awakening for myself, too, from that lot, because I've been wanting that one for a long time, and I, I don't want a loose copy. This is the first complete box one I've run across in a long, long time. Beautiful. Um, also, like a year ago, I, I donated a little money to that Operation Rainfall to get those Wii games localized. And they mm-hmm. were giving away, or at least they were saying, like, we're having these special sleeves made up to fit all three games in. And uh, we'll send them out uh, once we have them made up. And then it was like a year later, so I kind of thought this thing was never coming in. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, one day at my door, I, I finally got this this cool little sleeve to keep all three of those games in. So can I ask, does it fit the big box last story release, or is it just a, like the... No, just the uh, regular Wii case size. Gotcha. Um, what else happened? Oh, I got a big box of stuff that Banana hooked me up with for the store. And in that box, he also sent a couple games he's been holding on to for me for quite a while. 
and he hooked me up uh, like you. I got a Wario Woods and a Gold Medal Challenge 92. <laughs> I don't know if that's good or not. It is a lot of button mashing. Holy cow. <laughs> that's probably the worst game on the system for just mashing A. Turbo. Yeah. Turbo. Yeah. You don't do turbo. You get the blisters. You earn that medal. <laughs> but they are in fantastic shape. Like they are some of the best condition games I have in my whole collection. I don't know how we found them like that, but they're awesome. Cool. Um, also, I had some stuff come into the store already that uh, I scooped up a Fantasy Star Online Episode One and Two Plus for the GameCube complete in box. Crazy. That is the only GameCube game that I have sold in the past and regretted. I didn't think I was going to find another one, especially locally. Uh, so both the copies I've found, i found locally now, so I was pretty psyched about that. Awesome. Yeah. And lastly, and biggestly, uh, <laughs> I got a Neo Geo MBS 4 slot. I'm so jealous of that. And this is a machine that I literally have been trying to buy for about five years, and it like disappeared for three years. Because there was this, this little place, it was kind of like a Chuck E. Cheese type place, but like locally mm-hmm. owned. And uh, I always asked the owner whenever we went in there, because my son liked to go play on the Jungle Gym stuff and things. We'd go hang out, and I'd say, I want to buy a couple of your machines, you know. And I'd throw, uh, like, I got $300 in my pocket, you know, can I make an offer? No, next time I bring 400 in, can I make an offer? No. <laughs> you just wouldn't sell them. And then the, the place was shutting down. So I said, okay, now he's, he's got to sell them, right? He doesn't, he's not going to take all these home. So I go in there and I said, okay, I've been trying to buy this for years. You know, what can I give you to get this machine? And he says, no, they're all being given away to staff. We're not selling. Oh, them. wow. Yeah. So my wife used her like spy skills and did a little secret <laughs> camera shot and got a few phone numbers that were posted on these machines for the staff to come pick them up. Oh. Yeah. And so we, we called the staff that had this Neo Geo and we said, you know, we really want to buy this off you. I will give you a lot of money for it. And she said, no, I'm giving it to my brother. He's been wanting this thing for years <laughs> since I worked here. So she wouldn't budge on it. And we, we gave her our info and said, you know, let your brother know if he ever wants to sell it. He us call. And then three years passed and this machine just disappeared. And then all of a sudden it popped up on Kijiji. This guy is moving. He doesn't want to take it with him. Come pick it up. Oh. Yeah. And I sent him a message right away. I said, like, he had it listed for like 850 I said, I, I could pay like half that much, but I can come and grab it today. I got like a truck lined up and everything. And he was like, um, I don't know. Let me think about it. And then he sent my wife a phone message back later that day saying, he's like, well, if he'll, he's like, I'll take 400, but if he'll give me 500, I'll be happier. And so, <laughs> so we still gave him 400. He was happy with me. So he wasn't yeah. happy. <laughs> um, His happiness is not a concern. No. <laughs> but the weirdest thing is, after I picked it up and had it home, I had two other friends who, who you know, scour Kijiji like I do in town here. They both messaged the guy. Both said they would pay, like, they just said, I'll pick it up. I'll pay the 800 that you want. And they, they messaged him before I did. And they got responses from him afterwards that it, that it had already been paid for and picked up. I don't know why he didn't go with either of them. But he had two guys willing to pay twice as much as I did, and he just kind of blew them off. So do you think it's just because he happened to message you first? No, I, I know that he messaged one of my buddies first. We're really all baffled, the three of us, as to how he he went with my so, offer. 
so did you tell him when you made your offer, like, hey, I'm the same guy that bugged you years ago about this? No, because he, he never got bugged. It was his sister that gave it to him, she, and I was hoping she would pass along my info to him, so he didn't know it was me. Man, maybe it's just karma. I don't know. Don't know what happened there, but uh, I'm happy how it worked out, and I am really looking forward to sticking a couple more games in those four slots, because it just came with Metal Slug 3, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah but I, I want to get a few more to throw in there. Some like wind jammers or I forget what the name of this so, game was. It was like a bubble bobble clone. It's like nightmare, nightmare and something. And it looks like bubble bobble like from hell though. I really want to get it. We well, could just get, you just get puzzle bobble. I could. Stick That's that a good one. I might do that. Yeah. So yeah. we are on the lookout officially for Neo Geo carts for you. Oh yeah. Send them all <laughs> this way. AES okay. or MVS. Now I'm good both ways. I got to got to get a memory card so I can save my game on one and move over to the other. <laughs> oh man so you guys are killing me you got a play choice at one place you got a mvs at the other place where's your arcades dude come on uh, i got a, i got a pinball yeah i'm a little jealous of that i don't have one of those pinball. <laughs> not yet and then you have a whole store got a whole store now yes if you who's it's doing really a few days well, into that right? and it is blown away all my expectations the people in this so, town have been amazing and just coming out of the woodworks. So all we can say is get your Game Quest franchise soon before it blows up. <laughs> <laughs> the month is over. <laughs> we have no more this month. Thanks for coming by. We enjoyed having you over. <laughs> Can I use yeah, that? Yeah, use it. That post <laughs> Magic. Well, we wanted to take a little time on the show to discuss really a big thing that's been brewing around in the collector circles here lately, really getting a lot of people's just, you know, their dander up. It's really <laughs> making a lot of people angry. Yeah. And that is dealing with the whole topic of re-releasing of games um, How that affects, after their initial yeah. run, right? Right. I mean, they're, they're, the the reason these companies do it is the reason why companies do anything. Sure. So it's, 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 I mean, they disguise it behind, oh, you know, the fans really want to do this, so we want to do it <laughs> for the fans. <laughs> yeah. When the reality yeah. is they're doing it so they can make some more money, so they can, you know, you know do more things. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's uh, I, like... I've I've seen it from both ends of the spectrum. Where as a you know as a fan of let's say uh, the upcoming uh, Kingdom Hearts re-release next month, um, I'm totally looking forward to having you know uh, uh, an HD collection of the first uh, you know a handful of Kingdom Hearts games that'll work on the PS3. I'm not really worried about the collectability of the original games, partially because I already own them. But also because they're so common and yeah, abundant, they've got a really low value already. Yeah, I really don't think you're, you know, really doing anything to that market. There are a lot of other games, however, that uh, that, that the re-releases, whether digital or physical, can have a, a bigger effect. Right, and I think there's this um, 
this feeling, I think, for some reason, that a lot of collectors get that um, once there's uh, some sort of a re-release or something that that is just terrible for the market of value of whatever they own, right? And that's not always true. No, it corrupts all Correct. over the place. Yeah, it has all sorts of weird effects sometimes. Yeah, and sometimes and no effect, no yeah. effect <laughs> at all, right? I mean, yeah. No effect at all. Yeah, I mean, we, we've had, uh, you know, private conversations and, you know, random stuff on Twitter and Facebook with different people. Uh, just a couple of days ago, I was chatting with uh, uh, one of our uh, followers who lives over in uh, Oregon who was asking a question on Twitter, you know, like, do re-releases affect the prices of games? And we didn't get in a heated argument, but her stance was, well, if prices are fluctuating at all, it's just the regular fluctuation that has nothing to do with the re-release. And I, and I was kind of saying, well, I mean, when you look really closely at it, the average price is down like 40 bucks since it was re-released. So, I mean, there, there is, there, I didn't say it's a, it's a definite, but there can be an effect on the price of the physical unit, even though like, wouldn't you imagine most collectors, if you're collecting for the sake of collecting, it's not just so you can play that thing. It's so that you can have it. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's, I, I, that's a big thing that gets to me. It's like, well. I, I collected to keep it, not to sell it. Right. I mean, just because you can play Earthbound for ten dollars, that doesn't, you know, mean that the collector who was going after that before doesn't want that any less, right? Right. I'm. I think sometimes there's there's this confusion um, over the really the two different markets. I think that exist, right? Because you have people that are in the market to play games. Right. And then you have people that are in the market to collect games. Sometimes there's some little mingling in between, mm -hmm. but... Yeah, yeah I was going to say, I think you could argue that there's a Venn diagram there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure. I'm sure these circles overlap somewhere. A right? Absolutely, so... yeah, because you've got your gamers, you've got your collectors, you've got your your gamers who uh, who are totally cool with not owning a physical thing, uh, who would just you know go onto their system download things digitally play them and then you know never go back to them again or go back to them if they wanted to but like but not care that they didn't have a physical piece and then you have the opposite end of the spectrum in somebody like crabby and probably not totally opposite the other side of the spectrum where you have someone who's definitely into play but needs to have the physical and is totally outside that digital circle and then we have the far extreme where you know um you know, people in this big Nintendo age meetup um, that I mentioned kind of in small scores is they're big picking up truckloads of games they never have any intention of playing yep. at all. <laughs> yep. Right. So, I mean, yeah, there's this there's a pretty broad spectrum that's here. So you have to really understand who's creating this market in the first place. So, that's, yeah, that's what actually what I'm the most afraid of is. uh, yeah. uh um, and, and nothing against those guys. A lot of cool guys do that. Um, but when I, you know, if I spend two or three months, if I have like a really good two or three months and I find a lot of really cool stuff, um, I tend to try to slow it down a little bit after that because I really don't want to have, you know, six months go by where I've spent, you know, three, four, five hours a day either actively collecting or passively collecting and no gaming. Like it, it really, it bothers me to look back at that time period and think, what am I doing? Am I just acquiring stuff to acquire it? Like, I want to play this stuff. Yeah. And, um, 
And I'm going to imagine, I'm, I'm going to see how interesting it is, Krebby, when you get into this too, because you're going to be directly in this market, right? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, there's the, I don't think you guys really mentioned too, but yeah, there's just people that are buying literally to sell it again. They're not, they're not buying it to play it or to keep on the shelf at home. Yeah, yeah resellers, yeah. which you're going to be. I will be joining them very that. shortly, yeah. So, Crab, have you given any thought or, uh, like, you know, laid out a policy, like, I would imagine with the with the the number of NES titles you need to complete your collection, if one comes in that you need, it's obviously going home <laughs> with you. Um, but have you given like rules or anything to okay, even though this is my place, I have to be strong. I have to you know not hold on to the crazy things that uh, maybe don't you know fit in my collection or my focus. Or do you think that that uh, desire to have that piece that comes in is going to overcome that? Um, yeah, bef- while I was uh, deciding what was going from my collection into my store stock, I cut out entire systems from my collection, and like they're, like Saturn in particular. I have a lot of really cool Saturn games that are kind of tough to give up, but they're going. And if another cool one oh. comes in, it's staying in the store. Like, I'm going to miss some of those like working design titles or like The mm. Shining Wisdom. I really love that game. Ouch. But, you know, I... It, Worst comes to worst, you know, I can buy it later on, even if it costs me a little more. I'm going to just stick to a few systems that I'm going to be interested in pulling for myself, and the rest has to go out the door, or I'm not going to be able to survive long. Right, so let's talk about probably why this is up front, and then we can kind of peel apart some of these other pieces too. But, I mean, the real reason everybody's talking about this right at at the beginning is... um, Right now, because everybody's in a huff about GameStop and the reprints, right? Xenoblade in particular, yeah. Yeah. Right. So I does anybody know particularly how this was found out? I mean, I think the issue was yeah. people just started noticing all of a sudden it's in the store, right? Yeah. I mean, most of the stories I've read um, uh, are exactly that. Like, all of a sudden this game that's been impossible to find. I mean, when they show up somewhere, people tend to realize it, so... When a whole bunch of, I think when one person found a whole bunch of copies one place, they were all marked, used, they all looked totally new. I think people started calling around different GameStops and started realizing these things are kind of everywhere now. Um, so I don't know if it was any one, uh, but but, but the, the thing that kind of did it was when someone, when you know, someone at like a, a Games Press uh, website contacted GameStop for comment, um, their response was was very cryptic, which kind of said to them, <laughs> oh, they're actually doing this. And there was uh, a couple sleuths, too, that noticed there was some case variants, too, that are different with the reprints than with the original release. Jason Dvorak? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think it's a you know, Nintendo nerd, not a PlayStation nerd. <laughs> ah. um, a little history here. So... I'm I'm sure many of our listeners will know, but if not, so Xenoblade Chronicles was a limited release. You could only get it from Nintendo and through GameStop originally, right? Correct. Right, and and I believe uh, the original retail was uh, forty nine ninety nine, pretty standard uh, uh, MSRP for a new Wii title. Mm-hmm. Right, and stock sold out rather quickly, and mm. this became a bit of a commodity because it was difficult to find if you didn't kind of lock it in and pre-order up front, right? And in addition to that, this game in particular had a ton of hype behind it with that Operation Rainfall and it being like the last of, or no, was Pandora's Tower after that? Yes. 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 Right. So it wasn't the last one. It was the second one to release out yeah, of the I, three games I, that I, I would, I would argue, I would argue it might have been the highest profile um, definitely the biggest of those three games. Yes. 
Um, right. Like just you people, know, ga- gameplay and world-wise. Yeah, because people had pretty much thought, oh, we're never going to get this mm-hmm. game, right? Yep. Even though there is a British copy. It's already translated. Yeah. People were importing it um, just to play it. And got high marks. You played it, right, Bill? I played uh, a, a very big chunk of it. And I don't think I, I cracked the surface of that shell. It, it is an... There's no other way for me to describe how this game is enormous. This the everything about it, the scale, um, the enormous areas you're exploring. Uh, it's it's. I really enjoyed the time that I played with it, um, but I don't think I don't think there's any way to complete this game in you know less than maybe like eighty to a hundred hours from most of what I've been reading. Uh, I don't know if you want me to get into my transaction on this game just yet or not. Um. Well, we'll talk about the price arc for a minute, okay. and then you can talk about where you came in in okay. that. Sure. Um, so, um, you know, I'm just going to let everybody know what we're looking at for this show. So if you want to go and dig this information, I certainly can. We're just going to price charting. We've, we're going to take a look at the real prices and what's been going on. And in price charting, just looking at rough um, graphs that are here, the, the, keep in mind the graphs we're going to be looking at are um, uh, they graph loose prices. So... Um, obviously like a complete price will be a little higher in some of these cases than what we're looking at. But again, it gives us a pretty rough idea of, of the cost curve and what's going on here. So, um, looking at this, it looks like, you know, it, the hype train on this really didn't take off until the very beginning of this year. So the initial stock came into being and sold last year for a while and Mm -hmm. was fairly steady. And then everybody started realizing, okay, I can't hardly find these anymore. Because the initial run was sold out, yeah, and then Everyone the price just Christmas started. Money went to find it, yeah, and they just weren't there anymore. That right. yep, that's that's one thing that I was actually thinking too is that uh, because you start to see a bit of a, a spike in uh, November, um, and I think that it's possible that a lot of uh, kids had this on their Christmas list um, or their holiday, you know, shopping list, whatever they were doing, and then you see it actually pr- kind of take a dramatic jump January, February. So I think same thing. A lot of people were looking for it. Right, and so in demand and people willing to pay high prices to get it because you just, you know, it's difficult to find. And then collectors, I think, really coming in there thinking, oh, wow, this is going to be the next stadium events or and not quite that crazy, but you know what I mean? Right. The little Samson. Samson. Yeah. yeah. I think NBA Elite 11 is the new stadium events. Yeah, yeah probably. Okay, experience. so the next little Samson or something, right? Right. So, um, a lot of people speculate. Okay, well, I got to get in. And I got to buy a copy, and some people, I'm going to probably guess where. Oh, I got to go buy multiple copies. Yeah, <laughs> and and I'm going to play the stock market basically. Sure. Um, so either way, we get up, and then uh, as we just mentioned, so suddenly GameStop has more stock, and uh, I think probably that is part of the equation why that upsets people but i don't think that's probably the big deal because atlas has done re-releases and i mean this is not unheard of right mm-hmm. um but i think the other piece of the pot of the pie is what really ticked people off yeah, right absolutely yeah it, it's, and, it wasn't so and, much that a re-release or reprint happened but it was the way that they went about it yeah right now crap so crabby what happened um so instead of just doing like a reprint and selling them for the 50 bucks again They've they've done the reprint and they're selling them for like eighty five ninety bucks because they've opened them and they're used so they can sell them at whatever used price they want instead of doing the suggested retail. Right, which they're saying is market price. Right, right. 
Right. Which was <laughs> probably yeah. not far off. I mean, it, it actually, I mean, it actually is selling for a little bit under uh, what market mm-hmm. value was before they came out. But uh, I'll, there's there's been mixed reaction. There's a handful of people who I've seen comments on our uh, threads on RFGen where they say like, you know, I'm not I'm not that upset about it. Like, you know, I'd actually I'm okay with them selling an opened copy of a game and marking it at used. And you know, if they want to price it market, they can price it market. Um, I think most people's problem with that is, yeah, but I mean, like we we know these things. We know you know we follow these sites. We do all this stuff. What's you know what about the person who walks in? you know, picks up this thing and doesn't realize that this company just printed out this thing. I mean, the thing is, would anyone have cared at all if they printed out brand new copies, sealed them, marked them in $89.99 and said, well, that's market value? I don't know, because everything else they sell is always MSRP, right? I think it's frustrating for people because there's already a lot of hate against GameStop and there's no uh, other place to get this right now unless you want to go to eBay. Right. Right. Yeah, no other store has the right to sell it. So they've got the whole market cornered so they can price it whatever they want and I think that's what's annoying most people. I, I, I think you're right. At the same time, I don't see anyone thanking... GameStop for bringing the market price down on this because it has taken a substantial hit since this has been announced and they've hit the stores. And I think that I think that might be what's upsetting the other side of people who might already have it, might have paid you know a hundred, hundred and twenty, hundred and thirty when it was at its peak. Um, just just for people who aren't uh, uh, who haven't looked at the price graph, I'm just going to do a real quick six month uh, back, just real quick. So you have September of last year. 34 bucks. We go into November, $63. So it's just about doubled uh, in a couple months. Then you have January of this year, uh, $85. March, $95. Uh, Excuse me, uh, uh, June, which was at its, its high, its peak, 106. Since June, these copies have hit the stores. The, uh, uh, you know, the GameStop copies, the reprints happened. Current average is seventy nine, so it's taken about a twenty six, twenty seven dollar somewhere in there hit. Right. So, so the the price has dropped probably about a quarter. Yeah. Right. In a very sh- in a in a relatively short period of time. Right. But let me point this out too. <clears throat> Did you notice? And I think sometimes the collector community brings this on themselves because <laughs> we sure do. I I noticed as soon as this hubbub started that. People started trying to dump their copies they as panic, quickly yeah. as they could, yep. and so the market got flooded very quickly online, right? Yep. And what does that do to price? Oh, that well, just when you when have too many, you have, uh, just plummets. Yep. Exactly, um, because here, here's my favorite example. I'm sorry to interrupt, but uh, I'm just looking at completed auctions, and you're talking about you know people dumping their copies quickly. Yeah. Xenoblade Chronic. Here's an auction, two hundred bucks, sold, for a complete copy of Xenoblade Chronicles and a complete copy of Metroid Prime Trilogy. Yeah, yeah, because there are people that probably bought multiple copies, intending to kind of trickle them out mm-hmm. and make money, which I've I've got no issue with that whatsoever. But right. people panic and they go, yep. oh, the market's gonna crash. Yeah. I'm gonna get dump, out as fast dump, as I can. Dump, sell, sell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like yeah, and that's exactly like that phrase phraseology is exactly like that stock market floor 
panic, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Where, where people just go, oh no, I'm going to lose money. Sell, yep. sell, sell. It was like and, uh, uh, and what trading, causes them to lose places. money? Yeah. What causes them to lose money? Well, the market's flooded. I think that if everyone had steadied the course, then we would see this wave of re-releases come out and GameStop would sell through them and the price wouldn't take some crazy radical hit. Yeah. Um, but well, that's it. People panic and they dump stock and that's going to kill the price, at least temporarily. Um, I still don't think that we're going to have some crazy huge supply of this game because even with the second run, we're probably still not talking huge numbers at this point, right? And and do you think it's po- I, I agree. Do you think it's possible that you might see something similar to the uh, uh, Saturn Netlink edition of Daytona, where one copy is not worth very much, but that you know very that original box variant is worth more? No, it's my understanding you can't tell with opening them up. So I'm kind of curious if people will try and sell sealed ones for premium, but not be able to prove their first run or second run. Mm. Well, I think that's going to be. Okay, if you want my two cents, the only ones that were sealed were original run because all these reprints have right. been opened by GameStop. So I'm wondering if someone somewhere has a second run sealed. Maybe that'll be the, <laughs> the one you want. <laughs> Who knows? But I would say that if you're going to... And again, I don't... I, I'm one of those people I do not condone collecting as an investment. I think it's a bad idea <laughs> yeah i think it's incredibly the there's a great 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 article today i've shared it on rf gem but uh it was on it was on polygon and it was like a thir- the 30 a, years next 30 yeah, years thir- of collecting yeah next next 30 years of collecting and they got uh, some input from jj hendrix who runs jj games and price charting and all that stuff and uh, he has a list of like you know like a half dozen games that are kind of like the hang on to it's like really you know hard to find going for big money yeah. right now. Um, but you know everyone says the same thing like the vast majority of your collection is worth more. The current gen stuff is worth more now than it ever will be again. Yeah, he said unless you're willing to hold on to things for like thirty years, you you should yeah. sell it now at its at its highest it's going to be in the next little yeah. while. And I would tend to, I would agree with that. Yeah. Um, it's a very logical statement. So, again, collect if you like to do that for the hobby. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But trying to say this is going to be my kid's college fund. Maybe not a great you, idea. You'll end up underwater on that bet. Yeah, I would just say, again, understand it's a hobby. But, hey, look, some people speculate and some people do well, um, just like anything else. So I'm not going to knock those people that can really make good money at it and and whatnot. So... Again, in this situation, I would say that, at least the way I view it now, unless something changes, the most collectible version of the one that's most likely to hold on to value will be the sealed copies of this game. Right. Because those are the only ones that you can prove at this point in time were A, original run, and are sealed. Right? Yep, I'd have to agree. Okay, so... Xenoblade Chronicles, and then the other shoe falls with GameStop, <laughs> right? And that is Metroid. Metroid Prime Trilogy. Now, the the where I'm, I'm I'm not as familiar with this story, but where I'm a little confused is uh, GameStop had the exclusive uh, distribution rights, uh, retail distribution for Xenoblade in the United States. Uh, you could buy it through you the Nintendo.com website as well. Yes, that's oh, where right, I bought right, mine. Right. 
Yeah. Right, I'm sorry, I, th- I was talking brick and mortar, but I guess yeah, if you went to a Nintendo store, mortar, they probably yeah. had it too. Okay. Uh, but Metroid Prime Trilogy, when it when it first came out, was available everywhere. Yeah, so, I bought mine through Amazon. So is this a story of them hoarding copies? No, because it's a different case, isn't it? I, from what I understand, it, yeah, it's like it's not like the original yeah. had like this nice all the plastic extras sleeve and stuff with it too. Yeah. I think this stuff. is like a bare bones reprint. Oh, okay, that's okay. I mean, to to me that that doesn't really affect my metal box copy if I'm a guy who has one, which I do. Uh, but uh, that is kind of odd. That are they the only people who have this? Uh, as far as I know, mm. the reprint, the reprint one, yeah, um, yeah. And, and from what I understand, what happens is there's just these companies that you can that's you just go to them and say, hey, I want to buy more of this game, and they have minimum orders you have to place, and Nintendo's happy because, hey, look, we get a cut, yeah, right. So why they're not going to say no? Exactly, yeah. Nintendo uh, stays out of the heat because it's all GameStop doing it right, and they yeah. still get their cut, <laughs> and yeah, it's golden. Yeah, and GameStop has to front all the money for the run. So, I mean, Nintendo just cashes in. So, of course, they're going to go, sure, whatever you want to do, right? Yeah. So, you know you know what strikes me as a little bit dishonest is, uh, so you guys are saying it's a bare bones, like, non-metal box plastic sleeve copy? I've not seen it yeah, yet, that's, but that's, that's what I understand. understand. Yeah. So, I'm on GameStop.com right now, and mm-hmm. I'm on the Metroid Prime Trilogy page. It says, buy pre-owned, $84.99. They have a picture of the metal box with the plastic sleeve, but I'm sure there's... Whenever it's you game look at stop. any pre exactly, they're gonna have that small print that says, "Well, the the box might look different, right. or you might just get the disc, you might get this." Right. I think, Not guaranteed. I, I think that knowing that the person is going to 100% get this new reprint you're doing and not showing a picture, I think that's openly dishonest. They put their disclaimer on there. That's the way they've done it forever. Yeah, but I, I know there's a disclaimer on there. <laughs> they know. <laughs> There is a 0% chance of you getting what they're picturing. Okay, well, that's not necessarily true because someone could actually bring in the old one and trade it in at a GameStop. That That's the president of GameStop answer. Yes, I know. I'm, 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 I'm talking... playing devil's advocate. I'm just playing <laughs> I, I devil's advocate. I know you are, and you're absolutely right. It, so you're it's told, possible. You're... Right. It's possible. Right. It's Extremely unlikely. Only... Exactly. So, so how about this? Let's say there's two... You know, versions floating around. You get the metal box, and you have the one that we just reprinted eighty thousand copies of. Which one do you think is more likely someone's going to get? Put the picture of the one you just <laughs> reprinted. They're on not the going to do that. Of course they're not. Yeah. Because they would. They, because they can't wait to get that angry email and then say we put a disclaimer up. <laughs> yep. They don't care. They got your money. They got your money. That's all they want. Um. So let's look. So Metroid Prime Trilogy, looking at the chart, right? Um, started off um, at printing and quickly started moving up. I mean, not like at a crazy pace, but just slowly climbing. But stayed around retail price. I think I paid, uh, I want to say like $30 for mine when I bought it. Yeah, you did well. I, I, I paid full retail. I, I'm sorry to interrupt. I was working at Best Buy at the time. I picked it up and I said, uh, I don't know if I should spend full price on this. I'll wait till later. I checked the inventory system, discontinued, and it came <laughs> out like a month before. And I was like, crap, I'm never going to see this again. So I bought it for, you know, what, whatever my employee discount was, like 40 something bucks. That's still, that's still a good price. Not bad. Krabby, Krabby, when did when did you get yours? I didn't believe Nintendo when they said it was going to be limited. So I didn't grab <laughs> one. <laughs> oh, 
So Krabby's going to GameStop. Uh, Krabby, yeah. I got good news for you. You like plastic? <laughs> <laughs> I hope you hate metal cases. Uh, yeah, I just their version of limited usually isn't that limited. So I was like, I'll grab it. You know, six yeah, months down the road when it's at thirty bucks, and yeah, all of a sudden they were it's, gone. It's usually close to their definition of soon, yeah. which is very Launch loose. Launch window, which is apparently <laughs> yeah. up to like 15 months after. <laughs> right. Um, so slowly gained some traction and um, and then looks like it really spiked um, towards the end of last year. I'm going to guess somewhere yes. again around probably like Christmas time-ish, right? Yeah just, yeah, just before. So like October, you have a little spike to 115 all the way up from 70. Um, and then another spike uh, just after Christmas with all that Christmas money shopping to 120, and that was about uh, as high as, and then it kind of settled back down around 90 bucks. And um, and and then of course the announcement of the the re-release, or at least the rumors of the re-release, right. and of course you know, the prices started to go down again, right? Yep. And this isn't as dramatic as. Uh, it's dramatic. It's not as noticeable when you look at the graph as Xenoblade, but also this this uh, you know this is not a title that uh, I wouldn't say that it has the same you know kind of uh, you know weight around it that Xenoblade has. What with the whole Operation Rainfall, with like we never thought we'd see this here. I mean, Metroid Prime Trilogy was definitely like you know an, like a Nintendo fans you know collector item that everyone wants to have in their collection, but it was a thing that like. Uh, it's it it didn't it felt like it was attainable like Xenoblade Chronicles had this feeling around it that like I'm never gonna find one of these things yeah right right so uh, you know around all of this I it again I would say that if you are in it as a collectible you it's very easy right you can stay with the 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 metal box or a sealed version and. That's going to have more long-term value than a newer version, um, which might be fine to play. And I don't discourage you from getting it and playing it, right? But uh, again, the only way this thing tanks in price again is if everybody just dumps their stock, right? That That's why I like that the, the Metroid reprint is at least uh, noticeably different. And, and perhaps that's why the price hasn't tanked as much. Um, I don't know. I, I think most people would consider the first run like the superior like the must-have version and the second one's just kind of a placeholder almost there there will be that small market that just wants to play it yeah but right um and i have to wonder go uh, foreshadowing a little bit do you guys think that the people who uh like like the people you're talking about like the guys who are girls who just want to play the game um do you think those are the people who might be a little bit more likely to go after a digital re-release, which, you know, then, uh, you know, you have less, uh, every person that does that, it's a little less demand for the physical copy, which could be why the price is affected a little bit on the physical copies when a digital re-release happens. Well, I think we're going to get more into digital separately in a minute, right? Foreshadowing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, that's a, that was a, so that was I think probably one of the big reasons why this topic was suggested for us to dig into it um, first off, but we're gonna take it a, a little bit farther because I do kind of hear like a lot of times there's this also common refrain that I hear like especially like over at Nintendo Age and stuff where when there's some sort of a 
like Bill said, a digital version comes out or somebody repros a game that suddenly, oh no, it's gonna, you know, it's, it's not, they shouldn't do that. That's bad. It's gonna kill the collectability or the price or something like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't there a, and Duke, you're probably more into the repro scene, but isn't there kind of like a, like an unwritten rule that you don't repro stuff? That's kind of like still commercially of like I know like the the Sega guys they won't repro like Outback Joey, um and or like no one will re, like no one respectable will sell a repro of like uh like a lot of those repro shops they won't do like a mass Little Samson or whatever just because you know of that reason is that something that exists or not really? Yeah, there's a code of ethics for most stand up repro makers, um and the other ones just either try to stick them in retail shops and rip people off or stick them on eBay and rip people off. And it happens quite often, unfortunately. Um, you'll, if you trickle on a Nintendo age, you'll see threads probably, I would say, about every day about fakes on eBay. So you'll find a fake stadium events or whatever. It's pretty common, unfortunately. But they're looking to rip people off, and there's enough money in it to make it worth their time and risk. Sure. Right? Um, and even I've seen... <laughs> Where they want to, like, discussion with making a repro of a game that's slightly just tweaked or something. I mean, not even, that's a commercially released game. So let's say, for example, um, we want, they somebody wants to repro Final Fantasy 3 for the NES, but they're going to use a different language patch. Okay. So they're going to do Final Fantasy 6. Well, that was a retail game. We got it here. But usually as long as people put somewhere on the label or the labeling's different. Mm -hmm. Most people are pretty happy with, okay, it's fine, go ahead and repro that, yeah. right? Or, or same thing with the, uh, or I guess similar with uh, uh, Earthbound for the NES. Sure. Sure. Tons of people. Well, because technically that was never released. Right. So so it's, uh, now is that uh, is that a translation or was uh, the same way it was There was a prototype. There was a prototype that was pretty that's much right. complete. Um, I think the idea is, I mean, Nintendo had pretty much done all the work, but they just said, oh, you know, this, the Nin NES is just too long in the tooth and we're not making money. Just forget it. Just shelve it. Kind of like Final Fantasy 2, right? So do you think that would have been the Operation Rainfall if the internet had existed back then? Uh, or, or since we, or, or since, or since we got it on the super, do you think, you know, was, uh, I'm sorry to get off track here. <laughs> I just, uh, I think of these things. Oh, sure, yeah. yeah. Um, you got cool, unique role-playing game, you know, released in another region, yeah. I could see that following the same suit if if we had the same setup back then. I think it's hard to say because at that time, RPGs weren't what they are now. But that was in after... America. In America. But, yeah, but they were still after Dragon Warrior Final Fantasy took off, so there, there was obviously a market for them. Yeah, but look at the sales numbers for, like, Dragon Warrior 2, 3, and 4. Yeah. I mean... Is lower, it any surprise? Lowest. Is it any surprise that Final Fantasy II never came out here? Not really. Even though it was done. I mean, again, there's a prototype of that. It was done. There was an ad for it, <laughs> <laughs> and it's been it's out there. I mean, it's just again, they just went. You know, it's going to cost us so much money to make these carts. They're probably not going to sell, and we're going to eat it. So just forget it. Even though they dumped money into it. So. Um, anyway, so let's kind of talk about, so again, you hear a lot of gripes and complaints about 
oh, this game came out on virtual console <laughs> or something, and oh no, it's gonna kill the pricing. I don't. I wish I heard those complaints. <laughs> I don't hear those. You hear those? Oh uh, yeah. You've never heard those? Like, I, you know what? I'm just not. Uh, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just not in the same threads as you guys. But like, I, I just, I never really hear the conversation around like, oh, this game's being re-released. I wonder if it's gonna like. Lately, I've noticed it. Um, but I, there's so many games that don't tank. Uh, when that happens, that I didn't realize there were so many people paying attention to. Like, I can oh. think of two in particular that really stand out to me, and that was uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 2 and Ikaruga. I remember uh, a Marvel lot of Capcom talk about 2, those yeah. when they got re-released, and how, how oh, they yeah, were going to yeah, tank yeah. the original. Yeah. I, well, that's Marvel Capcom 2 is is my single biggest example of like, yeah, oh, you don't think the digital re-release uh, affects the value? Let me show you this line graph. Mm-hmm. Like like yeah. the, like the like the week it was announced, like it, it wasn't even out yet. It was coming out in months, and this thing dropped. Okay. Um, well, since we're already on that that one in particular and talking about it, you want me to give you my two cents on that? Let's hear it. On Marvel S- Capcom Two by Duke S- Sega. <laughs> seriously, yeah. no. I mean, seriously, it. there is not as big a collector market for Sega as there is for Nintendo. I agree. So, um, so, so, so do you want, so do you want to, now are you, you're just talking about the Dreamcast version in that case then, correct? Correct. Okay. Cause it it hurt across all platforms. I was particularly thinking PS2. Me, me as well. Uh, the PlayStation two copy to me, uh, besides it going for way more dollars, um, because at the time, uh, were you guys, uh, Marvel Capcom two fans when it first came out on PS2 or Dreamcast? Oh yeah. Yeah, I was a huge fan of this game. And the reason I played it on Dreamcast was because I thought it to be the better board. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where I played most of it. Also, um, being a, a you know four-player game, my console didn't need to have like a multi-tap or extra controllers. I already had four Dreamcast controllers. Whatever, that's why I bought it. So possibly because the PS2 one didn't sell quite as well, before this game was in, like back in 2009, uh, for like a good th- two, three years, this game was right around the $100 mark. I remember selling mine for about 85 bucks back then. Yeah. So at its peak, February of 2009, 109 bucks. Marvel Capcom 2 has announced that it's coming out uh, digitally for uh, like, I think bo- I think they announced both major platforms. The, uh, <laughs> what was it? Two months later, 60 bucks. Never recovered. Uh, two, mo- two months later, 40. You just, you flash forward 27, 23. 21 20 well, and i think if you look at all the three major platforms that came out with it did the exact same thing yeah prices fell off by half quickly and then dwindled from there yeah this very much so yeah so i guess i was picking on the sega version but i think this one's just, just yeah, nicer to look at because uh it was much higher it's numbers str- we're talking about yeah it's a str- but yeah you, you look at i mean the line looks the same it's just the numbers are a lot higher on the uh I mean, because you're talking about going from like $110 to 20 It's like an 80-something percent drop. When you look at the Dreamcast version, it peaked around like $50, and now it's around like 20 So it's yeah, about still half. still fell in half. Yeah. yeah. So, so big, big, big drop. All right, so maybe we can say something else then. Uh, again, though... So, so Krabby, were you saying you think it has to do with the... Uh, or sorry, uh, Duke, you, you think it has to do with the less collectible nature of Sega and possibly Sony as opposed to Nintendo? Okay, I guess I should probably broaden this a little bit more than um, if we're talking about all the versions. 
Um, I think the issue you're running into there is that's not a mature collecting market yet. That's not old enough. Right. You, you, you haven't hit the nostalgia hump yet. No, now, you haven't. Is that game close to it. still available for download? Uh, good question. Uh, I know a lot of the licensing agreements expire and then they go away. As far as I know, it's still there. Yeah, um, it was to... Xbox Live, right? Uh, yeah, I would have to check the marketplace uh, just to make sure it's still available to be. Obviously, if you if you own it, you own it. Yeah. But I will check to see if it's still available for purchase. I'm I'm curious to know once they shut down the servers and everything, if the physical copy is going to regain some of its value. Probably not to the peak it was, but if it'll go back up after you can't play the online multiplayer part of it. Right. It it could be. That's that's something they they talked about in that article on Polygon. Um, because one of the things is uh. You have, uh, uh, you know, when the Xbox One and the PS4 come out, there's no, uh, like, direct backwards compatibility with your downloadable purchases or your discs. So that market could exist for a little while on the 360 and PS3 as they kind of dwindle, uh, you know, down as the, the new guys come up. So I don't know if that would happen immediately, but it could happen. I mean, it could definitely go back up once the digital ones aren't uh, readily available. You already got talk though of Gaikai on PlayStation, so they'll just virtualize it and sell it to you again. Sure, they can sell it to you again, but if that online network is not viable, do you think, or do you think that's going to still be viable? Uh, still, still purchasable. Just enough, just to answer that question, it is uh, currently available on Xbox Live Marketplace. Twelve hundred points, so fifteen bucks, uh, half as much as what Marvel Capcom Three costs. Okay. Um. Again, I and and think well. Again, there it's probably just like we said. It just hasn't hit the collectability phase yet. I think what we saw there was probably pricing due to people actually wanting to play it. Sure. Yeah. Because so. most of the time, uh, the genres that hold their value the best are role playing and fighting, right? Absolutely. Mm, shooters, in some case too. Oh no! Uh, and I don't mean first-person shooters. Well, I mean, okay. I mean, okay, I mean space shooters. shooters. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, those, I, th- I think you could you could you could safely add yeah. those into the. You talk about you know Giga Wing, Ikaruga, those. You could you could add those in. And I would say a lot of those are due to these are very niche markets, and you don't see as many you don't see big copies made. Runs, and you have really passionate cult fan bases. Like, oh yeah, these things. Yeah, absolutely. Right, yep. right. So um, the very recent one that also got a lot of attention about around that it was the very recent re-release of earthbound for the virtual console right yeah yep and um earthbound had really gotten i think um, it's been climbing like just weirdly almost a silly silly levels i think it's to a certain degree um because looking at at the chart for that one it was pretty steady relatively steady up until um, towards the end of 2010. And then it started kind of doing some crazier stuff and climbing, big right? Big yeah. Yeah, big ones. And, and that was really just, I think, probably um, because the whole Super Nintendo market started heating up right about that time, right? Yeah, yeah, in general, yeah, yeah. it's been climbing. Yeah, everything Nintendo, not just Super Nintendo, yeah. Right, Um but it seems like Super Nintendo's caught fire where NES had already been doing pretty good for a little while, but like suddenly out of the woodwork, like everybody wants Super Nintendo collections, it seems like. So yeah. I'd say, again, I, I think mean, it's just that certain age that people are getting to, right? I think N64 kind of jumped at the exact same time though, didn't it? 
I totally agree. I, I couldn't believe how, like, to me, like, out of nowhere, N64 became, and I started looking around at people thinking, like, oh, is this it? Is this the N64, uh, you know, Boom. like, the, the era <laughs> starting to come in? Because I, I started to notice that, too. Yeah, and it seems to me that that's been, like, especially, like, the last, just maybe, like, last yes, year, year and a half on N64. Mm. Um, at I least that's feel what like I've the, been feeling. I feel it. like the N64 gives people hope because there aren't 900 games for it. smaller set under 300, yeah. Yeah. That's true. It's easier to detain. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it's se- seemingly. I mean, I get probably in reality. I mean, definitely, you know, more uh, easier than uh, than the you know the the Nintendo. But uh, uh, I mean, there's still like anything else. There's like your super hard to find expensive titles. But yeah, I... yeah, it, it's got everything a collector wants in it. You know, it's got uh, it's got cool variants like the colored carts and stuff. It's got the not for resale carts. It's got the hard to find games like all the blockbuster exclusives with the challenging like boxes and manuals to find. It's it's a really fun set, and like you said, it's it's a more reasonable number than almost any other system to collect for. Okay, so let's get back to Earthbound for a minute. Um, so the Virtual Console release came out, and it it did have an effect on price, right? Yeah, I mean, you look at the uh, so February of this year is when the the copies were kind of at their peak. They were just over just over two hundred dollars, uh, and since February. Um, they've, uh, uh, it's come down to about 150, uh, which the last time it was, uh, averaging 150 was August of last year, um, when it was slowly on the rise. So, I mean, I, I guess it always could be regular fluctuations because back in 2011, or sorry, late 2010, you had a spike to 164 and then a drop back down to 109. So, I mean, this this game does, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yep. So this game does fluctuate a little bit. Um, I really think that the big box strategy guide has a lot to do with the collectability of this piece being so high sure. because it's because it's not just like any other thing. There's there's still going to be a ton of people who want that like marquee piece in their collection, um, but you, you can't doubt that it's had some impact on the uh, physical price. And I, I'm kind of surprised by that because of the relatively small this time user base of the Wii U. Um, I didn't think it would affect sales almost at all because. In addition to just having a small user base, you've got an even smaller group of people that really want Earthbound on that system, right? I, I, I would ha- I would have thought the same thing. Yeah. Now, is it only Wii U or is it the Wii Virtual Console as well? I believe it's just, just Wii the Wii U. U, yeah. Okay. So do you want me to give you my two cents on that? Absolutely. S- Sega. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, the same thing, right? People panic and they start dumping copies. So supply goes up. And once supply goes up, price goes Supply's down. always been pretty high in that one, though. Do you think it was really noticeable? Um, for the price to change? I do, because to me, the only people buying copies even at $150 are not people that want to play the game for the most part. Hey, there's some of us. Yeah. Well, it, If you have <laughs> do, your do true you... player, right, that just cares about playing the game, they could have played the ROM years ago. But but what? About, let me just introduce another circle in the vent. <laughs> So let's say you have the person who wants to play the game once and doesn't want to, uh, uh, for, for two reasons, like doesn't want it to cost them any money, even if they have to pay the 10 bucks on the, uh, what's it called, on the virtual console. Are there a noticeable uh, group of people who will purchase this game, play and it, then sell it back. And, then try, and then try to sell it back for about what they got it for? I don't know if there's a big group that does that. There's definitely a group that does that, but I, I don't know if they'd be more than a couple percent out of 100. So 
and again, this is you're going to be obviously wild speculation. Can't tell the future. Be interesting to look at this at some point in time. But um, I would expect that over time, the price on this will go back up again. How much time are you talking about? Um, well, I think probably we're getting close to Christmas. And I think Christmas will at least stop the slide. Okay, so you think this year already? I thought you might be talking about like when they discontinue the Wii U type down the road. What? And here's my reason why I don't think this long term is going to make much difference. Because you said it right. There's not that many Wii U owners. I don't see the Wii U taking off. Yeah, yeah. They no, basically no, got you know one more year to turn it around, and if they don't by then, then yeah. And then 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 then, then the Wii Us is announced. <laughs> well. And if you're going, if you want to play Earthbound, it's cheaper for you to buy a cart and a Super Nintendo than it is to buy a Wii U and download it. Right. So again, it's going to come to this situation where the yeah. Wii U is just not very a practical no. option. So once people stop dumping, I wouldn't. I would expect it. And again, demand will pick up around Christmas. So if it were on the Wii, though, do you think we'd have a similar to Marvel vs. Capcom 2 effect on it? I think if you would have seen this for 3DS. Sure. This example. this get this price would be in big trouble. Yeah, that's actually a really good point because because uh, recently have do we have charts on Oracle of Ages and Seasons because they were both recently on put on 3ds. You can pull them up well, pretty we can quick. Certainly check yeah, on we should, that. Yeah, we should pull those up. So so Duke, not to put you on the spot, but I'm going to put you on the spot. Uh, will Earthbound be back to 200 by the end of the year? Probably not by the end of the year. But okay. I think it will stop the decline, and then I would expect, again, probably a slow incline to start back up again. Because I think the people that want this are the people that want it in their collection, and they're, and they, you know, it's a, it's a, it's pure Nintendo. You know what I mean? Nothing says right. Nintendo more than this game. I think besides, you know, your Mario, your your Zelda, and people that want a, a Super Nintendo set, they want an Earthbound. So, I mean, that's me. So it looks like Oracle of Ages and Seasons have been climbing slow and steady, like like they should be. Yeah, like like slow and steady. You're talking like over the last five <laughs> years, they've slowly made it from like just over ten to just over twenty. Um, yeah, they they. If I were to look at this chart, there's nothing to me that jumps out and says a digital copy just came out. It they this looks you know pretty pretty steady. And it's tough because Which is surprising because like don't like thirty billion people have a three DS? Yeah, I think it's a different market. Handheld collectors are not as big as console collectors. And again, too, but, you're not but, talking about massive prices either. If you can download it for ten bucks, I'm six, assuming six bucks. Uh, I think they're five ninety nine. Oh, yeah, and you can buy it for fifteen. That's different than you can download for ten and buy it for one hundred and fifty. Right. And these games got big print runs anyway. Yes, there's a lot of these out there. Yeah. Yeah, so I think definitely a different story. I think um, not necessarily that it would have been warranted. Um, I mean, there's a lot of copies of Earthbound, though. It's not a scarce game. It's just a desirable yeah. game. Yeah, I've, I mean, I've seen it a couple times, and there's lots of games that I've never seen. So I, I, I I've seen five complete and box ones touching each other at the same time. <laughs> I remember only, seeing stacks seen... of them at Best Buy Yeah, I've only when they seen were clearing best... them. I've, I well, we didn't have a Best Buy back in the the early '90s, so I've I've never seen that generation at a Best I, Buy. I was talking about that. in the last six months too. <laughs> yeah, I've I've only seen one complete in box one in one place at one time, but I've seen this cart like you know half dozen times. 
So, I mean, again, it's desirable. That's why people want it. And it's not mm-hmm. going to magically stop becoming desirable because of this. No. But I think if it had come out on 3DS, you would have seen a lot more people panic and sell. It, it, so you, th- you think that even thinking, even seeing what, you know, do, do you think that has to do more with the fact that Zelda Oracle had so many more copies in circulation? And it's not... For the number of copies that are out there, it's not as desirable to own. Fair enough. Um, It's it's not a, you know, ocarina of time. You know what I mean? Even though it just doesn't hold that same level. Um, Isn't it it crazy how ocarina does, you know, kind of seems like hold its value and continue to be a desirable title? Even though it's on, it, there's been like 37 different like physical re-releases of it. <laughs> if you're going to have a Nintendo 64 collection, you're going to have Ocarina of Time in it. And, and not only that, you're going to have it early. Yeah. Like when if if you go to someone's house and they're like, "Oh, I'm collecting the N64. Where's the Ocarina? Where's your Where's your Ocarina? <laughs> yeah, where's your Mario oh. Kart? Where's your Mario oh, 64? Yeah. yeah. Sorry, you're not actually collecting yet. Like once you get one of those, you are. <laughs> right. Right. So let's pick a few other ones apart. So let's look at Shantae. So Shantae. Um, was you know a a big Game Boy Color expensive card. I, right? I love the spike in this chart. It's just amazing. <laughs> my my favorite spike is coming up a little later. <laughs> yeah. So um, Shantae, a late release in the Game Boy Color's life. I mean, the Game Boy Advance had already been out for a while. It is a fantastic game, well regarded, uh, and a very small print run. Um, so why are there two ridiculous spikes? <laughs> um, so Shantae definitely took off with the collector crowd a few years back. Yeah. Um, right at the start there was a Christmas where it went nuts, right? Uh, well, I mean, you look at this, so January of 09, Christmas. 40 bucks, <laughs> right? Christmas money, February of 09, 116. Yeah, not a lot of copies, right? So as soon as a few no, but, people no, but want then, it. Okay, yeah, and then March, uh, 129? And then April, 50? <laughs> Christmas money was spent. And then May, 90? And then back to August, 50? Again. October, October 85, December 61, and then people just lose their minds in February. And they do. Two again, Christmas money. 200 bucks. Right. Yeah, well, it caught fire for for good reasons. I mean, I've not played it from everybody said, though. It's fantastic. I've thought about maybe getting it on, on 3DS just so I could play it. Uh, but, yeah, it really took off. It went pretty crazy. And, um, and it doesn't the... seem like it dropped off a little bit, but it's on the rise again. Right. Um, and it just got a very recent release on Virtual Console. It didn't um, seem to phase it for a second, did it? No, because since September of last year, it's when it was 125, it's been steadily on the rise, currently 182. So this is kind of like a weird, you know, like like this is one of the examples of that digital uh, uh, cop, or sorry, version. It doesn't even look like, again, looking at this line, doesn't even look like it happened. And I'll say even the interesting thing is, and I have watched a little dumping of this, right? I've seen some dumping of this game here recently, and it still hasn't messed up the price. That shows you how scarce this game is. Mm. So here we're talking about something that just 
there's there's a real scarcity of this game. So right. these things really can't impact the price nearly now, as you, much. Something how, how, something I think oh, we sorry, overlooked um, a few minutes ago, too, when we were talking about Marvel versus Capcom, is um, they did something to make it like the superior definitive version when they released that because fighting game enthusiasts want that online challenge so they can play and get better. Since there's no upgrade or change to these games at all, do you think that's why they're not affected as much as Marvel vs. Capcom 2 was? I I think games like this are... The game is collectible itself. Right. I think Marvel vs. Capcom was people want to play the best version of that game. Okay, but even like uh, Ikaruga then... Um, that one, like you got the online leaderboards, right? That's pretty much the only thing. But again, high score is a huge thing for shoot 'em up fans, and that one tanked after the uh, after the re-release. Yeah, it did. Um, I I don't know if again if it's just because Ikaruga or the original release is just so new. There's no nostalgia yet, right? Right. There's no big. I mean, the GameCube market hasn't gone crazy, right? Not as crazy it's, as some of the slowly yeah. ratcheting up. But like, I also feel like Icar- like the shooter crowd is, I'm like, even though there's a lot of people in the shooter crowd, especially if you're in these video game circles and forums, I still feel like, you know, like if I were to survey like 50 people that I knew in high school and say, ever heard of Marvel vs. Capcom, like the fighting video game, I think that way more of them would say yes than if I asked that same group, you ever hear of Ikaruga, that top-down shooter on the GameCube? Like, I, I I can't imagine more than five or ten people knowing what that is. So I, I feel like you're dealing – like, when you deal with with a much smaller – I like, the Shantae market and the Icaru – like, I think the Icaruga market is bigger than the Shantae market. But I still think you're dealing with way smaller quantities of people and volume than you are with Marvel vs. Capcom 2. And I think shooter nuts will pay whatever they have to pay just to play that game. So I think where you have that combination of collector but really player more – so as soon as the new shinier version comes along, I've got no problem dumping this one and right. going right to it. Right? And also, right. what do you think about the uh, collectability of handheld versus console? I just don't think overall there's as much draw to handheld collecting as there is to console. Agreed. So yeah. so then why is Shante still climbing if if we feel like there's less collectors after it? You really think it's that scarce that even with less collectors yes. after it, it's still hard to find? Yes. Why is Little Samson worth what it's worth? It's scarce, right? I've actually found this out a little bit looking at Play Choice Ten stuff. Um, there's, I mean, there's definitely a, a decent size uh, uh, arcade game collector market, um, but it's nowhere near the size of the console collector market. There's just physically Obviously, not as yeah. many of these things out there. Um, but like, you know, you'll go online and you'll look for something, and it's you either get really lucky. Or there's, or there's like the same thing that like, there's only like two or three of you going after it and it only comes out once in a while. So like you'll find yourself kind of fighting the same people for the same things. Like there could be a thing that is just nobody else in the collector market wants. It shows up for 20 bucks. You bid on it. No one else bids on it. Like I can't believe I got this thing for 20 bucks. Then there'll be this other thing that comes out and it's not, it's not more scarce than the other thing, like in the grand scheme of things, but you, you you need it, and there's only like one of them out there. So like when you're dealing with a much smaller crowd, the prices can be erratic. Like you'll see like a Mario three go for thirty five bucks one week and seventy five bucks the next week. Yeah. So it's it's really erratic in that market. 
Yeah. Well, when you have a very small pool of interested parties just, and a very small pool of supply. Yeah, it just might not yeah. be someone's waiting for it on a paycheck or, you know, they missed it this one time. Yeah, instead of having, you know, 1,200 people looking for it, you got the four. Right. Yeah, but but yeah, so like I couldn't, like, I've, I feel like I see not a lot of people, but I've seen like a half dozen people dump entire game, like box Game Boy collections, like in the past couple of years. Like I, this is the only real Game Boy Color, you know, kind of standout that, that, you know, I think most people know about. Yeah, I think it's the little Samson of the Game Boy line. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. Just kind of going back to shooters for a minute here. Look, I'm looking at Radiant Silver Gun, right? And Radiant Silver yeah. Gun forever was such a, a lauded title and was really desirable and commanded a high price. And then it got a re release. And it's not killed it, but it's definitely slowly strangled it. <laughs> so, so do you think that now, now looking at this one, I mean, this is just kind of a slow decline. Do you right. feel like this is. You know, this one I feel like could be the natural death of this game. I but, think but you, well, you... I think it'll eventually come back around because the Saturn, PlayStation 1 are going to become very collectible soon because those people that grew up with them are going to be old enough to want to collect it. Okay. Um, so I would expect that, again, this is, you know, for whatever it's worth, nothing. Uh, you know the the advice made on the show is worth exactly what you paid for it, right? I've, I've heard that on another show before, so I'm going to rip that off. Um, but I would expect this price to turn around slowly uh, and come back up. But you know, that's that's my two cents. I would imagine those are things like Garuga eventually someday will will turn around as well. Um, another shining example of this another one that got a rich a rich uh, a re-release was guardian heroes right guardian heroes um, was a very sought after saturn title for a long time and then it came out on xbox live um, a little while ago and if you look at its chart you know you see the effects of that right but it's not i'm going to go again with that scott an added superior version to it with the with the online play again yeah, I have a, um, yeah. a funny story with funny story with this one. Um, there's been a kid trying to sell Guardian Hero, a complete copy of Guardian Heroes, on Craigslist. Uh, not really local, in the same state as me, um, and he had it for eighty bucks for the longest time, and it's been eighty bucks. Uh, and uh, I would always, every time I'm looking for Sega stuff, I would see him refresh this ad every week, every <laughs> week. I'm like, oh, can somebody please just buy this from or drop the price, <laughs> something. So, um, but for the long, I looked at the ad every week when he posted it. And it said uh, like you know eighty dollars. It says uh, says uh, like check like check eBay, check online. Look what these things go for. Like you know it's a good price. And then like after like not like a month or two after the re-release, the ad was the same, same price, but he removed the check eBay, check, eBay, <laughs> check online. <laughs> right. Uh, but if you look at it, I mean when it when it came out digitally, yeah, it took a big hit. Right. Yes. Um, but if you look at it over time, it's yeah, up and down, up and down, but it's slowly yep. going up. Yeah, overall. several spiky rebounds and drop back downs, but it always seems to go higher when it spikes back up. And I would relate that back to um, that mar that collector market, I think, is maturing more and more as we move along. So I would expect, on average, over time, I would think that it will go up. Even right. though there's and a digital I, version I, out there. And I think something about the Saturn, too, is, uh, like, you know, when you think about the Saturn is from a collectability standpoint, 
one of the big things you think of is is uh, uh, you know that set of RPGs. Um, whether you're talking Panzer Dragoon, Guardian Heroes, uh, uh, Shining Force, like all the like we talked about it with Jason, like all those great RPGs that uh, uh, Sega USA was like so weird on, especially Stolar in particular. Um, but yeah, I'd expect this one to come back slowly over time as well. And to kind of throw a wrench in my my theory of all these uh, kind of superior versions uh, hurting the original, um, one one instance where that doesn't uh, happen is uh, Turtles in Time on the Super Nintendo when that reshelled version mm-hmm. came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it didn't touch the value at all. And, and I, if I remember correctly, didn't that that re-released version not get very warm reviews? I can't remember. I, I didn't buy it or play into that. I I I seem to remember that people were just not thrilled to death oh, okay. about maybe it. Maybe that's why. They, maybe it wasn't the superior version. Maybe they tried to uh, tried to make it better and just failed. Yeah, but I think that's probably another part of that strong Nintendo collecting market on and the Super Nintendo itself doing really well. Because yeah, that, that so, one didn't move at all, and then it's been climbing since then even. Yeah, and I again, I think Super Nintendo overall is on the climb, so not not too surprising. Um, sticking with Super Nintendo for a minute, let's talk about Mega Man X2 and Mega Man X3. Gladly. Very, very desirable Super Nintendo titles, right? Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, it's been a few years now, but there was the Mega Man X collection that came out on disc for PS2 and Xbox, right? And GameCube. And GameCube, right? Yeah. And um, so how did that affect the price? I always forget about the GameCube with Mega Man collection anniversary games because of that tiny D-pad. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a good Cause, D-pad. Because that's, that's, you know, that's, you know, I play Mega Man with a D-pad, and I remember, like, seeing it on the shelf for GameCube and Xbox, and I was like, well... Sorry, Wavebird, that D-pad is just oh, weak. Oh, the Xbox one wasn't much better. I played the PS2. Uh, one, I, 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 don't know, I don't know if it was better. It was bigger. <laughs> it was bigger, yes. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, go ahead. X-Men. <laughs> Not X-Men. Uh, no, it's X-Men. They were in there. So, you know, looking at that one, so what kind of effect did a re-release make on that one? Almost none. <laughs> no, literally none, right? Yep. On, on either, any mention, of the titles yeah. included in the collections, yeah. Right, and it's, it's it was funny you mentioned that one. Sticking with Nintendo, um, one of the standouts to me, I remember when Mega Man Five, uh, was released on Virtual Console. I think it was like it was early two thousand eleven on the Virtual Console. You look at the Mega Man Five NES graph; it has done nothing but steadily climb since then. <laughs> so yeah. it's 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 so weird. Like it's, uh, and I don't know if it's just, you know, the comparison between like Virtual Console versus like PSN or XBLA. Because Earthbound, you know, is virtual console on the Wii U, um, but it does seem like it's not as likely. Uh, I mean, the marketplace on the Wii, uh, the the original Wii. Um, I mean, is that admittedly the weakest marketplace of the you know like sales wise of the consoles? I don't know how it did sales wise, but I mean, it was a clunky system. That's yeah. for sure. It's. I mean, it's it's the worst interface. It's it's got. I mean, it, it's. Oh, the PSN store is pretty bad on the PS3. It, it is pretty. Well, I, I read a tweet from uh, Fake Kaz Harai that says, uh, <laughs> we know gamers love challenging experiences. That's why we designed the <laughs> PSN uh, store the way we did. <laughs> uh, I can see that. But we can see, again, I think we've got... Uh, we're going to see this over and over, right? There's a very strong Nintendo collectible market. 
always. Um, I think some of that will be a little different as time goes forward because I think people of our ages grew up as strong Nintendo kids. Um, that was the eventually thing, this yeah. market is going to switch think, over. Like, honestly, I think because remember, remember the console wars. Like I really feel like. Most people emerge from the, you know some people switch sides like ah oh, well I'll switch over to Nintendo <laughs> like I feel like Need so many more people processing. switched over yeah I feel like so many people switched either switched over from Sega to Nintendo or just these Nintendo kids murder these Sega kids because there are just so many more Nintendo collectors I feel than Sega collectors absolutely I I think that yeah I mean uh, Nintendo at that time just seemed to have this magic about them, right? I mean, yep. and I think people love to go back to that nostalgia. There was just this magic time where Nintendo could do no wrong, and they just produced fantastic stuff. Well, they, they didn't... Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not going to nitpick because you, you really can't argue that. Right, but eventually we're going to get to the time when um, Sony ruled the world, and those people will be collecting at some point, and... They won't care, probably Nintendo, on those. But anyway, yep. I mean, um, some I don't know what's behind something in my gut, and I, and I know that PlayStation and Sony collectors are gonna not like to hear it, but just something in my gut tells me that Sony. I don't know if Sony has that that magic as big it. of the collector magic as Nintendo does or will. I think there were so many PS One kids at some point in time. It's going to hit. Well, I'm wondering if a lot I, of those kids weren't kids. They were like young adults. So I'm wondering if the, you know, we had all these things growing up. Nintendo was the thing you had as like a kid. kid. So there's a strong nostalgia to it. Whereas if you get something when you're 18 to 22, you don't quite have that same link to it as when you're 12. There was a lot of kids with PlayStation. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. That's that, that's a, that's a fan. I, I agree. That's a fantastic point. We, we talked about, uh, a while ago, like, you know, what's your, like, your favorite Final Fantasy? And Duke and uh, Fleech and I talked about this was, uh, it's not necessarily, you know, the one that you, may, like, thought was the best, but maybe the, the best one that you played when you were at the most impressionable age. Yeah, that magic the, time. Yeah, like the one that sticks with you. Um, I think that there are some kids who Sony is, like, equals magic. I think there are kids that, you know, might, like, walk into a flea market or, like, a, a, a Game Quest location, any one of them, <laughs> any one of the Game Quest locations, and see, like, a PS1 or a PS2 sitting on a shelf and, like, a copy of, like, you know, Crash 1 or 2 or something and just think, Need that I got to have that again. Then they get it, and then they remember, oh, remember Metal Gear? Remember, you know, like, and they really, you know, I, I think it's possible there's a good amount of people that have that. There's just something about just when you look at Sony as a whole, as as crazy successful as they were with the PlayStation Two, especially. I just don't know if that if that magic translates. We'll see. We'll yeah. see. I'm going to bet on nostalgia, but that uh, seems to be what the collector market's driven driven by. Yeah, large. But if you've part. got a smaller yeah. market of people that have that nostalgia and a wildly great like almost every game on that system has you know greatest hits version of it i don't know if you're going to reach the same demand i think there were just literally more copies exactly produced, and so, so if you've got less um, less yeah. people that are nostalgic for a greater amount of games i don't i don't know if you'll see the same prices as you do with nintendo but, stuff but, oh, we'll but, you know, but you know what that could you know what that could do that could make the barrier to entry to playstation collecting super Absolutely. low and easy like say like hey i can get four like atari right yeah. now I can get like you know forty Atari 40 games bucks, for a buck yeah. each. 
sure. Like, let's do this. So, so maybe you get enough people buying, you know, like a big, huge lot of PlayStation games, then that kind of kickstarts it a bit. So it'd definitely be interesting to watch. Absolutely. Well, I think if we revisit this topic, we're still doing this show five years from now. 30 years from now. No, there's no doubt. Um, doubt. We'll revisit this, and I think we'll see, because by then, that wave should have hit, if it's going to hit. Yeah. I think so. We'll see. So I, I, I mean, expect Duke to be something like out of Futurama, like the head in the jar floating around at that point. <laughs> <laughs> right. I am not a crook. like Nixon in there. The, um, but I just want to kind of quickly just wrap a couple of the Super Nintendo talk because I think we're just going to see the same stuff in Super Nintendo because it's hot right now, right? So um, Super Mario RPG, it's out on virtual console. Uh, Price-wise, has that made much of a difference? <laughs> Does it ever? No. no. No, nope. it hasn't really made much of a difference. You know, um, you know what else? You know what else? Another Super Nintendo one that's following pretty close to the Earthbound trend right now. Uh, you get Super Metroid. The cart was at an all-time high in, uh, you know, like like March, April of this year. It dropped to thirty-one. But again, this has been a virtual console for a while. It's not like it just came out. So, but it's weird that this line kind of is almost exactly following Earthbound. So it might it might not be a, a knock on or sorry. It might not be a cause of Earthbound being available digitally now. That could just be the trend for, you know, like the high-profile uh, Super Nintendo games. Well, I'm with Super Metroid. Correct me if I'm wrong, because I might be. Um, wasn't there a, like, resurgence in that one afterwards when there was, like, those funny internet memes where kids couldn't, like, figure out how to get past certain parts? <laughs> Metroid Ooh, can't I, crawl. I remember, those, I remember those memes. I don't know. That's really interesting to see if those memes have an effect <laughs> on the price of the game. Oh, that's amazing. I think probably what happens, honestly, with some of that is some of the people that have held on to the stuff for a while finally go, oh, well, I could just get a digital version. They sell their copy. So, again, the market gets a little flooded for a small period of time, and then it recovers. Right. Because these are the go-to titles, yeah. right? Duke's the classic, whoa, com- com- calm down. Calm down and stop flooding the market <laughs> with your copies. There you just, go. Just I, keep it know, on the shelf. There you go. Um so let's take a look at some other Nintendo titles that did not do as well. And I think I'm going to relate this back to, again, it's not been long enough. So Pikmin 2, right? Yep. So Pikmin 2 got a new rev- revised version, right? And what happened to the price for Pikmin 2? Uh, just barely over the revised version now, yeah. Yeah, it tanked, it cut in half. basically. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. Um, and, 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 we're, and just to clarify, we're not talking digital. We're talking that Nintendo Selects, Wii Selects yeah. and copy. And so it didn't come out was, like remastered. It came out like 20 bucks. Yeah. Right? It, it came out in 1999. The major difference was the motion controls. So you had the option of GameCube controller or, you know, the Wii Remote and the Nunchuck. Which is actually a really um, awesome way to play it. It really is. It's, it's my favorite version of that game. Um, the multiplayer is also phenomenal if you've never played it. Uh, but yeah, it definitely, definitely took a big hit. Yeah, and I, I would probably say, again, it's, it's not old enough to have nostalgia, so people that are buying it want to play it. That's it. Now, with, right? with sometimes you see like when a new game in a series comes out, they start climbing again, right? Just people want to go grab back to the old ones. Uh, Pik- totally, Pikmin 3 yeah. just came out, and the chart is slowly climbing up. Do you think that will continue for a couple right. months? Um, I would be surprised if we don't see this game hit, you know, do, like... Do you think you know, it'll get it back to 50 or higher? Bit? I think uh, I th- I think definitely will get back to fifty. Um, if not this year, maybe like that post Christmas money. 
Um, but I don't see it going, you know, up to like 65, 70, 80. Just because there's so soon. many selects out there too. If you want, there's a cheaper option. There really is. Yeah. I actually gave, uh, um, uh, that Pikmin actually I had I found another copy for cheap and I sent it off as like a secret Santa gift uh, on RF mm-hmm. last year um so I mean they were abundant enough near me that I didn't you know bat an eye at just yeah, you know I've, shooting I've a gone copy through out several there, myself so. too yeah yeah and I don't I'm a little more pessimistic on it I don't see it doing well for a while you you think it averaging and like hanging at like 25 30 yeah. for a while mm-hmm. okay. because people that want to play it they can easily get the the Wii Select version, and it'll play on their Wii U if they really are having nostalgia from from yeah Pikmin it's 3. It's kind of an interesting one because with the backwards compatibility, there's actually three different systems you can play physical copy on. Yeah, yeah <laughs> really. Yeah. Well, yeah, it, it, as long as you don't have that... Uh, wasn't there a really late model of the Wii that lost the GameCube compatibility? Yeah, they released them yes. for 100 yeah. bucks. I don't know if it was Canada That's only, right. but I definitely saw a lot of them up here. And the Wii Mini, right? That that, that's what I was got. referring to. Oh, right, Bill. Yeah, yeah, you're right, too. I was referring to the Wii Mini. There, I, th- I, th- I, th- I th- Yeah, there's that one that was Canada only. I could have sworn that there was... Yeah, uh, you're right. They dropped the GameCube yeah, there... so they could drop like 20 bucks off the price or something. Yeah. Yeah, and I think like the blue, the light blue one at Walmart might have been like one of the first to... I can't I thought remember. the blue one I, was I a Skylanders bundle. There's another okay. blue one. Okay, so... Again, I, you know, I don't know if we have to dig much farther into that, but to me, I, I think the reason GameCube prices can be so volatile because not long enough for nostalgia. People just want to play the games, sure. right? Um, so let's branch off into something else for a minute. Let's just take a couple of other oddball titles that have had re-releases and kind of pick them apart. So um, Rondo of Blood, right? Castlevania X Rondo of Blood. That um, was... It's held in such high regard because, A, it is honestly a very fantastic game. It really is. And it didn't get a re- U.S. release, and it was um, PC Engine CD only. So <laughs> Quite the obscure, yeah. At least over okay. here. At least this, here. This, was not, this wasn't on a collection? Eventually, it was on a collection. But... Is this the one that was on the PSP combo, uh, compilation? Yes. Okay. Yes, it was. Um, so... Uh, Again, this is a system that doesn't have as much collectability, right? Um, it's not over here anyway. And so really, I think... Uh, talk, talking about the Turbo or the PSP? Uh, I'm talking <laughs> about the PC, PC Engine. <laughs> PC Engine, oh, okay. right? So it commanded a high price for quite some time. Not a crazy price, but a pretty high price for a long time. Yeah. It was like around 100 bucks, maybe 150 bucks tops. And if you look at the price, even after this PSP release, on average, it hasn't changed a whole lot, has it? It's held pretty nope, steady. I wouldn't say. Yeah, a little up, a little down. Yep. But by and large, still yeah. hanging around the same and price. I think it's it, I think it, I think it looks a lot. There's a lot fewer ups and downs. Um, I mean, presumably because not as many copies are selling. Because you'll see like very definitive. Okay. One sold here, one sold here, instead of like all these ups and downs. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, it's it's really hovering around that line. Yeah. Um. Because people that want to play it have other outlets, right? The PSP or whatever. Um. And the people that want to collect it here, um, are not as strong. There's not as many PC Engine collectors over here. I don't know um, any. But um, so 
a game that again I think we're kind of going to say all right not a lot of nostalgia for it um, it is a great game and it's limited to get so those few oddball people that make up that market they're going to dictate the price and it's not going to change a whole lot I don't see it changing a whole lot yeah. I, I don't either I, I don't see this one really really you know leaving that hundred dollar give or take 10 15 I think bucks. it's got nowhere to go but up I don't I don't see anything that could possibly really? bring it down and I, and I don't mean it'll spike. I mean it'll just you know five ten bucks every year. Normal yeah, I can see increase. that. Oh, yeah, I, I just don't know if. I mean, it's I, I don't know. I mean, it's uh, it's it's very possible that it could slowly rise. I just the thing is there, there's been you know over the last couple of years, it's every time it's gone up a tiny bit, it goes back down. It's I just don't see this as a slow rise, but it definitely could happen. Again, small number of collectors, yeah. right? So, yeah. um, unless. Everybody suddenly starts holding on to their copies and not selling them. Probably won't change it much over time. Um, okay, so let's go to another one that caused a lot of big nasty stir, and that was the Cheetahman <laughs> Two Kickstarter. Yes, right? I was. I was hoping that you were going to go to this one. I loved listening <laughs> to this. It was awesome. <laughs> I this this is spoiler alert. This is my favorite spike. <laughs> 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 because it's quite honestly just ridiculous. Um, I mean that. I mean that has to be. I mean, are they referring to um, to like an actual loose copy that sold for that, or are they referring to like a reward tier on the Kickstarter with that uh, ten thousand dollar? I don't think they track Kickstarter sales on here. Man, Do, oh well. I, what I was saying. I'm sorry. I didn't mean from the Kickstarter. I meant. Like one of the like, if there was like a ten thousand dollar tier on Kickstarter, and someone sold that entire thing for what they paid for it, uh, you know, because that that just looks like it. It looks it screams of this is a fake auction. Yes, I I agree. Something does not look right there. All right, because there was two sale. I guess we should say for those that, <laughs> those that can't look at the chart, you had pretty steady sales um, with incremental ups and downs, but. Really, the re-release well, yeah. didn't seem to do Most, much to the yeah, price. Mostly, I mean, it's a chunk. Yeah, mostly slow ups. Yeah, I mean, so the re-release came out, and it did took a bite out of it. So it went down from the height of around $1,300 down to around $1,000. Mm-hmm. And then there was two sales recently <laughs> that were just idiotic, right? <laughs> So it has to be. Yeah. I think it just this has to be a bug in their data because they have two sales listed at nine 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 dollars. So and I and if you look through their actual sales data that they have below, those sales don't exist. So if if someone like hits the buy it now but doesn't pay, does that show up in their data? Do you know? That could be a part of what causes the glitch because yeah, when when you when you look for completed sales in that in you know this time frame, they're just not there. Yeah, it didn't um, happen. Yeah. So um, it's hard to say. I mean, this is something that's just going to be hard to say. Uh, I think that the, did the Kickstarter and the re-release have an effect on the price? I think it did slightly. Yeah. Um. Well, you know, probably what twenty percent drop. Yeah. So. Yeah, about that. Uh, but overall, I don't think this and, is going to be a huge it, deal long term. Right. I mean, I, it was on. If, if you look at it from you know, kind of like July of 2011, it was on a steady increase before that re-release happened. I, I, I kind of, I don't, I don't think the the Kickstarter made as you know, 
it made a dent. I don't think it made the, uh, as huge a dent as some people, you know, maybe were afraid it might make. I, I see this one slowly rebounding as well. Sure, because there's going to be some of those people that want to be purists and say, I want this yeah. to have the full set, and this one has to be in there. It has to be the First original run. Yeah. one. Right. Now, now, Duke, as as an unlicensed uh, cart guy, um, is there is there talk in the uh, you know cart community of uh, if you have a Cheetahman two? Well, is it a real Cheetahman <laughs> yes. two? Of course. Oh, it's <laughs> or a re-release. The... Oh, you know. oh, that's not real. Uh, yeah, there's kind of that, you know. But that's it. People that have these rare things are always going to look down their nose at people that have something else. I mean, you know how this goes, right? Because what was, you what taking was a stab the, shadow uh, during the podcast here? <laughs> hey, look, you know, let the chips fall where they may. Yeah, I'm uh, sure he was thinking that. <laughs> but uh, but no, remember the, uh, you just made me think of uh, Steel Battalion. Oh, yeah. Right. Remember when they re-released that controller and the buttons were a different yep. color? Yeah. It's even come in with that. Like, I've looked up this thing before, just, you know, I think it'd be a cool thing to have, you know, just to show people, like, look <laughs> at this you have ridiculous the red thing that came the out. green buttons, Bill. Exactly. Like, oh, oh, those are the red buttons? <laughs> oh, no. no like, or, like, oh, no, sorry. The, uh, uh, oh, that's the green Doesn't button. Doesn't count. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll, like, yeah, I'll get back to you. <laughs> right. Right. Um, I, again, it's going to be the same thing where people are like, oh, well, I've got a shrink wrap Xenoblade. Oh, I got the original. <laughs> you know, I do. That's how we. That's how we all sound. Uh, yeah, something like that. Um, you know. Okay, here's here's an, another interesting one I want to get to is uh, the new Ducktales re-release. I okay, I think yeah. it's actually spiking sales. I don't think it's dropping them. <laughs> I think it's increasing interest in Ducktales and bringing it up. I I mean it's hard to argue because I mean this is a game that sold for less than ten bucks for pretty much forever. And uh, when it was announced, the first time I saw it was at uh, PAX last year, which was like March. Um, so if you look at the price then, I mean, it's it's I mean, the announcement didn't spike the interest, but now that we're you know right before the game is about to come out, it's on a, it's spiked, and that's on a steady rise. Yeah, it's, you know, people had probably a lot of folks out there had kind of forgotten, and honestly, twenty dollars to satisfy a nostalgia urge is not a uh that's an impulse buy for sure. something on ebay so, so do you think right. price has a huge part to do with it then if it was an 80 dollar game do you think it would have went the complete opposite I, direction i i think what the low price does is it opens up the barrier for casual just want to go check this thing out that i have when i was a kid fans like growing up my myself my brother my sister we all played nintendo uh uh you know a lot my sister probably less than me and my brother, but she loved you know certain games, like Ducktales, Mario Two, of course, the princess, the hovering over the over the uh, you know the the platforms. But I remember you know there's certain games you can mention to her that she'd be like, oh, I remember that game to the point where like if she saw a copy of Ducktales for fifteen bucks in a store, she'd get. I gave her Nintendo for Christmas a couple of years ago, so she'll I mean, the she'll best grab random ever. games. <laughs> that's what she said <laughs> so uh the only uh, time yeah, i've like, heard that used and it wasn't filthy <laughs> and it was appropriate yeah. <laughs> but that is what she said <laughs> so um but yeah but like so i don't know how many people out there who aren't you know who are just casual who have a nintendo just hooked up to the tv but she's one of them and i'm sure if she just saw ducktales in the store or like saw an advertisement oh this is coming back out i'm gonna go grab that from game exchange or whatever 
Yeah, but I mean, that's it. I see that happen a lot. I mean, because I'm in and out of the local game exchange, and that's it. Somebody comes in and they go, oh my God, I haven't seen this in forever. And they buy a Nintendo and they buy three or four games. And, you yeah. know, six months later, it's on Craigslist. <laughs> it's, you know. And and it's in a, a small small tip crap for your store. This this speaks uh, volumes to the importance of facing great games out so you don't have to dig through the spines to find the good ones. <laughs> Show them yeah. what they so you want. Take the, exactly. Take the great ones. Put all your Mario's right, right at eye level, right faced out. All your Mario's. I'll give it all my paper yep. boys. <laughs> <laughs> Pip boy 2. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so another one that was a, a big one was Ico, right? So for a long time, Ico was very desirable. That one surprised and... me like crazy because I used to flip those like nuts up here. You guys, you guys both just refuse to say the name of the game properly. Okay, yeah. Eco. Sorry, Eco. Eco. It's <laughs> no, it's Ico. I think, it's and not. it's not a dolphin, Bill. It's not a. It's not YCO. It's ICO. But that game is wise. <laughs> with with an apostrophe. But no, yeah. So 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 getting. Uh, where's the point? Oh, here it is. Um, no, yeah, totally. This one, huge, huge surprise, and uh, I. Do you guys honestly think this had something to do with that uh, two-game release? I do. Or do you think this was the next? Absolutely. I think it was 100% the, the HD remake. But the HD remake didn't come out, uh, you know, in 2009 or 2010 when this game really started tanking. But as soon as it got announced. It stayed there. Like, it could have been just that regular ebb and flow, right? But I don't. it never recovered. And again, I will go back and say the reason this does not surprise me, again, is because it's not old enough to have nostalgia. The people that bought it were wanting to play it. 2011, hang on. Uh, no, yeah, you're, yeah I, I, I've, I guess I kind of forgot when I, it really, like, I guess it really did come out that long ago. I didn't think it was that old, but yeah, it's it came out in uh, early 2011, so I guess it was once it kind of got out there that it was uh, a known yeah, quantity. I used to buy them here for like five to ten bucks all the time, flip it for 40 really quick. Mm-hmm. I might upgrade my copy yep. to a nicer one. And then uh, I picked one up just a couple months ago, really excited to get another, you know, 30 bucks out of it. And then I looked online, I'm like, wow, I can get maybe two or three bucks out of this now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's, yeah. it's 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 interesting that Shadow didn't follow as uh, steep. It, it did have a decline, but it didn't follow um, as uh, I mean the price was lower because you could get a copy well, that of Shadow. One was, yeah, like greatest one hits and uh, and huge acclaim. Like right. everyone knew about that game. Nobody knew about Ico until yeah. they got Shadow and they were looking for other similar games. Yeah, I can't believe how how inex- like five dollars for Shadow of the Colossus. Go buy yeah, it. What's everyone your should have one of those. Agreed. Man. No thanks. Really? You didn't I mean, like yeah, it? I mean, yeah. Buy the. I never played oh, it. It's fantastic. Then why, why no thanks? It's yeah. literally one of the best games on that system. I would actually agree with Bill for once. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Just it's, really no desire. Just play the first guy, which is like 10 minutes. And if you don't like it, by then you will know right away if you don't like the whole game. I, I right. did, actually, because I did play a demo. And you didn't care for that, that first 10 minutes? No, no I didn't no. like it. All right. Well, wow. you, I, if you don't like it by then, yeah, you won't like it. But I'm surprised. Yeah. So, so Duke. Don't buy it. <laughs> Don't play it. 
If I find it dirt cheap, maybe. But other than that, no. Probably. Whoa, 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 whoa! If you find it five dollars, <laughs> no, is, like is a dollar, breaking, like breaking a, your I'm, wallet. I'm gonna send you one. I've got like five of them here on my shelf. Next time, next okay. time I get a little care package, I'll shoot one your way. Okay. Um, I'll send you my uh, HD one. You can just play through it look, on PS3. I'm, I'm telling you, I looked at a sale the other day. Like, I like Xbox 360. I mean, I play a lot of Xbox. Uh, but I looked, there was a sale where I could pick up tons of games for like $3 the other day. And I still like, nah, nah. <laughs> aren't you the guy who bought like every disc at the pawn shop for like a dollar? Yeah, a magic number. Was it like dollar. What? Three three years ago, Dollar. that was like three years ago or something. It's just right? just just like a thrift shop, right? It was ninety nine cents. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Well, the last thing I wanted to kind of talk about before we kind of branch off a little bit was um, Street Fighter Three because um, Third Strike got a a re release recently on Xbox Live. I think last year, right? Yes. So. Um, looking at Street Fighter Three Third Strike, um, you know, did it take a hit? I mean, it took some hit, but it looks like it's still kind of been not too far off the mark for where it had been in the past, right? Yeah, I, I don't, I don't think it took a, you know, noticeable or you know, at least not that noticeable. It stayed pretty steady. Yeah, I. So I mean, and and I actually thought this was going to be. I mean, because this is one of the ones that, that uh, you know, is still, you know, played by kind of the Street Fighter purist crowd. And I thought that the online aspect, or like Kravitz said before with, like, the leaderboards, I thought that, that would be something they'd really, you know, kind of gravitate towards. But it doesn't seem to have had, uh, you know, terrible influence uh, on the price. So why do you think that is? That's really odd to me. I Yes, yeah, especially seeing where Marvel Capcom 2, you know, a couple of years uh, came from. I would... I would probably pin it on scarcity, right? That's it's more of a rare game than Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Sure. I'd probably say that's true. And because there was, what, two versions of Street Fighter 3 on Dreamcast? Right, there was Double Impact and Third Strike. And I think Third Strike probably had the smallest print run, right? Well, yeah, I mean, it was, that, it was the last one to come out, so uh, I believe, uh, I mean, that's that's probably true. Right. So, I mean, I think that has to, has to do with it, is just... There's just not as many out there, so they're still going to command a decent price. And it seems strange to me that um, the Dreamcast seems to be a little bit more collectible than a lot of its peers. Yeah, right I, think, now. I think that's you know I mean? kind of like the it's like the N64 of the Sega consoles. You know, it's got the most manageable library, and there's lots of quirky, cool little gems in there. Yeah, I I, I think that there's there's a lot of really really good games on it too uh there's, there's a thread on rf right now talking about you know how awesome uh, bangayo is exactly yeah <laughs> uh just asking like what's the best dreamcast game and almost no one can just put one game up there like i've mentioned like six it. or seven uh yeah you did it because you you follow the rules because you're uh, <laughs> from the 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 second most uh, crime-ridden uh place in Canada. <laughs> uh but but yeah like it's it's and I don't know if it's because of my, you know, personal love for that set. Like I, like nine nine ninety nine. I remember that launch very well. It's my favorite. It's to this to this day. I think it's the the best console launch ever, um, especially considering uh, uh, the price of the the. I mean, the thing was two hundred dollars. Um, it had a ton of great games at launch. Uh, I, it's 
this was a really, really big deal when it came out. And it's, I don't know if that's something you can explain to people who, you know, kind of didn't experience the, that console cycle, but I really feel like the Dreamcast has uh, this, uh, you know, like Duke said, like more of a collectability uh, factor to it than uh, some of the other, you know, consoles of that, of this time. Sure. I mean, it seems to me, I mean, Dreamcast is newer, but it seems to have some more collectability right now, at least to me, more than PlayStation 1 does. So I don't know if it's just a function that just the Dreamcast gets a lot more love for what it is or or what. But Do you, do you think that the PlayStation might suffer a little bit from there are so many games on it, you know, kind of like Wii Syndrome, like there's so much shovelware, you have to go through so much crap to find the good stuff. And that, like, on the Dreamcast, there's a smaller ratio of, you know, bad games to good games? Yeah. I think that's that's accurate. Yeah, I don't think that's probably too far off. And um, it's a lot more appealing to think I'm going to go for a full Dreamcast set than a full PS1 set. You yeah, know right. I mean? Yeah. It's like saying, like, I'm going to go hunting today and I'm going to catch a unicorn. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, why do you think people love N64 collecting so much? It's obtainable. It's yeah. it's a t- exactly. It's it's it seems attainable. Right, right. Very manageable. Yeah, that's um, why Virtual Boy is the number one set to collect for, right? Uh, no, yeah. that's expensive. That's expensive. Well, uh, uh, loose, loose. It's not out of control. If you want a full set. Including the Japanese rares. Oh, no, no, yeah, no, 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 no. Imports, yeah, that gets yeah. A I'm, I'm talking about like a like a like a loose U.S. cart only set wouldn't be that hard to to assemble. I guess not. Cause you get Jack Brothers, probably the worst, right? Yeah, I think that one's jumped up there quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, and then like Waterworld and a couple others are like in the fifty to sixty range, but like you know, it's it's not awful. Yeah, and then you just got to learn how to repair your stinking virtual boy. I mean, I just hear more and more that <laughs> yeah. these things are dying, right? I still have to re. I, I when I got first got mine, like one of the sides is a little bit screwy, but I still haven't done that thing where you open it up and just reseat that ribbon cable. Um, so I still have to do that. Yeah, I've I've heard about some people that just are just taking to just replacing that and just soldering. Mm. Oh, uh, just because it just keeps getting worse yeah. and worse, from what I understand. Mine's starting to go now too. I'm gonna have to open it up here right away. Yeah, I'm I'm surprised that nobody stepped up with um more of that in the mod services. I don't I've not really seen a lot of that. But yeah. um I've heard a lot of people try the baking trick and I don't know how thrilled yeah. <laughs> I am with that idea. <laughs> like like people who uh uh it's, it's kind of a similar thing where uh when you want to take the stock heat sink off of your either like, you know, the chipset on your motherboard or like your graphics card it's, it's almost like a Charleston shoe. They say, oh, we'll put it in the freezer for a while. And then when you go to, like, take the heat sink off, like, it'll, it'll snap right off. I'm like, I don't know <laughs> about putting my really expensive thing in a freezer and then snapping a piece off of it. Doesn't give you the warm tinglys inside? No, nah, it gives me a frosty, snappy feeling. <laughs> uh, well, I... I, I kind of wanted to, unless uh, you guys have any other specific examples, I wanted to try to wrap up with looking at some of these big titles that that have not gotten re-releases and are probably not likely to ever get re-releases. Um, I, I mean, to me, I think we've proven pretty well that um, re-releases don't impact price in, ter- in terms of when they're collectibles, right? I mean, is that... Do you guys feel pretty comfortable with that? So you're saying like the genuinely obscure games, it's not going to affect those 
right. much. Things that are all. truly collectible right. and not just player copies, right? Yeah, I, I agree with that. There are probably one or two exceptions, of course, but yeah, I think that's for the most part pretty accurate. Sure. So maybe it's a little overhyped. People are a little over overly worried about it, maybe. <laughs> um, but let's look at a few that didn't get re-releases and compare. So, I mean, uh, the first one I picked up right off just thinking it was Panzer Dragoon Saga just because what's the odds that thing ever gets a re-release, right? Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, uh, I, I had a couple other examples I was thinking of as well in on a different Sega system, um, but yeah, this is definitely the first one that uh, jumps out at you or one of the first ones that jumps out on the Saturn that's... Uh, I mean, I, I, ju I just can't see Sega or, you know... Uh, a third party coming in and saying to say this is what we want to do let's get this done i just don't see as as much as that uh, you know physical uh, you know uh the physical complete uh panzer dragoon goes for i just can't see that happening yeah i think it's just it was an odd ar architecture it wasn't a popular system it didn't sell a lot of copies and it would be very difficult to port I mean, when that game came out, did I mean, was it winning Game of the Year awards? Or, I know there's people who like it, but I mean, was it blowing people away? Yeah, it was. It got really fantastic reviews. Uh, the problem was the Saturn was practically dead at the time. I mean, do you do you think it's more likely that we'll see a a, a new game, or let's say like a different game or reimagining in the Panzer Dragoon universe, or is that equally unlikely? Well, aren't well, they doing got that Crimson, Crimson Dragon? Dragon? Yeah. Yeah, Crimson Dragons coming out for for Xbox One. So, I mean, I mean, I'm talking about like along the lines of Saga. Oh no, probably not. Just yeah, a one-off. Yeah, it was it was a very bold, um, risky move, and um, I mean, they did a fantastic job. It just you know it was probably just too late. Um, but I'm um, looking at the pricing, right? Um, it's probably what most people would expect it to do, right? It's slow and steady. On a slow, slow, steady incline, right? Yeah. I mean, nothing. I see a few really oddball dips, but I mean, if you if you even it all out, it's always kind of slowly growing for the most part. Yeah. So I mean, you know, as I as you would expect, right? So let's look at another one. This one I would think is um, much more likely to get a re-release in the future. And that's uh, Suikoden 2. Uh, now, the first one is is definitely on PSN digitally. Mm -hmm. um, is the second one not? Not to my knowledge. It okay. has not been re-released. Re yeah, um, I, I, I would tend to like think that, yeah, I mean, especially considering the first one has already been put out there. Um, a lot of digital releases seem to have kind of been like upcoming ones have been kind of put on the back burner with like some of the new you know console stuff happening this year. But once every all the new stuff rolls out, I think you'll see uh, uh, you know after a few months of you know launch, uh, you'll start to see you know some more stuff hit the digital space. And I'd be surprised if this one doesn't hit uh, relatively soon. Yeah, I just don't see much barrier for this coming out. I mean. Sony has been more than happy to trot their old titles back out and make money, and Konami has done the same. Yeah, um, and it's not a series they've completely forgotten about. There was a few like DS games uh, with the Suikoden name on them, even though I think most of them are like spin-offs. Yeah, I think they've managed to really beat beat that 
series down into worthlessness, but (laughs) 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 there's some really stinkers in there. I mean, some of the earlier games were fantastic. It's really, some of them went the wrong direction. But, I mean, you look at this one, and again, for the most part, even to maybe slight growth price-wise, right? It's surprisingly hasn't grown all that much, eh? It's kind of stayed steady for the last few years. Yeah, but the PlayStation market itself has seemed to just kind of not really take off yet, right? I mean, at least to me. Yeah. So it kind of follows the trend? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It it, it does seem like a lot of people, you know, kind of make that same, uh, the same argument, like, uh, especially when a game is released in Japan on, let's say, Sony's PSN in Japan, and then not released over here for six months, a year, year and a half, two years, and it's like, when it's not a translation issue, when it's like, okay, like Xenogears uh, was out on, you know, the Japanese PSN long before they released it over here. It's, everyone seems to kind of make that, uh, that uh, observation that's like, you know, do they not like money? I mean, they, they own, they own this thing. They just, you know, they pay, they pay like a, a guy just to, you know, write a blurb for it for the PSN and then it's out there. It's, it just seems odd that, uh, some of these things that they just have on a hard drive in the office, you know, don't make it out to a marketplace uh, as quickly as they should. It is. It makes me wonder if the publishers themselves on the PlayStation side have to pay for housing and serving it, and they think maybe it's just not profitable enough to be worth putting on the service, you know? Right. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, I'm I'm sure there's intricacies that, you know, we're not, uh, uh, you know, privy to, Um, but uh, it does make you wonder about some of those things. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. I know that there was a lot of complaints about um, PS3 for quite some time because they wouldn't get as many demos because their services were free. And right. so, you know, nobody so they, wanted to pony up the money to do it. Exactly, yeah. So it's, it's uh, if you wanted to, I remember when this, this story broke for the first time, is that if, you want, if you're a publisher or developer and you want to put a, a demo, a free demo for anyone to download on the PlayStation Network, you had to pay for the you know the server space the bandwidth so putting that free demo out could cost you a couple hundred grand um which you know it's advertising it's getting your name and your game out there but uh it was surprising to a lot of people when they found that out yeah because um xbox obviously is supported through subscriptions which you know playstation will be here soon too yes. so i yeah. mean you know it's Ooh. it's the way that it's gonna be <laughs> Kravy's just, he'll still opt out. You know? Yeah. yeah. That was that was the only way I could play multiplayer when the urge struck. Uh, and I, I got a pony up for it. Yeah, well, nah. you can just write it off as a business expense now. Nah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's market research. There we here's, go. here's my real question, Kravy. Um, you know, the, now that you'll have to have like a PSN account or something, mm-hmm. with those free games that come out, are you going to try to find some magic way to block those downloads? <laughs> <laughs> Like no, <laughs> take them back. I think I think you can turn automatic downloads off, right? <laughs> I don't know. I don't have a PS4. Oh, I'm, oh, sorry. Yeah, I mean on PS3 you can like automatic downloads is an option. So I, I mean I would imagine it will be on the floor, but I guess we'll see. I did not know that the downloads were automatic. I thought you would have had to go in and actually click something. Uh, once you at once, it's a PSN Plus feature, I think. So um, if you like, like, you can see the option as a non-plus member, but I think it's got that little gold, you know, uh, uh, D-pad next to it. Like, right. you know that, you know, you, you can't do it unless it's plus. But uh, if you turn on automatic downloads, um, I uh, 
and I'm not a member, so I, I couldn't say for sure, but I believe that's I don't what know either. I believe that's what turns on, you know, once new stuff is available, it'll automatically, you know, pull it to your system. Right. So who knows? I again, I would probably say this one definitely has the biggest um, chance of taking a hit with a digital re-release in the future. So you know, we'll see what happens. Of course, right. I want to. Can I pull up one other crazy little thing? And I may, this is for talking PlayStation Plus that may, makes me kind of scratch my head. <laughs> Go for it. Do you notice that the symbol for PlayStation Plus, like Bill just said, is like a gold D pad? Mm-hmm. But it's a cross-style D-pad. It's just a plus sign. Not a... Is it just a plus sign? I was thinking it was like a D-pad. Am I wrong? Because I was thinking uh, that the the PlayStation controllers don't have a standard D-pad. Right. No, you know what it is? Like, it's... It is a... Yeah, I just said D-pad. It's... Uh, um, it is a plus. It's got the four... Uh, you know, obviously the four uh, Sony PlayStation buttons on it. You know oh, when you, okay. You know when you look at the buttons on a, uh, on a DualShock... And they actually are kind of outlined in a plus, um, and then there's like a circle around yeah. them. Like oh you, yeah, yeah. So it's okay. No, I I, yeah. I, I thought in my head it was a, a D pad. So it, yeah, I was right it, there with you. It, yeah, it appears as a D pad, but uh, yeah, which is why I, you know said that. But uh, it's actually just a plus. So on the new PS4 controller, is it a D pad or is it still that standard whatever crazy thing PlayStation does? I think it's a D pad. The the DualShock Four. I think it's a D pad. Um, the the only observation I've made from just kind of looking at it and held one so far, it looks noticeably bigger than the DS3. I would hope so. Because if... Anyway. I like <laughs> Back the, to topic. I like the PlayStation D-pads. Yeah, they it, it looks... I mean, looking at a picture right now, it looks uh, very similar in that it looks like, you know, four kind of buttons that depress to, Ew. you know, like the surface mm-hmm. with like a little bit of an indent in the center to kind of let you know where your thumb is as opposed to like, uh, you know, before the buttons just kind of had the same height throughout. So mm. it doesn't look too different. I mean, it, Microsoft has at least finally figured out the D-pad. So, I mean, when's PlayStation right. going to figure hope. it out? Yeah, right? yeah. I, I, I really would like for PlayStation to figure out asymmetric uh, analog sticks. No. Yeah, yes. I, I don't like the positioning either. But anyway, anyway, <laughs> let's go, because we're going to get, we're going to hate. Um... The last one I'm going to look at was Magic Knight Ray Earth, because it's another one of those games that probably has no chance of any, getting any kind of re-release. Um, <laughs> I've, got a, I've got a cat that, that he agrees with me. Um, seems to think I'm don't, on the right track. Don't say it. It's going to happen. <laughs> He's holding out. Yeah. It's actually had a, a pretty nice little spike recently. Yeah. Uh, well, last last game released on the system. Um, low print run. It's working designs and excellent packaging, and has multiple variants. Right, I think with art. So yeah, working it's got a lot going for always it. has that going for it. Yeah, it's got a lot of going for it for collectability. So it's not not surprising. And um, so I mean, I think some of the things that we've seen is that you know with re-releases, um, maybe it hasn't taken huge hits for most things, but maybe it's tempered the prices where they've stayed about the same where if we look at some of these that are probably never going to get re-releases they show a rise right yeah absolutely so maybe there is some effect um with re-releases in terms of keeping the price from climbing 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 but but not just dropping right it doesn't doesn't kill the price in most cases either so 
I think we've um, we've done some good science from the world here, guys. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people will probably disagree with us and tell us that uh, GameStop is evil and reprints are horrible and the world is coming to an end. But I don't I don't see that. I, actually, um, I saw a little earlier um, a I did finally see a picture of that um, Metroid tr- Prime trilogy re-release. Yeah. Yep, and just a white case yeah, reprint. It's so, like a regular old Wii game now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So no worries, right? You're not getting ripped off. You know what you're getting. Uh, as long as that's the picture. <laughs> Wait, that's GameStop's not going to show you that. But <laughs> oh, they're not going to show you the one that they know you're going to get. They're going to show you the one from two, three years ago that they uh, know there's no chance of you getting. Right, pretty much. It's and I'm honestly like looking at the uh, uh, you know the this new like reprint. That's not a bad looking case. Oh, it's not bad at all. Like it's actually pretty nice looking. Yeah, it's just not. I I, I wouldn't mind grabbing uh, like, and I'm not a variant guy, but I, I'm more of like if the other package that's available is super cool, I'll grab a copy at a reasonable price because I think it's a cool package, not because I must have all variants. And this is one that I would look at and say, yeah, I would totally grab one if I could find a good price on this. Is eighty-five dollars a good price for you, Bill? Oh no, not, not at all. We're, I mean, we're talking like you know, that's like GameStop. Uh, that's yeah, what they're selling I mean, it for. Oh no, I'm, I'm. Well, I'm not talking retail. I'm talking you know, two years from now at a garage sale, ten or fifteen. Ah, right. Right. <laughs> right. Um, a dollar. So okay, <laughs> odd speculation. <laughs> it's an, is this reprint going to drive the price of that down into the dumpster? Or is this the, oh my gosh, it's so late in the cycle, weird variant that will be highly collectible in the future? Yeah, I think this one will have its own collectability. I think people look at them yeah. as almost separate releases. Well, I mean, it's it's uh, it's got to be similar to like the Metroid uh, uh, Yellow Box, right? Yeah. So you look at the original uh, NES release of Metroid and that Silver uh, Adventure Series uh, box, and then, you know, years later... Uh, early 90s um, they got a re-release in the yellow box and for a long time I you know had this conception that like oh that's not the one you want to have you want to have the original uh, but uh, I mean that yellow box like this you know on top of not you know the one that you come across <laughs> as often uh, it's just cool it's just it's just really cool looking so um, I think that this is probably going to have a similar uh, a similar thing is like you know I think people would come across this and think that this is probably the less uh, uh like there's not a ton, I don't think there's a ton of people spending eighty five a hundred dollars on this, so I almost feel like the people who buy this are going to be like the few who have it. It'll be interesting to see. Um, I'm not really ready to lay any bets on that one, but um, it definitely could go either way. Yeah, I think that's. For I sure. don't know if it'll hold its eighty five value, but uh, I'll definitely see it as like probably a forty fifty dollar game. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't think it'll hold eighty either. I think you're right. I think it'll be like a forty. Uh, you know, eventually. And you know what I just learned? I mean, this is a total side tangent, um, but you want to talk about late releases in the console life cycle and probably collectability. Did you know they're making like a FIFA for PS2 this year? Wow. They're still making PS2 games. Sheesh. Yeah. Yeah, if like FIFA 14 or whatever is getting a, a PlayStation 2 copy. <laughs> I, I did read that FIFA... 14 uh, I want to say this right FIFA 14 that's coming out this year for the PS either for the PS Vita or the PS I think it's the PS Vita 
is a reskinned uh, FIFA 13. Yeah. So it's actually so, too so surprising. No, and, and they've done they've done this before. Like they'll release the previous year's iteration from the console on the mobile with just the number, you know, the year number changed. New roster. Um, so it's, it's not. Yeah, so it's it's not anything new, but I mean, normally like the console version sees some you know actual like software and gameplay updates. But um, I did read recently that uh, the new version of FIFA, I want to say on Vita, is last year's uh, PS3 uh, FIFA 13. Yeah, I just. I just want to point that PS2 thing out just because we're talking late release and possible collectability. So, um, Has there know. ever been a late release sports game that's been collectible? I know there's tons of late release games that are collectible, but... Well, yeah, I would like to take a look on the NES, like I mean, Pro Sports Pro, Hockey, Pro right? Sport, um, the, I mean, the last game released for the Dreamcast is a sports game, and it's not collectible at all. And Pro Sport, like, that's, that's kind of an obscure one, but it doesn't have high value on it. Uh, not as high as some of the other yeah, ones, not, but not yeah, not nutty. It's it's not blades of steel cheap. No, but it doesn't really command the same that a lot of the other late release games have, even if they're more common to find. Right, right. Like you're you're talking like compared to like a Flintstones or like a Samson. Yeah, Samson. Anything like that's like Samson, Power Blade Two, Bubble Bobble Two, Zombie Nation. Like anything that was really late. Um, they have these massive dollars attached to them now, but Pro Sports is still fairly low. Yeah. Yeah, well, and some of it is the hype train, right? So I think, honestly, some of these games that go up price-wise are because, you know, Angry Video Game Nerd or whatever did a video and Bill, hype Bill train hasn't hits. blogged uh, Pro Sports as best hockey game ever yet. <laughs> no, that's all, because I don't own it yet. Once I do, then I can let the price explode on it. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, good. Well, do you guys have anything else um, to add to um, to this uh, this debate? Well, when when you asked, uh, you know, about a couple games that uh, you know you have some 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 collectability, some dollars attached to them right now that probably won't see a re-release. Yeah. Um, my one of my first thoughts was uh, uh, Ko Flying Squadron. Okay. Yeah. Probably pretty low low yeah. chance of that one, right? <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's it's uh, uh for I mean Sega people uh, uh obviously know what it is, but uh, for people who may not, um it's uh hovers just over two hundred dollars, and then every once in a while like a super minty copy will sell for like three or four hundred, and then maybe it'll you know like a loose you know will go for like one thirty. So it it kind of goes up and down between like one fifty and three hundred, um but uh you know it's just it's you know it's one of those collectible pieces that. I really don't the same thing like I just really don't see any company latching onto this and saying ah oh, this is we can make some money if we release uh this game on you know PSN or whatever so I think this is going to kind of just be relegated to the the physical arena and see what the price uh, uh does over time. Yeah, I can definitely see that. I can see that. So, but you know, I guess you never know, but certainly something you can probably feel a little more comfortable with anyway yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh i don't think we're gonna get a snatcher re-release either uh that one maybe maybe i mean it's you, you gotta with snatcher you have a high profile still very popular uh uh you know name attached to it in in kojima um i don't think you'd see a straight up re-release you might see something in that universe um, I don't know if you'll see like okay, yeah, we're re-releasing like just like an up-resed version of the Sega CD game. Well, there were different versions of it, right? Wasn't there a um, I want to say it was a PC Engine version? 
Gosh, I think I know. I think Police Knots came out for that. Yes, I'm not sure about yeah, Snatcher. I know, yeah, I know about Police Knots. I don't know about Snatcher. I'm still. Holding but I think out there's probably still holding out. I'm still holding out for the uh, 3DO softcore porn compilation. <laughs> <laughs> Some plumbers don't wear ties exactly. or whatever. Oh gosh, I, I watched one of those. I think it was Angry Video Game Nerd or something. I haven't watched all those, but I did see that one. <laughs> it looks terrible. It looks so terrible. <laughs> Uh, I remember seeing it on the shelf way back when. You didn't um, buy it? No. <laughs> no, I didn't have a 3DO back then. Didn't want one. Oh man, those were all so bad. Those, all those games, pretty much. <laughs> I think there's a few good 3DOs, but yeah, probably Pretty also sure. games that will never get re-released. <laughs> 3DO games. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I highly doubt I'm going to be playing Immersionary on something at some point. Lucian's Quest reprint. <laughs> GameStop. What do you? Th- I mean, what do you think, if you had to name one 3DO game that is the most likely to get a re-release, what uh, is I can it? tell you one that Gex. did, Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo. Okay, you can't <laughs> count that because you're not even a platform legally until a version of Street Fighter is on you. So, <laughs> did did I mean, the Gamecom have Street Fighter? Of course it did. It had like <laughs> a Hyper hyper 2 Turbo Combo Breaker version. Um, but... Uh, 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 I'm I'm still holding out for the Ultra Deluxe uh, Sewer Shark re-release. Only you. I always think a Sewer Shark is Sega CD. That just it weirds me out that it's on the 3DO. Digital yeah, pictures, it's... man. Digital pictures. Yeah. It wouldn't shock me. Was there never a PC version? Uh, no, not that I know of. Did any of those digital picture games get PC releases? Not that I know of. That seems so strange that they seems like perfect for that, right? Doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, because you have the CD-ROMs already established in that space, but uh, um, I could do a little bit of uh, research. I I can't think of any off the top of my head that made it to PC. You but. know, somewhere Tom Zito is sitting around and he just has <laughs> archival footage of all this stuff just waiting, right? You know, you know what's a really hard thing to do is do a Google search for digital pictures pc and not just get generic results back for like transferring pictures to your computer yeah i would imagine it's pretty generic search. it's like it's like searching for the band live it's yeah. like oh why is your name so ubiquitous you gotta use those co- quotes in there right to get to yeah see, get narrow down a little bit but price price i'm not gonna help any. <laughs> Uh, okay, so r- real quick, just so we can verify this right now, I'm on the, the good old wiki. Uh, Mega CD, 3DO, 32X, Macintosh. Aha! Uh, Night Trap made it to PC. Oh, there you go. So did Quarterback Attack with Mike Ditka. Oh. And Supreme Warrior made it to Macintosh, along with Double Switch and Corpse Killer. So just a couple. So you could play Sewer Shark on the Mac? Uh, no, no, I'm looking at like every platform they ever did. Ah. Uh, Sewer Shark was 3DO and Mega CD slash Sega CD. Uh, oh, and Slam City with Scotty Pippen made it to PC. <laughs> That's some to track down. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Actually, my copy of Slam City for 32X has the digital pictures rub-on tattoo, which I was really happy about. I just can't figure out like the perfect time to apply it. So no, I want you to get a it. real tattoo, the real digital pictures tattoo. We should do that as like a, no. a donation level. <laughs> no, nice. I won't do that. <laughs> I will get a digital pictures tattoo. You could probably, you could probably trick me into something else, but not. Yeah, digital I was going to say tattoo. something else is a possibility, not digital pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe silent service cover, yeah, art or something like that. But uh... we should do a silent service tattoo where we're like we put like 
all of our like uh, hands together for a high five. It creates the box art. <laughs> <laughs> it's disturbing. Uh, all right. Well, um, again, anything else to add, guys? I think we've we've definitely probably gone off on too far of a tangent to come back yeah. to this. Do you want to go uh, back to a PS4 controller D-pad? No, no. I think we're I think we're done for another day. <laughs> I, I did get a I did get a request that we do a a show on um, the upcoming console war. A, sh- a show on tangents. <laughs> no, we it's, it's every show. It's every show. Well, good. Well, what I do want to hear, though, is I want to hear all the, the rights and the wrongs. Tell us how me- bad we messed it up and give us a million examples about what we missed and how the world is going to explode from reprints and we're all going to just burn our collections to the ground. Um, as soon as we're or- done recording before this releases, I'm going to unload everything. <laughs> eBay, baby! Yeah. You are you are unloading about everything, though. Krabby is flooding the market in British Columbia. Yeah. They're going to be worthless up here, except for silent service. The only thing that'll hold its value. <laughs> You're just going to afford like 60 you, copies of that. Yeah, right? you really should frame a sealed copy, put a $10,000 price tag on it, and just let it roll. <laughs> just wait. Just see what happens. Just wait. I don't want to sell it so cheap. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, thanks, everybody, and um, and we'll uh, we'll get on with the show. Thanks, everybody, for listening to another action-packed episode of The Collector Cast. We really appreciate you guys taking the time to listen. And um, as always, a couple different places that you can find us. Um, so, Krabby, where can people find us? Facebook, of course. Yes, we are on Facebook. What else is on Facebook now, Krabby? Me? Game oh, Quest! there we go. <laughs> that's kind of me. Game Quest. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of... I'll allow it. Yeah, that's in there, yeah. right? Um, where else, Bill? Uh, real quick, I have to tell you what a great job I think Krabby's doing already with his GameQuest Facebook account. Uh, he's already posting things that were traded in on his Facebook page, and I just couldn't be prouder. <laughs> <laughs> One of these days he'll figure Twitter out. Yeah. Oh, he'll ten, get there. Ten years and, and down once, the road. And, and once he realizes that you can link your Twitter to your Facebook, so That's everything you seriously tweet a thing? shows up on your Facebook. Yeah. So what you can do... You link your Twitter and your Facebook, and then when you tweet something, whether it be text, picture, whatever, it automatically duplicates and also puts it on your Facebook. So you can do one time for oh, everything. I need you guys to like sit me down and do the Twitter tutorial. <laughs> I really don't understand it. We could do that. We'll, we'll figure it out. Um, but in the meantime, make sure you check us out at CollectorCast.com. Absolutely. If I make sure to re-up the, <laughs> the domain. <laughs> and if that doesn't work. We're always on YouTube. <laughs> There we go. See, you can also find us on YouTube. Very good. And um, I will throw out that we are also on um, the podcast Pickle. I'm going to take it. Take it. Take the pickle. That's the first time you've taken the pickle. (laughs) And uh, and where else, Bill? Uh, You you can't forget iTunes. That's right. You you could try, but I wouldn't suggest it. You You can try, but then it'll sneak up on you and ask you if you want to review it, and then you have to do it. Please, we would appreciate. We would appreciate that. Um, where else, Krabby? I can the think. Stitcher Smart Radio. It. Oh, he skipped right over to the Stitcher. That's cool. Stitcher Smart oh. Radio. We are still did there. I, did I miss a subtle Stitcher nudge in. there? What was I supposed to get? We were talking Facebook. What's the other social media? Where can where can people find us, Bill? 
You mean the the uh, uh, can never be mentioned uh, without Facebook is Twitter. Absolutely, oh, right. I kind of thought we covered that. Yeah. Well, yeah, we mentioned out. it with the Facebook, but yeah, it's. Uh, and what's that one? Wasn't there one that Fleet had tweeted at us? He's like, "Hey, how come you guys aren't on this Pod- podcast?" Bean. <laughs> I think was that. Yeah, was that one. We don't so, need any more podcast vegetables. We got enough. <laughs> I, I've not found all of them yet. So there you go. And uh, I will mention that um, you will notice if you're getting the feed off iTunes or off CollectorCast.com that the older shows have started dropping off. Um, that's just a function of how much money I have to pay for hosting. <laughs> so uh, if you really want the old episodes to come back, you can donate, donate funds. Um, if you are if you still want to listen to the old shows, um, you won't be able to download the podcast, but you can still find them on YouTube. So just go to the YouTube channel. You can listen to all the past episodes. Hopefully at some point in time, we will also have another way you can go find and download those. We're working on that, but um, still, still in the works. Um, so not quite yet. But again, always find the old episodes on on YouTube. And um, and then of course we're always at rfgeneration.com, right, guys? Always. Yeah. So drop in, post your scores, let us know how things are going. We appreciate it. And uh, boy, Bill, thank you very much for this boy like marathon. I think this show's going to be really long by the time I get done. Yeah, it's it's been a little while. Uh, we've uh, over through the magic of editing, it'll sound like it's all one sitting, but. Uh... This has been a, a, a little while in the making. Yeah, definitely. So um, thanks for your patience and time and uh, effort. And thank you guys Great. for putting up with my show delays and stuff. And yeah, the, I'm, I'm part of the reason it's been so long. Show That's delay. Right. That's all right. Well, thanks, Krabby. No, I appreciate you. Still, you're crazy. You're doing a shop. You got a job. You got a family. You still find out some time here for us to do the show. I just, you know, cut out that family time. <laughs> Screw those <Yeah>. kids. <laughs> well, you you finished Skylanders, right? <laughs> never ends. <laughs> uh, and thanks again to all of our listeners, and we'll catch you next time. Now I'm thinking of that music you're playing, and I got the tune in my head, but what's it from? Nope, you're gonna have to guess it. Okay, do it again. It's an NES game. I just can't think of what one. No, it's not. I'm not picking it up at all. Brazil. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, he's playing Street Fighter Two. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, all right, all right, Blanca stage, right? Yep. Gosh, Bravo! <laughs> USSR! <laughs> Japan! <laughs> yeah, got round one, fight! fight.